Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. Showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Pulp and Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Coming at you. It's Monday, April 10th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. We had a week off last Monday, but we are back because the Supercross is back at Glendale. Triple Crown just happened. Seven-point swing in the uh, title chase in 450 class, so... Lots to get into when it comes to Glendale and more with MXGP as well happening on a Monday. That was weird, uh, but we certainly have lots to talk about when it comes to tonight. Really good lineup of uh, guests as well. Justin Brayton will be calling in. Benny Bloss, Carson Mumford all calling in to talk Glendale and more. Uh, JB10 was there doing some live announcing even. So looking forward to getting his take on that and more. Brayton, Bloss, Mumphy. All on the show tonight, 702-586-7857. We can take your calls, 702-586-7857. You want to call? we got a surprises to give away, too. Uh, Works Connection guys have given us another Pro Launch Start device to give away because they won again with the Pro Launch Start device. That's all the Works Connection guys do is do that. And uh, also, we have two tickets to the Paula National. Yeah, Paula National. Uh, so looking forward to uh, giving those away. We'll tell you how to win them later on in the show, 702-586-7857, if you want to uh, talk some Supercross or more. Don't forget, everybody, the Privateer Yamaha LCQ Challenge Race is Friday before Denver, and uh, we are lining up the uh, participants now. We have a super cool raffle going on, so it's basically 30 bucks. You get a chance to win a 2023 YZ450 or like 19 other great prizes. Uh, thanks to the folks at Yamaha for that and everybody that's donated, uh, including the Fly Racing guys and, and Renthal and, and FXR and, and lots of people stepping in for that. So check that out on pulpamex.com to save there and uh, help the privateers. All the money goes to the 22 riders in the race. And thanks to Feld for giving me this race again. That's awesome. Really, really cool of those guys to do that. Uh, and uh, Denver live show Friday night after the LCQ race. We're going to have a live uh, show. In Denver. So, uh, please, tickets are available on pulpamex.com. So, go there and figure that out, and uh, we'll see you there, all right? Uh, with me in studio here uh, from Kiefer Rank Testing, from Racer X, among other things, it's Chris Kiefer. What's up, buddy? How are you? How are you, Steve? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Lots to get into tonight. Uh, a lot. A lot to a get lot. into tonight. Yes. Uh, you changed your shirt before the show. I uh, did. Pookie was my not atti- happy with that shirt. My attire that I was wearing, mm-hmm. not just my shirt. Yeah. It wasn't acceptable for Pookie. So I went in the other room and, uh, yeah, swapped it out. It was too young, I guess, 12 years old. Uh, who, knew, who knew that she was such a, <laughs> a fashion crit- critique, right? What's funny is I asked her and I go, is it look all right? She's like, uh, and the pause was the yeah. answer. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, shit. No, that's it. Uh, thank you, motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, MotorcycleNutryJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, 
Intense Cycles, Wisco Piston, EVS, all on board with us tonight. We have the X-Brand Goggle, Tearoffs, uh, Motorsport.com, Tweet at Tit Segment, and the Race Tech Rant as well. Uh, working the cameras over there, figuring things out. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Steven, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm rejuvenated after a week off. Yeah, so see? Just excited to be here. Did you actually uh, come here on, on Monday and knock on the door and, and wait or no? Cannot confirm nor deny it. I would never uh, incriminate myself. Right. So okay. right. you got a camera here. You can find out real quick. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go look at research. It. Marks mm-hmm. is just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, uh, some banging open, going on. Open, open, open. Uh, also taking your phone calls over there in the corner. Uh, he is. Uh, he is back in. Frappy. Frappy Pete. Frappy Pete. The Tis legendary. Tis, what's up? Mm. Uh, hello. What's going on? Glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> what's happening? Just another beautiful day. Right. Sucking down that frap is what's yeah. going on back yeah, there. Extra caramel. Yeah. Big frappy guy. Extra delicious. Oh, you're going to be here back to <laughs> just grind his teeth with sugar. Uh, we also got a Millville Ride Day coming up in October. We've talked about that a little bit. I'll give you some more information on that. Dude. What? Do you know how many emails I get about this fucking ride day? Marks, where do they got to go? Email ride day at pulpamex.com. No, they want in. So like, hey. Hey, can, can I get in? Mm-hmm. Here's my here's my dilemma. Here or they'll just send me some story like, hey man, yeah, I've got I, a oh, brother. I, yeah, no, I get him too. I get him too. I'm like, holy yeah. crap! Can you oh. talk to Steve? Because I know Steve ain't going to read this. You will, Chris. Steve won't. Listen, we're doing 150 people on Saturday. It's wide open on Sunday, so those people can come wide open on Sunday. But Saturday's the day. It, it is, but we'll be there Sunday too. We'll we'll hang out. All right, right? Don't you feel like you'll ride both days? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's Millville, so, right? Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there. But it's special. Well, listen, I, and like, I, I love it. I got I got a text from a friend of mine who's like, hey, uh, can I get in? And I'm like, yeah, I'll let you in. He's like, well, I'm bringing two other buddies. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, I'll let you in. But then if everybody brings two uh, buddies, then that 150 spots get taken up pretty quickly. You know that's a normal thing for ride days, right? Because no one rides by themselves. You're hey, gonna have to, man, you're I'm gonna bringing have to make a, a choice here, uh, you know? So, yeah. uh, But thanks to Troll Train. For making that happen, and we're really looking forward to that as well. Uh, so good things are going to go on with that. Uh, again, seven zero two five eight six pulp. If you want to call and talk some Glendale or more. Um, so this is Life Swap, the beginning of Life Swap. We've been talking about this for a long time. I feel we, sick to my stomach. We, <laughs> I'm we, so nervous. We planned it earlier this year. It didn't work out. No. Uh, uh, so we we postponed it. Yeah. And it's this week. Uh, uh, well, uh, you're going to Atlanta. I'm going to take Aiden to a race, but unfortunately, mm. <laughs> I don't even what to say. We're not doing it. We're and not doing it. People it, are going to be like, oh, you're joking. No, no we're not, we're not it, joking. Well, look at Here's the deal. I brought Everything is loaded up in my truck. Listen, don't try to just throw it on me. No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm just telling I'm painting the picture thinking that I we weren't doing this. This was all Tony. He's back. Tony's going to keep playing it. You're just going to have to ignore it. Showed up, got bicycles, bags, my shit's loaded down. I walk into the front door. The the house is empty, and then I see Steve come around the corner, and he just looks at me, and I look at him. There was no words. There was no words spoken. I just go, are we doing this? And he's like, "Uh, I guess. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. It. I mean, look, I have no look it. great comeback. Right. If you want to rip me on what social media, oh, that's. I guess I deserve it. Uh, we deserve it. It's not yeah. my decision. It's not your decision. It's, it's a collective. Collective Just... agreement. Pookie's, 
Pookie's pissed a little bit. She's just like, you guys can't do this. Yeah. But to be fair, big race for Aiden this weekend at Glen Helen. Uh, Heather's a little uneasy right. with you this not being there. This is all truth, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this no. Heather's a little uneasy with me not with, with you not being there for this race. It's a, you know. And, and for those of you saying, oh, you guys already knew this. Yes, we did know this. But as things get closer, Reality you, if you have a girl or you have a wife... Uh, you get a little bit more pressure as it gets closer. It wasn't no pressure. She's there wasn't an ultimatum or anything. No. It's just um, it, you can't do that. It's dude. a big deal for Aiden, right? And Heather is a little bit overwhelmed without me there because usually I'm there for everything. So you know, it it would have been fine, but it's a little bit extra at ease if I'm and, there. And uh, and and to be fair, I was on vacation for six days. I got back. I had twelve hours. Uh, 15 hours at home. You started out wrong. They're not going to give you sympathy. No, and then I had to go to Phoenix, and then I came back from that, and now I had to leave again. Like, I have a bunch of shit going on, too, that I'm trying to figure out. And to be or real... a little bitch. <laughs> that's a good one. That's legit. To be straight up honest, like, I lost some sleep last night. I woke up at 3 a.m. <laughs> that's funny to me. I didn't lose any sleep. I, I don't know how Steve wanted to take this week, but I wanted to take it serious. I wanted to do a great job for all you listeners. I didn't want it to sound like shit. I didn't want to fuck up and go straight dark side on the thing. Like, I wanted to do it good, <laughs> no, you know? No offense, dark side. No, 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 no offense, dark side. But, like, yeah. I wanted to make sure that everything was handled. So I get here. I learned how to work with everything, which I think I would have been fine. We, we would have got through it. I mean, I think you would have, but you seemed rather... No, I just put yeah. pressure on myself to do well. Right. So I was genuinely worried about you. Not staying at my house or anything just the uh just the overall week of how much there is to do and it's not like i'm working my balls off more than you it was never that way it's just like you don't ride as much as me and there's going to be a lot of riding this week a lot yeah and then you would have to turn around and be there yeah on the weekend to race and ride uh, race and take care of aiden because that's what i would do right so you're fucked it's just how it is right I mean, so this is unbelievable. Marx is Marx is. <laughs> I feel like a toaster cat. I, I'm burnt. I'm betrayed. Marx is not happy. Were you jealous? Like, you looking forward to it? I was. Yeah. You're and looking forward to of, your 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 phone blowing up for me of all the no, questions I, was I had. Gonna put you on silent for sure. <laughs> but uh, I was looking forward to hearing how it went. I think a lot of other people were looking forward to it. I mean, YouTube is uh, pretty upset right now. I'm not even going on there. Guys' mentions on Twitter here in a minute, and I'm just gonna start posting them. Um, uh, listen, yeah, it's, I it's mean, brutal. Yeah, it's. I, I, we I don't have it. anything to I, like. I get it. I get it. it we. It I, was happening. Well, until it wasn't. <laughs> until it wasn't. We, no. we can't. We would say like, let's postpone it until the. Because you ain't gonna believe us anyway. Right. Right. So let's. So just, let's not yeah, say that. Right. Let's just not give them another date. But, um, it's. The week was planned out. I have my whole schedule right here in front of me, what I was supposed to do. I had guests lined up for Re-Raceables. I had guests lined yeah. up for Privateer right. uh, Island Podcast. Yep. You can get fucked. <laughs> That's what you're telling all of Pulp Nation right now. Randy Richardson. <laughs> oh. Am I on the line now? Yeah, you are. Give it to him, Randy. Hello. I'm gonna tell you what I, 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 you know the old saying, you know the old dad saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Well, yep. I'm tell yep. you what, I'm both. I'm both right now. That's worse. I I'm mean, mad. I'm disappointed. Hey, Lou, how, how far are we into the show? We're, we're 
10 minutes into the show here, and we've already got a race tech Randy on the line <laughs> with my rant. I, this is pathetic, and it, it's pathetic, and it's inexcusable. It's, an, it's a complete failure and a letdown for Pulp Nation, and I think I'll speak on behalf of all of us. When, I don't know, I, don't, I, I have two people in the world, two people who have been married to beautiful women for a long time, who are very committed to the sport, committed to the passion for the sport, but yet you can't commit to doing this. That's, I don't but, even know if there's... I mean, Randy... I'm you, at a loss for okay. words, which well, I'm typically not. Yeah, you know, I'm you're not. not. And, and <laughs> Let's enjoy the silence. We don't, Depeche Mode style. I mean, we, don't, we don't have a great comeback, Randy. I understand your feelings of, of rage and, uh, and, and anger and sadness. And, I mean, Heather has a point about, you know, being there without... And, and if you, you don't know. believe us, she can come on the line oh, God, later. God for, God for, no, 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 no. And no, 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 no. God forbid uh, Heather trust Aiden to a former factory mechanic. Well, that's what I think. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God forbid. We, you, you know post, what? If uh, we could look at it like this. Greatness. Randy, we could look at it like this. I might have saved Pulp Nation because the amount of riding Mathis would have had to do this week, we could have lost him this week, and then we would have no Pulp. So actually, I'm giving you guys something right now. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you're you're giving me a heart attack right now. That's what I'm. That's how upset I am. I mean, am. look, Randy, uh, we'll we'll do it later. We'll we'll we'll, we'll come up later. We'll... No, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll watch. Uh, yeah, the next time next time we go out and hear music together, we'll just sit with each other's wives. And <laughs> it's that's it. life. Yes. Won't you do this that? is a life swap. Yeah. This is a life swap, not a wife swap. Well, I understand that. Well, then you'll you'll listen to one another's music. Uh, at dinner or sit at the other side of the table and let your wives order for you because apparently that's Sounds what they're good. doing is just I just think this oh, is like man. a this is just one I don't think everybody's mad I think it's just Randy just Randy yeah, yeah it's just okay. Randy alright yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I'll be in studio next Monday then <laughs> I don't know I'll be there no, I'm counting on it I'm counting on well, it I don't I, oh you can well, well I don't know I don't know I don't know if Mitchell is still on board with the uh <laughs> <laughs> the ride day now. I don't know if I can do that. Wow. Um, wow. This is how deep was cut. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You're cut deep. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. We apologize. Will you accept our apology? Was that good enough? It's going to take time. <laughs> it's going to take time. <laughs> you know, Star- here, wounds like this, wounds like this don't heal overnight. Oh. Starcross six, stick to the track like glue. That's right. Get him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh my god i'm almost weirded out right now because it's such a foreign thing it's like there's dead air with randy on the phone that's that's so weird yeah i mean i know it yeah i I know it you know but you know you know why because i've lived my life with commitment and luckily i was raised by parents my wonderful parents when they gave me their word i could count on them right so I haven't dealt with a lot of disappointment in my life, and possibly that's why I'm struggling right now. I feel but, like I need a big mixing spoon in this whole show just so when the shit starts going, I can just stir it up. Just stir that bit of shit. Listen, it just, it just wasn't going to work, Randy. It just wasn't going to work. If you and, you what I did, and it's you know, unfortunate. Here's what, I, here's what I did earlier today when Pookie, God love her, she's a beautiful woman, when she got back on Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. and she said, I'm back on Twitter just for a life swap. Yep. I, I went through my, my database of videos, and I had the video from you, Steve, starting from behind. And I started to drop that in the reply and say, I swap is off to a great start and show you crashing. But I had respect for the circumstances. I had respect for all the parties involved. And 
oh, man, I, I didn't pull the trigger on that. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to respect it. I'm going to let this thing play out next week and then uh, see how it goes. I, I think it's an amazing uh, life experiment yeah. uh, that we could all learn from. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you. It just what we've learned is people can't keep their word. People can't keep their word. It's bad timing. It's just bad timing, mm-hmm. Randy. Well, it's bad timing. Yeah, it was bad timing the first time, <laughs> and I guess it's bad timing this time. So, but you, but you, you're going to do it in the quote the future. We're going to do it in the future. Well, listen, well, look, I, we're not I, even going to put that out there. Yeah, I, we 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 value our audiences. You just said that. You just, you just said that. You just said that. No. Oh, we're, gonna, we're still going to do it. Yeah, we're still going to do we're, it. But we're not yeah. going to we're not going to nail down a date right now. We we owe that to our audience to not nail down right. a date. Like that's not fair. Uh, what you you owe it to your audience to keep your what's going to come fan first? Base that's built that house. Yeah. What's going to come first, live swap or mm-hmm. the Pulp MX app update? Oh boy. Gotcha. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave 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 Mark out of this. My, the only thing. My disappointment's almost as high as those ceilings, which were paid for by the listeners, which you're pooping on right now, and I just—that's horrible. I that's mean, horrible. look, it—you it, it, know, the, 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 they say that the, 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 the longer the, you wait for something, the, the sweeter the, 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 it is. Bit it out, Junior. The longer you wait for something, the sweeter it is. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just yeah, yeah. a little, Dude, screw the Canadians. a little while longer, and, and it'll be—it'll happen. It'll be in, a little more foreplay, Randy. A little bit glorious. A little bit more foreplay. Mm. Yeah, well, you're you're up to like six play or seven play now. As much as you keep putting this thing off, <laughs> gosh, this is pathetic. So you're not even so keeper. You're not even coming to Atlanta now. No. Oh wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fair enough. Oh, we, I mean, I don't know who's up more upset, Marks or, or Randy. Right. You should have seen Marks when I had my bag in the bedroom, and then I'm rolling my Ogio. I only brought one Ogio, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm rolling it back out, and he looks over. He's no, like, no, no, yeah. I, I walk in the door, <laughs> and I'm walking by the island saying hi to Pookie, and then I hear a bag rolling behind me because there's a room you know, behind. And I turn around, and there's Kiefer rolling his bag. Mm. And I said, what are you doing? And are you going to leave your bikes in the truck? Mm. And Kiefer, what did you say? I said, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. Marks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Marks. I, I, I feel right. for you too, buddy. It's 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 I tough for you here. too. Tough. Um, I've only had a couple First of managers in my career that, that I couldn't trust. <laughs> See, I think. Look at our phone lines are not even lit up. No one cares besides you, Randy. Well, I'm getting some tweets. <laughs> I'm getting some tweets. Are they nice tweets? No, they're not. <laughs> no. People. No. Uh, uh, well, relative to the race tech rant, people are probably, and I, and I, pardon the pun, but they're probably in shock right now um, by this. This is actually, I mean, this is horrible. This, okay, this, this does trump my race tech rant, which I was going to have next week. If I was still coming in, which now that's on the fence, um, <laughs> my race tech rant was going to be how pathetic it was that Kiefer or whoever threw away Darkside's ponytail, because uh. that's another thing where someone. Yeah. And now I'm starting to understand maybe who's at fault with this whole thing. Someone <laughs> who really made a big deal about what they're going to do with something, and if we cut that ponytail, I'm going to make a case for it. I'm going to save it and keep it forever. And. And lo and behold, it gets dumped into a trash can, just like this whole live swap idea. Yeah. And just like all the hearts and souls of Pulp Nation, we just all get tossed in the trash can. Michelin, get the Star Trek Cross 6 at your local dealer. <laughs> it's available in different yeah. compounds. You know? Soft, medium. Yeah. yeah, medium hard. Medium hard. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. Twelve point yep. five PSI and, 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 is a great, great uh, PSI for the new Starcross Six. They work great, I tell yep. you. Yeah, they work fantastic. Yep. Bicycle and tires. The, and if the Starcross, if the Starcross Six that you choose is not optimum for you, just do like Chris and Steve. Just change. Just change. <laughs> change at a moment's notice and get another one. Uh, Tate wants to talk about wife swap too. Tate, what's up, man? This is absolute horseshit. Well. Horseshit. Yeah, well, Randy, Randy would agree. Yeah. Um, so there's two people. Yep, okay. Yep, yep. So, I mean, Tate, look, it's just. It's tough, Tate. Yeah. Tate just hung up. <laughs> Damn, Tate. Um, That's how you're going to do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, Randy, we're going to move on. We're going to talk Glendale. Um, you're on well, the. Well, guess what? Guess you're, what? I'm go- guess what? I'm going to move on, too. I'm just going to move on with my life. You. You're on the side of being disappointed, right? I'm just checking. I just want to make sure yeah. I check this, right? Okay. You're not relieved. In, no, no I'm, no, I'm not relieved at all. I'm disappointed and um, heartbroken. I'm mad. Um, right now I'm feeling some emotions I haven't felt in a long, long time, and I don't even know how to process them, but it's going to take time, and I'll work through it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Look at yeah. yeah, we'll make it up to you go. somehow, Bye. Randy. We'll, we'll make it up to you. All right. don't, no, don't, don't, you don't owe me anything. Don't worry about it. You don't owe me anything. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Why would you say we'll make it up to him? I don't know. we got to like, make it up to him. Yeah, but he's going to obviously be like, we didn't do anything to him. Like, oh, like he's going to say, like, well, whatever you promise, you're not going to come through with. I know. So We're just going to have to eat it for a bit. I, I, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's like we said, we don't have any, any good comebacks. Like... It was just a weird – Yeah. look at 100% kiss the wife goodbye, good luck, kid, see you next week when I get home, and it changed when we got here. Yeah. So that's just how it went down. Yeah. Let's talk about Glendale. All right, Glendale, Triple Crown. Uh, look, it was – I said this on the review show, like kind of boring. Uh, track was good, but – hard to pass on because it was so hard and slick and you needed to make a mistake by another guy to get by. So we watched six races of close racing, everyone close, but not able to do much, right? Whoops were tough. They can't all be masterpieces and, and Glendale wasn't one of them, but Tomac will take those seven points, Kiefer. He will take those seven points. We figured Keith, uh, Cooper Webb would be in trouble coming in. Like Why? Well, just the hard packed dirt. You know, bigger whoops that don't break down, like not his specialty. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to have to just limit the damage. And he didn't really limit it. Seven points. You know, he should have got second or third to really try to limit it. it. But, yeah, seven points is big. And I think the the only upside for Coop is the next, you know, basically the tracks that we're going to are going to be softer tracks. Yeah, they're Maybe besides Salt Lake. Yeah. Right? So I think. And Denver. And he's really good. In these um, speedways, Coop mm-hmm. is, and, and so is Tomac. But I think uh, the seven points, even though on paper it looks big, I don't think he's that worried. Knowing Coop a little really? bit, I, I don't uh, think he's I'm that not saying worried. He's worried, but seven I don't think he's like, a lot, man. Here's the deal. Let's say he wins the next three, and and oh, he just wins the next well, three. I'm just saying, <laughs> which isn't isn't out of the question, right? Even though Tomac has seven, I mean, Tomac has seven wins to his two. Yeah. So to just say Coop Webb's going to win the next three. I'm not is, saying he is. I'm saying no. let's say he does. But that's a that's very how quick low... seven points goes okay. away. All right. Well, I got that part. 
Also, if Cooper Webb just wins this week in Atlanta and Tomac crashes out, there's 25 points. I mean, it, it's the same way. Right. We can't count on the very unexpected happening. Here's how I look at it. The way he was riding, and the I will say Daniel and Ricky mentioned it on the broadcast, he did start outside for one of the motos, which I think was the second moto, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of weird, and that really screwed him. As bad as that was, I felt like he limited the damage a little bit. Like, I thought it was going to be more than seven points after that. I was like, oh, boy, it's going to be 12 to 11 points, but... Well, yeah. I mean, that that's hard to do when you're it's fast just, as Coop. But. It's just tough to beat Tomac. And it, that's what's so crazy about Tomac. You think, okay, he has a little bit of a weakness, but then he wins when his it's not in his favor, right? And then he has a little neck problem. Oh, I salvaged a fifth. Yeah. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, look, he's won two in a row now, um, you know, to, 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 to hold on to this thing. And, and kind of like... The neck problem at Indy, you're like, ah, okay, like how bad was it, right? But, I mean, he said it was not affect- or affected him a little bit. Then he says he's a little better at Detroit. He gets, you know, another decent finish. And then we assume the neck is better, and now he's gone 1-1. And, yeah, that's what he does. Great starts. The Great starts. long starts are going to help him. That that bike's unbelievable. Like you watch – Bike of the year. I, I know what you're going to say that. But you watch it. The longer the start, the better it is for that Yamaha. The shorter the starts – the better it is for that KTM because that KTM will not wheelie. Like mm-hmm. it, you really got to screw something up for that thing to wheelie. The way that power is made, it's yep. so easy to get out of the gate good. Right. But I don't know, man. I still think, even though I do think Eli's going to take it, I still think it's going to come down the last race as far as within three to four points. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, yeah, I could, I could see that. I think. Um, I don't see this know. thing stretching out longer. No. No, I could see – well, I could see stretching out by three more points this weekend if Tomac wins again and Coop gets second or whatever. But, you know, uh, Sexton's there, and we all know, he again, he he was the one guy I talked about nobody be able to make up time. Well, he did. He could do it. He came from 10th to whatever uh, in the first one, 10th to 4th. And then uh, second one, he stalled it. Everyone caught back up to him, and he yanked out four seconds again. Giselle, he's that good. That's insane. Yeah, it's just nuts. Have you Have you studied where he's better? Uh, corners. But also, I think through the jumps. You think? Yeah. I was watching him a lot this week, and it was like hard pack, like we were talking about, and yep. the corners were hard packed. They had some ruts in them, but like the other guys were going just as fluid through him, like Tomac and Coop. But the way he uses his legs and pushes through jumps yeah, is different than other riders that I do the like same Tomac thing. I feel like Tomac does that, too. I don't think he no. does as, 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 good. as good. Yeah. And and Tomac's insane at it. Right. But you watch Sexton, man, and he's such a lower half body type of rider. Right. It, it's unbelievable. Well, he was really making that first turn work for him for pass-wise. Pass, pass wise. He didn't have to go as high yeah. to jump that triple to onto the, the tabletop. Yeah. Like, yeah. he could cut in the middle and still have enough traction to get up on yeah. top. Yeah, he, he is impressive. Uh, Barsha, third overall, another podium from Barsha. That's uh, two new two-year deal he's going to sign with Gas Gas. So, yeah, Bam's been good. It's funny. Uh, Paul Parabinos, you know, we were talking about that, and he brought up something that I was thinking too: is Barsha's got to be the most fit rider in the series for yeah. how how he doesn't fade, and how 
crazy he rides and how much effort he puts into his riding, yeah. scrubbing, yeah. doing all the things. Oh, yeah. Like he has to be yeah. wow. in the most incredible shape. I wrote that earlier this year in my column. That his did. fitness is underrated. It uh, is. It really is. You think about outdoors, you think about Supercross. The guy's a bicycle fiend. We talked to him on the show last last uh, when he was last here mm-hmm. about his training. And he said he was overdoing it a little while. And then now he's got a trainer. And now he's doing an, an appropriate amount of workload again. But he's one of those guys. I mean, he loves the bike. Who's the trainer? Um, did he mention it? Yeah, he did mention it. And oh. nobody that I knew. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, he says that, you know, now he's kind of maintaining and doing the right things and feels really good. And I'm with you. He's, he's, it's really, he's staying out of trouble too. It's not, he's, I, I don't want to say mellowed out, but, <laughs> you know, you, don't, you can't say that, right? He's just slivered back a little bit. Yeah. Right. How about when uh, a web hits Anderson pretty good, then they go down that rhythm lane before the whoops. And Webb just moves aside and is just like, you know, take it, right? I yeah. slammed you, and you have the inside. Now, Barsh is just like, thank you, and he sneaks by both of them. Well, not only that, I think Bar- once people know, riders know that Barsh is behind them, it's already in, in their head. Yeah, I so I think he's already set the precedent. Even yeah. though he's going to back it down, yeah. people think, oh, I'm going to get ruined, yeah. right? So yep. they're going to be screwed up. Yep. So that's an advantage, Barsha. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by the folks at Decal Works, uh, official graphic company of... Kiefer rank testing as well. Uh, Aiden Kiefer, of course. And, uh, yeah, Publimax 23 is the code to save with Decal Works. Ron and uh, the boys down there are doing great things uh, for everybody. And uh, they'll, they'll always throw in these little feel goods, they call them. Yeah. Uh, little stickers, little logos, stickers, that kind of stuff. So. Brownie won, uh, wore Decal Works over the weekend for two-stroke race. Oh, yeah? How did Brownie do? Fifth in Open Pro, and then he won the 50-125 Pro, and then uh, second in 30-125 Pro. So three classes. Who won? Alessi won 30-125 Pro. Okay. And Carson Brown won the Open Pro. Okay. So. I saw the crash down the oh start straight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was huge. Gnarly. Massive. Uh, so, by the way, the code is PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal, decalmx.com. Decal works number one for many reasons, bringing you Chris Kiefer here tonight on the show. And uh, the stuff is really good quality, man. It's great. Yep. They sent me, they made me some stuff for my new project bike. Uh, it looks fantastic. So, they did, they, those guys nailed it. They did a great job. Uh, Sean and Ron and everybody else. Use the code PulpMX23 to save with those guys. We've got a lot more to talk about when it comes to Glendale. We know the life swap uh, took up. You know, that's probably going to take up more of the show. I feel. Well, Randy, uh, do you think we lost Randy? Like <laughs> honestly, like he was genuinely excited because he called me yo, about yeah. what he and it's Randy, right? Yeah. So here he has plans. Yeah, production. Everything's yes, production. There's yeah. plans yeah. doing. So uh, I know he's probably it screwed up his plans a little bit. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Wiseco. Uh, Kevin Bailey from Wiseco was in here a few shows ago. Great guy. And uh, there's a code to save with Wiseco under pulpamexshow.com, uh, sponsored deals. Full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, jet skis, and more. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, garage buddy rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components. They're on the HRC bikes as well. So, uh, yeah, the Lawrence Brothers, Sexton, uh, Nichols, all of that using Wiseco as well. They've been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for over 80 years. They're supporting Supercross and Motocross racers since the beginning. They got Factory Honda now. They got USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, CV4 thermal protection line. Lots of stuff at Wiseco. And the code to save with Wiseco is on PulpMXShow.com as well. They're bringing you our first guest of the night. This rider has uh, been really good lately, really uh, riding well. And, uh, man, he qualifies good. He, he, he finishes good for the most part. He had a little bit up and down start this season, but we're happy to have him on. It's Benny Boss. What's up, Benny? How are you, man? 
I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Thanks for ca- calling in. Appreciate it. Eleven twenty-two eleven this weekend in uh, in Glendale, and uh, I, I tweeted. You and Harlan had a good battle in the first one. Your your teammate Grant Harlan, you pulled away yeah. from him, and I tweeted like, "I'm here for more Harlan Bloss battles." And then you both went down within like two minutes of each other, and uh, so there goes my my tweet was a jinx to you, Benny. <laughs> uh, we had a good battle in the first one, and I didn't pass him until like two or three laps to go, and I was like, "Like he's riding really good right now." He is, um, yeah. And then that second main, I think it was like lap one, I come over the triple and then hit like the triple in the rhythm section and just see him full <laughs> eject off the seat straight into the net. Yep. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And then a lap later, I crash. Yeah, you crash one turn after that, uh, a lap later. Uh, we, you look like you got the wind knocked out of you, huh? No, so oh. I, like, I barely fell over. Okay. Um, and then... It was like my leg got caught under the bike as I fell, and I twisted. Mm. And so, like, I twisted my leg up, and, dude, like, as soon as I twisted, I puked in my mouth. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. This is not good. And, like, I got up, and it was like, this does not feel good. (laughs) And then I went back, and I had my guy, Dr. Nick, taking care of me and taped me up and everything. And my dad was like, I don't really – think you should go back out like you're just taking a chance to hurt yourself and i was like like i'm here i need to to at least try to ride right yeah and like it hurt a lot but i ended up with 11th which got me 14th overall which was you know yeah 11 22 11 is better than 11 22 22 so yeah no a, a solid solid race for you for sure and you're you're creeping into that top 10 you're getting closer right um so yeah, it's it's good. You look. You, this, this, the story for you is the same. You have tremendous skill on a dirt bike. You can qualify well. You've been top five. You've been top three. You've been on the pole uh, here and there at different times. You just got to nail that consistency down. And I feel. I mean, obviously, Benny, we just talked about you crashing in the second main, but I do feel like you're getting a little better at that. Yeah, I'm working on that. It's- right. Dude, I mean, it's so frustrating. It's, I think there's so there's been four races this year where I've crashed either on the very last lap or the second to last lap of the main. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, what, what do I need to do? And so I felt like my riding was better this weekend. And qualifying, I didn't necessarily feel like I rode that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, main event one, I felt like I was really riding good. And main event three as well. Um just need to try to get a better start, which has kind of been the story of my life, is, whole career. So, is it a more of a concentration thing, or is it is it a fatigue thing? Because it's last lap, second to last lap. You think it would be either one of those? Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily feel like it's a fatigue thing. It might be a concentration thing. Like Dallas, I crashed in the whoops on the very last lap, and that was because. The whoops were kind of sketchy there, and, like, that was the triple crown, so it was in the third main, and Wilson was, like, right in front of me, and I came in, and I was like, I have to either hit these wide open, or I just, I don't have a chance at passing him, and, like, I wanted to try to beat him, and it just did not go well, (laughs) and then Daytona, I think I crashed in the sand, Um, A2, I hit a tough walk trying to get out of Sexton's way. That was a big one. Hmm. And then where Seattle, I was behind. 
I don't remember who I was behind, but I framed a triple in a rhythm section and clipped a tough block, and that sent me into the other lane. That was probably more of a mental thing, but mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I'm trying to be better, yeah. and I feel like my riding has gotten better. So Yeah, you're good, Benny. You're a good rider. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, <laughs> it's just, I like, I don't know. I just need to try to find a way to get the main events better, especially in the beginning. I feel All like right. I'm not super great in the first, like, three laps maybe, and then, like, at the end, up until the last lap, I guess, I feel pretty good, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's definitely frustrating. So, Steve, a yeah. guy like Benny, right? Mm-hmm. Benny, what is like, where do you think you belong, right? Like, all you ride well in the main, you ride how you want to. Where is that in your head? That's tough. I, I feel like I should be battling with Dean. Okay. Maybe around there. So, he's, 8 to 10. He's riding in there. good right now. So, like, yeah, I, 8 to 12, I feel like is where I probably should be. But. So as as a guy like I mean, Benny, the class is gnarly too. So right, it's like eighth place is that's really good. So that's what, that's my question. As a guy like Benny, you're an eight to twelve guy and you're gnarly. Where do you go? Like, okay, I'm getting eighth. Is someone going to pick Benny up, or is Benny just going to live where he lives? <laughs> well, that's that's the tough. That's it, what sucks yeah, about our yeah, sport no, right now because there's class, so many yeah, guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And Benny's going to kill it. Like he gets it. He gets an eight. How many teams out there are noticing that? And be like, okay, we need to do something about this and, and get him over here. Well, yeah, you, I feel like yeah. not a lot of teams are looking for an eighth place guy. Right. So that's this is what this gray area I think about a lot for you guys is like, sure, personally, you kill it and you're happy. You go home. I I achieved what I wanted to. But as the broad spectrum is, is to get a ride and make money, correct? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's like I kind of talked about it last year. It was almost like – it's almost like I needed to be either a good bit better or it's like I almost needed to be worse because it's like I've been given chances, right? So Yeah, that's a good thing. I didn't even talk about it. You're in that you're in that little middle part where you're you're not quite good enough to get paid a good amount of money, but you're too good to be like the other side of the money where these guys are making these privateer money, right? Yeah. Right. So that's it's frustrating. Um and Especially it's like the bikes, I'm not saying my bike's bad, but mostly just like the resources that those teams have is crazy compared to like Grant and I are on pretty much stock motorcycles. Like we, I don't know how much stuff he has done to his bike, but I have, I finally got an ECU, I have a pipe, I've got suspension and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, Maybe if we put some more money into the bike, it could be better, but it's so expensive. How is that new Get ECU? Kiefer tried it, too. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, the new the, the ECU is awesome. Like, it was immediately, I was like, this is this is good, and I want to race with it. And Dan was like, well. Dan was mad at you. Dan was really mad at you because you didn't have the right bracket. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we don't, ha- we don't have a bracket for it, so no. And then, honestly, I think maybe the – so I didn't race with it that first weekend, and then I raced with it the next weekend – and I still didn't have the bracket. <laughs> and, like, Saturday on race day, my dad wasn't there, and he had called me during the day, and he was like, he had mentioned something. He's like, um, it just sucks you don't have the ECU. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, are you running it? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I, I talked to Dan on the phone, like, earlier today, and he <laughs> said you're not running it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I guess I'm not. Yeah, Dan, Dan's like, yeah, he's just zip tying it. I told him not to do. He's just zip tying it. <laughs> I would have to concur. Like, I, Benny threw a little, you know, Instagram story yeah. up because I was oh, waiting yeah, for you, mine. Yeah, right? yeah, you got Dan in trouble, Benny. Uh, okay, no, no, no. I want to make something clear right now oh, okay. with that because someone told me that on track walk that Dan had said that I wasn't supposed to post anything. Dan's in the shop, right? And I was like, hey, can I post something? And he goes, yeah. Tag key for an A-Ray. <laughs> and I said, okay. Because I never would have thought to tag you or A-Ray. Maybe A-Ray because he, he'd been right. kind of complaining yeah, yeah. that he didn't yeah. have one. But. Yeah, I just was been bugging Dan about one because I know how, how good an ECU can be on that bike because right. I had a Vortex on last year. And then Dan wanted me to try the Get. And he did send it to me. And I concur with Benny. It, it's a huge difference. And it makes the power so much more usable. Mm-hmm. And... And then now I'm at where Benny is. I'm pissed because Dan wanted it back. So now I'm back to a stocky. Oh, do you, Dan wanted it back. I had to send it back to him. So now I'm like oh. waiting. Just, I'm just waiting to get mine back again because that's how did, good did it is. Did he say he's getting you one? Yeah. Back, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But, see, thankfully I've been able to continue riding with, and racing with it. With your um, zip tied bracket. Yeah. With your zip tie. With my zip tied bracket. I think we have a bracket now. I don't really know. I'm being completely honest with you. It's more of a mechanic. I think you do because he told me you had. He okay. made one for you. Made, so. uh, if somebody wants uh, a deal from the get guys, uh, email us using the contact form on Pulp, and I'll pass it on to Dan. He'll give you a Pulp Show listener discount. But I do think that was funny that Dan was like, he raced with it. I'm like, that's what he, that's what he told me in the post race yeah. interview, <laughs> and he's just like, oh my god. So, but it, but it worked, Benny. So that's good. Um, yeah. Hey, let's talk about Harlan. Like. Seriously, we know you've been fast, and we've seen you on on, uh, on Butler Brothers and different teams lay down some hell of a lap times and run in the top three, and we know you're fast. But Harlan has really taken a step up uh, a lot this year. He obviously, he's been a 250 guy for most of his career. Kiefer, you learned, lent them your bike for Paula last year. Yeah. He, uh, he's, riding fourth, he's riding some 450s, but not a lot, and now he's full-time 450 Supercross. And, dude, the guy's doing great. No, dude, he's killing it. He never. I. I don't think he'd ever done any 450 Supercross. No, I thought he did two. I thought he did two Supercross. Okay, hmm. maybe not. Oh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but it's like he started out good, made the main at A1, and then he kind of had like a couple races there where he didn't necessarily kill it. And honestly, in Oakland, he was just like super negative, which (laughs) the track was super sketchy. So I completely understand it. Yeah, and. Like, just not having a good day. And I think maybe Arlington was the next race, which was his home race. And, like, he killed it there, qualified into the Triple Crown from qualifying. And then Daytona's, like, his high, right? That's, like, his his place. He's good there. He's good on outdoors. Yeah, he's outdoor guy, yeah. And he's just been, like, on a string where he's been riding good, like, yeah. qualifying a lot better. Yeah. He, like, he's killing it right now. Yeah, um, good for him. For sure. Yeah, no, and he's he's good outdoors, too. Yep. So. Yeah, he's good outdoors. And uh, you guys get along great, it seems like. Over there, like, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. Um, guy, I think it was Arlington. I shaved his head yep. after practice for right. the races, <laughs> which was pretty funny. But and, um, and Kiefer, I don't know if you, you probably know this, Kiefer, but he's on a twenty-two. Harlan, yeah, Harlan's right. not on a twenty-three. Right. So uh, interesting over there too. Honestly, I it's think, not a bad move. I think he's. I think he's going to race a twenty-three for outdoors. Mm. I'm not positive. Okay, but I think. Dude, I mean, the twenty-three is so good. Spike of the year. But did you ride a 22 not, much, Benny? I So I rode a 22 in October and November on Supercross. Yeah. And I guess December as well. Um, so that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a quite a bit different feel. Yeah, but I honestly, like day one on the 23 on Supercross, I was like, 
this is better. Like it is, I haven't really ridden the 23 on outdoors, which I haven't ridden the 22 much on outdoors either. But I mean, they're like, I feel like if we were on another brand, I might not be able to race so stock up like as right as stock as my bike is. Yep, I agree with that. I think the only reason we're getting away with that is because that's how good the bike is. Like, yeah. I think the 23, all the changes they made for the 23 tell me that it's a supercross induced changes. All of that stuff from the yeah. lightweight power to the turning to the concur with that. to the front end to everything to me. When I wrote it, I'm like, this is going to be a better Supercross bike. That's just immediately what I thought of. Um, Benny, are you doing outdoors? I mean, right now the plan is to do the outdoors, yes. Okay. I got a question do about your – outdoors and the SMX races. I got a question about your program a little bit. So, obviously, Rock River's mm-hmm. been around a long time. Uh, Christina and Chris Denny did a great job running that thing for a long time. Um, what is your program right now? Like, just the team takes your truck to the – takes the, your bike to the races – uh, you, you're responsible for travel. You're responsible for parts on your bike. Like you can kind of run your HGS exhaust and like kind of tell tell our listeners what your program is right now. Um, so they take they take care of all the transport, take the bikes, all that stuff. Obviously, a place to pit, um, graphics, mm-hmm. all that. Um, I have like there's team sponsors. Not everything for the bike okay. is team sponsor wise, but. Like, I have HGS pipes. Um, I'm the only one on the team with those right now. Um, but, like, ODI bars, that's a team deal. Okay. Um, but then, so, like, suspension, I provide my own suspension. If I want motor work done, I provide that, which I'm not doing. Um, I got some W wheels this past week for Glendale and the future. Um, but so if, all, if, the, if you... all the travel and all that, okay. I... I have to provide that um, mechanic. Mechanic, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. How old are you, Benny? I am twenty-six. Twenty-six. And an FXR team deal or your own deal? Uh, no, FXR is my own deal. Okay, so, so all my gear, head to toe stuff, is myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, got it. I got a deal with FXR, and then maybe like a couple weeks later, they did a they got a team deal right. done with them. Right. So okay, so yeah, so Rock River doing a good job, but paying the truck. Gas and fuel driver, and, yeah. and so giving you some parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so bikes, bikes, huge part. As yeah, well. yeah. Bikes as well, uh, but not yours to keep, right? You got they, they get the get, no, yeah, no, no, no right. give, give the bike back. Right. Rock so, around bike. I'm just trying Yamaha. to like give like again, and I'm not trying to like uh, I'm not trying to like disparage Rock River here, but this is the Benny and Harlan are more privateers than you think, as far as you know. They they look from the outside, you'd be like, oh, they're on Team Rock River. Probably getting travel paid for, maybe a small salary, maybe, you know. No, like not, yeah, not, no. not that way. I think the difference, no. the, and Benny can, can can correct me if I'm wrong, but like some of these rigs, right, which are helping these riders, uh, maybe with the travel of the motorcycle, maybe the motorcycle. So in essence, yeah. you're not having to pay to drive yourself to each race. Maybe you don't have to pay for your own motorcycle because you're on a loaner program, and then. That is basically all that is different to me versus a guy in the back of his pickup right. doing it on his own, right? Because Benny made his own gear deal. He's yeah. kind of doing this. And all it is is the rig, and then here's your motorcycle. Basically, yes. And, you know, yeah, as, kind of. and opposed to Ted Parks where you pay Ted to take your bike with you around. Right, but this know. isn't like that. No, right? no, no, no. No, I know. And then there's that. So there, well, there's Benny's level. 
which is good for the upper tier privateer guys. Then right. there's Ted Parks that you pay, and he takes your bike around for you, and you can do whatever you want. Right. And then there's the guys, the, Nagy's in his van. Then there's Nagy, right. Nagy in his van. I feel we need to build a flow chart right. of privateers. Privateer support. Levels. Right, 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 right. All I can say is that Grant and I are both privateer enough we should be in the damn privateer race. No, you're not understanding. You're privateer so one. You and Harlan are, are, are yelling at me in the pits. There's a, there, sir, there's a, there's a point structure here to get in my race, and, and you guys are too fast for my race. Did you see my Instagram story? No. On Saturday after you left our truck, I posted a picture of my bike and said, I'm very happy to announce. That. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I to had stir the pot. Tons of people replying, saying, "Yeah, you're a privateer. You should be." Yeah, that's. But the race is not just open for privateers. It's open to people who qualify via not making main events. That's how it's open. I feel like this is a great story for Pulp MX. I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to yeah. rank these privateers. You have privateer one, right. which is Benny level. A privateer two, which is like a mid-level, like a Teddy Parks, yeah, right? right. And then privateer three mm-hmm. is like, I'm doing everything Nagy. on my own. Nagy, no Nagy. I'm putting pop tarts in my van. It's just Nagy level. Yeah, yeah. I can't pass sound. Right, all right, the pri- right, that's right. privateer three. Right. Uh, so Benny, after you get after you get eleventh overall or twelfth overall, mm-hmm. and after you pay your travel and your mechanic, what are you taking home? Contingency and purse. Like, what, what's your profit? I mean, it's not a lot. Thankfully, my main sponsor, Truck Central, which is obviously my parents. I, I, I'm familiar are, with that company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they are paying for the travel and the mechanic. Okay. Uh, All right. So pretty much I'm making whatever I get paid from AMA or Feld, yep. whoever it comes from. And you, and you get a small salary from FXR, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. I have... Pretty good bonus deal sure. and money from FXR as well as Arai. Um, those two are pretty much my my two biggest. And right. um, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, give our listeners a little glimpse it. into what you know what what goes on with it. Like Benny is fast as shit. And, no, and that's I, what I'm saying. And I'm, I want our listeners to be like, hey, even though he's fast as shit, he's not crushing it money. This is what right? it's so crazy yeah, about our sport. It's not. I'm not like. I, like I look forward to the paycheck every month because it's like okay, or every I guess every Tuesday we get paid from AMA. It's like okay, perfect. Yeah. Pay some more bills, and then next Tuesday pay some. Like it's right. I'm certainly not living lavishly, but thankfully my parents have helped me out a lot, sure. which I'm super grateful for. So obviously, that's the question I want to ask, and this is not a negative question. How much longer do you want to do it like this? I, I don't want to do it like this any longer. Pretty much, and I've said this in the past. You have said this before. <laughs> however much. But, like, so last year, I had before the 2022 season, like, I had made an agreement with my wife and my parents, like, if I don't do good enough to get a ride for next year, like, I'm done. And I had worked with Millsaps before the season, and in the off season, I was going the fastest I'd ever gone in my life. Like, yeah, I I know that I was realistically at that time the speed that I had was probably five to ten ish, and that because of that, like I 
I was like, okay, guys, can I, I just need one more year, right? And so pretty much made the same agreement like this. If, if I can't get a ride to make enough money to not need help, then there's no reason to keep doing it. So Yeah, and I think this is where some of these riders like Benny, they do it. And like you said, I'm faster than I've ever been. I'm this 5 to 10 guy, which is the top 1% yeah. of our sport, right? And then they get nothing. They leave the sport in a sour taste. Like, fuck this sport. Fuck mm-hmm. this. I don't need this shit, right? Yeah. So then it hurts their lifestyle later on because you kind of lose track of why you started riding a dirt bike when you were little. I love riding my dirt bike. I just want to ride. And then you get a little bit better. Then you try racing. Then you get better at racing. Then you yeah. get a little help. And then you get shit on at the end of it. And then you're like, fuck this sport. I don't need it. And that's what sucks about this whole thing is like Benny is fast as shit. Not only fast as shit, but has been riding the best he's ever had. I mean, he all qualifies factory riders. Correct. Not all the time. And then doesn't he's still scraping by or having his parents help him. And then you're just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm out. And then he doesn't ride a dirt bike for five to ten years and then finds it again Mm -hmm. when he's 35. You know, that's that's what sucks. And I feel like that's happening a lot. There's a window where you guys just bounce out of the sport for 10 years, and then you go ride a fucking two-stroke or whatever with your homies on a Sunday, and you're like, oh, I love this shit, and then you're back. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely interesting. I feel like there's been a lot of that <laughs> in the past, um, which obviously isn't that awesome, but I don't know. I've, it's hard. Like, you can't really be mad at the sport. Like, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, and that's yeah. kind of how they look at it. So right. Right. Well, you can't really blame anyone other than yourself. But well, I guess I mean, that's it, what I'm asking. Are you that uh, type of guy? Are you the type of guy like, okay, if it doesn't work out, are you still going to ride your dirt bike on your own for fun? Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to ride. and I, I, I'm sure I'll take a few years off from, from racing, but I can definitely see myself in the future once I'm, you know, in my 30s going back, maybe racing the vet class at Loretta's, which – people like to complain about all the time but i mean i love riding my dirt bike yeah and that's that's why i do it that's so cool it's well, it's frustrating at sometimes but I, st- I still love it so why school pistons bringing you benny bloss on the show use the code uh on publicmexshow.com under sponsor deals under the weisco logo to save with a two-stroke or four-stroke piston factory honda running weisco and speaking of factory honda Benny, what's it like riding at the 83 compound with those guys? And uh, you got a big group there. Seems like a fun group. Yeah, it is a fun group. Um, I told someone this this weekend. It's, I don't know what word to use. Jet and Hunter make me feel terrible about myself. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Like a lot. During the week, it's just like uh, the HEP guys came and rode with us one one week, maybe like a month ago. And it was so refreshing for me. I'm going to be honest. Like it was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm riding with Chiz and Shane and yeah. Kenny. And it's like, Kenny's a little bit faster, but he's, he's really not that much faster, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, I'm riding with Chiz and, and Shane and we're all pretty pretty similar in speed. And it was like, I had only been riding with like jet hunter and chance and chance rips there by the way hymas um and so it's like okay i am okay then like i'm really not that slow (laughs) 
because Jet goes out yeah. and goes five seconds a lot faster, it's like, like I don't, I don't even get how. Like, where are you finding the speed? So like those those two brothers are ridiculous on dirt bike. So is Jet yes. good on a four fifty or did he lose a lot of speed moving up, Benny? <laughs> is he is he you know, um, is he having trouble adapting to the, to more CCs? <laughs> it was like the their break right the first week that he rode 450 on supercross someone yep. asked me that next weekend they were like so like first day was jet faster than you on the 450 <laughs> like i'm pretty realistic with myself right yeah. i'm not the best rider out there right i feel like i am pretty good but that kid was faster than me on the 450 two laps into the day <laughs> maybe one lap into the day I, so it, crazy yeah he's good so yeah, so he'll be fine this summer then is what you're predicting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I think he'll be battling for race wins. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I bet, man. Uh yeah, it seems like a good group down there for sure. Yeah, no, it's always awesome. The tracks the tracks are really good all the time. The outdoor track right now is so nasty and gnarly. I'm not that bummed that I'm not riding it yet, right. but I know by the time that I get on outdoors it's just going to be hammered. But so we got uh, the Canadian Honda guys down there. Yeah, down Dylan, here right now. Too. Dylan's down there, Piccolo, right? Yeah. Uh, is right up to speed yet? Two ACLs? Is he? Is he? Feeling? He's, pretty, he's looking pretty fast. Right, right. I, I don't. I don't know like how fast he was going before that. Right. I'd only really seen him at Donations, which he was riding good. Mm-hmm. But he's going pretty fast right now, and uh, so, I know that like the thing is Canadians are always like super nice, and yeah. it's just. That's so true, and that dude is – both of those yeah. guys are, yeah. are awesome. Yeah, look at me. Dude, super nice. Yeah, super nice. I'm that way. <laughs> um, Maybe so, if you let me in the pole race, I'll, I'll you know. So, Kiefer, uh, Benny was talking to me this weekend. They, they want to do something like we did. Remember me, you, and A-Ray went out to Western? Yeah. And we had our, our, um, our lit, lit pros, and we did our timing thing? Yeah. Well, Truman wants to bet Benny that he can stay within 45 seconds of him on one lap on the outdoor track. And I was telling Benny, I'm like, 45 seconds is a long time. 45 like, seconds is a lot. How, how long is the lap? 210. Oh. Dan can, Dan can ride. Yeah, yeah. Dan can ride. So yeah. I was telling Benny, don't take the bet. Because I stayed within whatever Yeah, don't our, take the bet. Whatever our bet was, 30 seconds or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it was. Like, it's a long I time. I wanted nothing to do with this bet. And then, we're like, we're at the track one day, and, like, I think they were testing with Dylan or something. And he's like, we should make a bet. And I was like, okay, like, what do you want to bet? And first, like, it was golf, and then he's like, no, you're probably better than me at that. Let's do, let's let's do a lap time. And like at first, it, I think it was maybe like 25 seconds, and then he went to 35, and then now he's at 45, and I'm like, that's way too much time. Yeah, yeah, don't do that's, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a long. Like, time. what about 20 seconds? I yeah, feel like that's a little... yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a two minute whatever lap. How much does Dan weigh compared to you? This is another this is an aspect that I was looking into. By the way, oh, okay. I don't know how much Dan weighs. Because I was thinking about, I had a buddy who says, "Oh, I can be. You can't lap me within a thirty-minute mode." I'm like, "Dude, I will lap you in thirty minutes, no problem." He's yeah. like, "But he weighed two hundred and forty pounds." He's like, "Well, you have to put a jacket on, like a, a weight jacket, and be two hundred and forty <laughs> pounds, and then we're equal, and then you can lap." I, was, I go, "I'll still lap you." Yeah. He's like, "No, you won't. That's so much more weight." No, you still. I'm like, him. "I don't give a shit." No, like, you'd still. still so I, I know Dan's pretty big. Yeah. But Benny's tall, so I don't know what the difference right, was there. Right. So maybe something uh, like that too. We uh, we got a call for you, Benny. Uh, Nathan's on one. Uh, Nathan, thanks for calling the show. What's your question for Benny Bloss? 
Uh, first off, uh, you and Kiefer really let everybody down tonight, so just so you know that. Yeah, no, we did. Yep. yep. But it's, it's all good. Uh, so, Benny, uh, I met you briefly at, at Indianapolis after you died in practice, mm-hmm. and uh, you, were, I mean, you couldn't even hardly walk. And so props for you for uh, lining back up that night and giving it your best. But anyhow, I, uh, I got a jersey signed by you um, back when you were number 34 on the Rocky Mountain team. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I don't know if it was your dad, but you guys were just like, wow, that's such a badass jersey. And you kind of indicated that was one of your favorite jerseys. And I was just going to put it out there that I could get this back to you at Washougal if you don't have one. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good, man. You're good. My mom has uh, jerseys from every year. Yeah, your mom's a oh, okay. appreciate it, though. Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of sounded like you were like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I had one of those. So I was just going to offer it up to you. It's a badass jersey, so. That's well, very nice. But of you. I was going to yeah. get it, get it back yeah, to you if you wanted it. But if you got one, cool, and uh, keep killing it. Uh, hopefully, you get a ride one of these days. Thanks, Nathan. Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye. I am so looking forward to Friday night, Nashville. Uh, Jeff Bloss is coming through with his steak dinner for me. <laughs> I don't know if he's made the res yet. I need to check in, but I picked the restaurant I want to eat at, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to. to Is it an annual thing? No, I want a Raider Chief game bet oh, okay. with him, yep. and uh, steak dinner's coming my way, courtesy of Jeff Bloss. Hmm. Can't wait, Benny. What re- what restaurant? Uh, I don't know. I, I gave him the name of the restaurant from uh, somebody on Instagram. Told me about it. It looks pricey. And uh, that's perfect. That's perfect. So I'm just kind of wondering if I'm going to get an invite or not. Probably yeah, I, not. I mean, I I would love to have you there. You know, it's not on me. It's up to up to up to your dad. But um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, should be great. So, um, all right, Benny, uh, Atlanta Speedway. What are your thoughts on these Speedway tracks? Um, I mean, they're they're all right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't love them. I don't hate them. Yeah. It's, I will say that it is very nice to have the lap times be a lot longer. Yeah, for sure. Right? I'm not a huge fan of when the lap times are in the 40 seconds. Do you notice when the lap times are longer, is the track um, less fucked up? Well, I don't know. The track gets pretty messed up all the time, especially like. Really like the races where the lap time's super long, Daytona and that track gets yeah, I guess annihilated. So. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like Atlanta has been that Dude. messed up, but it's been pretty muddy at most yeah. of them. Atlanta has some booters too, man. I mean that, that was tri- it last year that triple? double? Or yeah. the triple, the triple that Hunter yeah. holy crap. Hunter man. died on. Right. So I rode press Friday morning and so we're we're like my group was the first to go out and everyone is just looking at this this triple walking in and we're just like oh my gosh and like i hit it like second or third lap and i was so nervous and i greased it first lap and i was like okay we're good yeah and then i pulled in and i was like did everyone hit the triple and they're like moran's hit it behind you and no one else hit it oh wow and i was like oh oh and then, like, after that, everyone hit it. But then watching this, like, nobody really had an issue with it. And then watching the factory guys, like, three people crashed on it. And I was like, they should probably change this because can't imagine first lap having oh. to come around and hit that. Uh, yeah, Phil Phil said he'll follow Hunter over it, the, the run that Hunter ate, ate it. <laughs> and he was like, I'm just going to follow Hunter because he's going to do it. Oh. And then he said, as he came up to the ramp, he's like, that's not enough. 
like he was following Hunter, and he gave oh, it more, really? and he gave it more, and he cleared it. Oh. But he was like, yeah, I don't think that's enough, Hunter. So <laughs> Phil figured it out, but yeah. Even when I hit it good, I felt like it was like, it was just in my head where it's like, I really don't know if this is enough. Yeah. And there was no deck, like, right? Yeah, no. It was steep. The landing was yeah. like just yeah. sketch. Yeah, you had to be pretty precise. Um, all right, Benny. Uh, thanks for uh, calling in, man. Appreciate it. Good job this year figuring out that consistency. You got the speed. We all know that. You and Harley, man, doing a really good job, both of you guys. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. And Yeah, props to you not yeah. looking so gangly, too, like being a tall dude. Your style's not, not, not like a mutant. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have to lie, Kiefer. No, like I, no. I'm pretty critical with this. Like, I ride with Travis Preston. He looks old and decrepit and mutiny. And then, <laughs> but I mean, but, you're you're taller so, than him, and it looks decent. So looks you, like you have a shorter rider's. The compliment you, know, you gave him is you don't look like a mutant. You don't look like a mutant. Yeah. So all right, there you go, Benny. Put that well, up. Well, also, just one more thing. Just would like to say, everyone, if you're listening, go out get. Bike of the year, the Yamaha 450. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The helmet of the lifetime, Arai, FXR gear. <laughs> helmet of a lifetime. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> goggles. Uh, put, All my sponsors, thank you. Put on the back of your pants, not a mutant. Not a mutant. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there we go. I hate, my, I hate watching myself ride, so appreciate it, Kiefer. All right, we got you. All right. Thanks, Benny. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. That's, uh, that's Benny Bloss, everybody. Doing a great job uh, this year, for sure. Moving to our next guest, brought to you by the folks at Renthal. Kiefer, Renthal Bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's the person that is coming on, I think he is a, God, hold on. What is a he? A 998. Justin Brayton, are you a 998, Renthal? Wrong, Kiefer. You are wrong. Oh. I'll give you a second guess. Uh, I'm okay. I'm going to go, go with again. 996. No, wrong again. I skipped it. It's 997. 997. It's 997. It's 97. Damn it. Your phone's breaking up a little bit, JB. I don't know where you are, but uh, if you could move somewhere. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Renthal, fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, Renthal.com. Please check them out. Factory Honda using Renthal, uh, Red Bull KTM, Monster Energy Kawasaki, and this gentleman as well, longtime Renthal rider, and he'll be running it once again. Uh, JB, do you agree with Kiefer's... um, uh, uh, talk that Benny doesn't look like a mutant? <laughs> I mean, doesn't look like a mutant. That's, uh, I don't know. Is that a compliment? Or? Yeah. I don't I think that's, that's a compliment com- for tall dudes for sure because you know, as a tall dude, being 6'3, six, 6'2, six, whatever, chances are high you're not going to look very cool looking on a motorcycle. You're going to look gangly yeah. and like, you know, you're monkey fucking a football. It's not going to look great, right? So uh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he looks good for a tall dude. Yeah, I agree with that. It looks good. Uh, how was that triple in Atlanta for you? Oh, that thing was scary. <laughs> That's saying that, something, that too. super scary. <laughs> yeah, for, for JB to say it? Right, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that was one of those where you just don't even have to think about it. You just you better go out there and do it, like, not the first time, but at least the second time you roll over it. Because if you roll over it more than that, and, and I'm sure you guys have had jumps like that. If you just think about it for too long, you just might as well go back to the truck. So. Yeah. I did it like second lap, and yeah. That's me at Mesquite. I was going to say, this, rolling over these jumps, being like, God damn, I should jump that's this. That's 95% of every vet rider. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I don't do it the first three well, laps, I ain't doing it all day. I'm right. out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kiefer, you're talking to a vet rider, so I, that's, just, that's how we roll. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in, JB. Appreciate it. Hey, look, uh, 
We all know you do a good job at Race Day, Race Day Live. You've uh, really stepped in there nicely the last couple of years and, and done a good job. And, and this weekend they threw you a live announcing. Now, you were worth Wygant, <laughs> so that was probably, you know, you, you, you were happy with that. But what would you think of the live announcing? Uh, it, it was a lot different, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was way different. Um, you're right, me being with Weeds, that, that was the deciding factor for me. So oh, I got a call about a month ago. Hey, would you be interested in doing this? And I said, well, I don't know. And then he said, well, we, you'll be doing it with Weeds. Yep, I'm in. Absolutely. Sign me up. Unbelievable. Done. Oh, so, boy. Uh, but, yeah, Steve, to your point, it was, it was a lot different. Um, I mean, from – just like obviously interviewing the riders, which was probably my favorite part. I interviewed yeah. all the, the race winners, so that was cool. Uh, but like sponsor reads and stuff like that was a little interesting. And then, you know, announcing the live racing is, is a lot of fun. It's just sometimes you can't really hear it as a spectator in the stadium. It's mm-hmm. really hard to hear. So that was, uh, you know, and then wearing the like earpiece and I don't know, a lot of it was brand new for me and just fully got thrown into it and yeah but i i love those situations you got to kind of yeah you got to make the most of it and and do the best you can and yeah so it was fun i I enjoyed it for sure but i definitely like doing the like race day live and and stuff like that better i I meant to bust your balls on the show today because you were doing a a sponsor read for somebody and i can't remember what it was now damn it and you were like (laughs) Like just basically reading it off a off a cue card, and like like you were like, and then like you almost sounded like Ron Burgundy, where you ended it with a question. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. I I just took instructions and I followed the instructions. Right, right, right. Steve, so, uh, but honestly, yeah. like you do a great job at Race Day Live. Like I I'm really impressed. You seem to be able to get into the point and out of the point articulate. Lee, uh, you end it on a nice note. You bring it, you bring the com- the point around to something that you were talking about earlier. Like, dude, you're 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 very. I, I know it sounds like you know I'm just butting you Gargle, up here on this show. Gargling hard. I know, but dude, I for a racer, <laughs> I mean, this is rare, Keith. Right, I would take it all, right JB. Take it <laughs> look, all. Look, Carmichael, I'll just sit back for a little bit. Yeah. Carmichael had some rough moments when he started. He's better. Uh, Fro was not great, and and it got better. And then I felt like Fro got worse as it went on. Uh, X racer jumping into the booth, you know it's a tough deal. And, and JP has really impressed me, like because he's he just raced last year, like well, he was you know just a competitive racer last year. I'll add on. I'll tickle his nuts a little bit now. Okay, all right, uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I the best thing about JB when I watch the daytime program is how quick he knows the three digit guys when I'm watching. Like, yes, the other guy. And there's a, 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 and then JB's like, hey, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so. I'm yeah. like, dude, he knows the riders. Yeah. So that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It, uh, you're impressive, man. Keep it up. I'm glad, I'm glad you like it. I hope they, uh, you know, maybe elevate your role a little bit even in that. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words from both of you. That's for sure. Uh, I didn't know if I would like it or not. And, you know, all racers are kind of like, what are you going to do after? Yep. Um, broadcasting wasn't really on my list at all. I, I will say I used to like doing interviews and stuff, especially in certain situations. You know, on race day is really difficult because it's such a and, – and, you know, Steve, this is where you guys have a tough job during race day. Like, none of the races really want to talk that much. You're never going to get that great of an interview. But mm-hmm. in a show like this, you, you typically get some really good interviews. And uh, so I like doing things like this, or I did as a racer anyways. And right. you can get a little more in-depth. Um, so I like talking about that on – on the broadcast, you know, like getting a little bit deeper. I don't, I don't just want to hear 
that Chase Sexton is fast. I want to hear why he's fast. And so now that I'm I'm doing that, well, this is why, in my opinion, why he's fast because he rides on his, you know, rides standing up a lot and he turns down and does this and does this in the whoops and the interest speed from the berm to the first whoop. Mm-hmm. That's where you get all your speed. Like there's things like that that I think just being a student of the sport, which you guys all know, but maybe the the fan watching at home doesn't. So I've really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it's really evolved into something. Like you said, I just yeah. I really like to do, and um, but I'm also aware of. Look, we've basically got, we've got two positions in our sport that racers can go to. I guess maybe not counting motocross, but for supercross, you got Ricky Spot, and then you got uh, Daniel Spot. That I've you know I'll take his spot when he goes to the booth. So there's really only two spots that you can mm-hmm. um, that, that we have. So. I'm I'm realistic with that, and and obviously you know financially it's not like it's a huge deal either. So more so doing it for fun, and if it ever did evolve into something, it would be really fun. And I love being a part of the sport. That's another thing is I, I don't like when people just disappear. I think it's crazy that you just all of a sudden now you're just never going to go to races and you're never going to watch the races. Like that to me is just yeah. mind-boggling. Like this is my favorite thing. So anyway, I can stick around and and. Um, add something to the broadcast i think is yeah it's a lot yeah. of fun yeah it's it's good to see it and uh, sorry Kiefer, i get people who tell me like hey you're really good on your podcast or whatever and i'm like yeah i've been doing it for 16 years i hope i'm good yeah. at it like 16 years of reps jb has you know eight months of reps so not even six months of reps if you go back to when he was hurt or whatever but so that's my point like yeah you you've picked it up quickly yeah and i, and I study it too right it's not just you know, I don't just do the calls during the week and then not study or anything. It's actually my favorite part, just like racing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly practicing and how I can get better and studying people. I watch the football guys now. I'm yeah. a Troy Aikman and the way he delivers his message to the NFL folks. And um, so, yeah, I've really studied at it. I prepare properly to Keeper's point about the three-digit guys. When I would watch the broadcast years ago, and, and I was a three-digit guy, right? So. Yeah. I couldn't stand when they didn't know somebody because right. I always knew them. When I was watching them, I knew. <laughs> I was the same I just way. knew everybody. Yes. And to where now, like, that's, I feel like that's my responsibility and my job because mm-hmm. that three-digit guy's family is watching, Correct. most likely. Yeah. And then if they're not watching, uh, for sure some of his friends are watching, and then he's going to go back and watch it. So, And I just felt like when they – would mess it up or didn't know them. It just, man, how would you feel if they Dude. didn't know that? But that, vice versa, what if I know him right away and I actually know something about him? Like I know yeah. that he won Loretta's in 2007 or whatever, like something like that. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that's what adds so much to the, to the broadcast. So yeah, try to do my part on that. Tony Romo said when he first got into it, he's like, dude, it's work all week. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working is. all yeah. week. And, and he goes, it's, it's so much meetings and studies and, and everything else that, like, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if the, if everybody in our sport did that work, right? Um, there was times where the, there'd be three quarters of a lap of an LCQ and there'd be nothing. There'd be no indication yeah. of who was winning. <laughs> well, take <laughs> like I led a heat race and I yeah, led a yeah, whole yeah, fucking yeah. lap, and they didn't even know who the hell I was. They're Not like, one of this dude, right? Like, right. like they couldn't even look at your number like, uh, and match it up. Yeah, right. nothing. No, it's 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 yeah. it's yeah. I, I it's, it's work. You got to work at this. You really do. And yeah, I think JT is. does, and, and you know, yeah, yeah. JT's a perfect example. He absolutely does. He he knows everybody. Knows something about everybody, and. Uh, but to your point about during the week, it's actually more than I thought, which I don't mind. I actually think it's quite fun. Uh, you know, there's several 
meetings during the week. And then, you know, to your point about the studying, yeah, constantly studying what happened the year before at that venue or what even several years before and who's strong and who's not. And then we're reading into where's everybody at on the season. And you can't just talk about championship guys, right? There's all kinds yeah. of other guys that have oh, yeah. storylines. And uh, so that's actually really fun. And then they had me do a Barsha interview in Oakland, and um, I really enjoyed it. We did a sit-down interview yeah. on Friday. So now I've done two other ones. I've done uh, – I did Roxon in uh, – where was that? I forget what race that was. But, oh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then I did AT this past weekend, and uh, so that's a lot of fun. But also, yeah, the, I I mean, I come up with my own questions and yeah. with what direction I want to go with it. I mean, I get no no direction, really. So I come <laughs> up with all of it myself. And Yeah. But I love it. I, it's a lot of fun. I, like I said earlier, I never thought that I would like it this much or even maybe be as good as I am at it. But yeah. I'm really enjoying it and would love for something to, to come up in the future. Well, that's he answered my question okay. pretty much. Like I was asking him, since you've been doing this now, do you find yourself listening in more to broadcasts and seeing what they're doing? And, and I love Tony Romo as well because I'm a big fan of football, but – Unlike, you know, we know everything about dirt bikes and the insides and out. I don't know that about football. And, and Tony kind of brings that for me mm-hmm. about how the play breaks down, what this guy's supposed to do. I'm just watching people run around and catch balls and hand Like, that's what I know, right? Yep. But then when he talks, I, like, learn something. And then when JB is on, I think the average casual fan like me for football is learning something just like what JB said. So yeah. I guess you do watch and listen and, and kind of take – bits and pieces from each announcer that you sports that you watch right yeah for sure and you know the big thing about tony romo at first was he would predict the future right? he predict what play they're running and so i, I think about that and our sports obviously hard to predict but it was kind of cool this past weekend on the broadcast i had a little romo moment where you know when they go a lot of guys will go over the finish line and look at the look at the tower yeah well they do it you know a lot of guys do it all the time but anderson does it more than most and i've and i've noticed it over the weeks and and uh, we had a lap going, and and I said, watch him, ju- watch him go over the finish line. He's going to look over at the at the tower, you know, where it just shows the top mm-hmm. five. And and he did. It was like on cue, and looked over, and he went to like fourth or something. And then, yeah, yeah what's the, uh, you know, what's the psychology behind that? If you if you look up and your name isn't up there, right? Because yeah. it happens a lot. You might be seventh, and it's like, oh man, it's kind of deflating. And mm-hmm. so try to bring that in because I've I've felt all that and. And it's been really recent, right? And to your point, I was just racing last year. I got a, you know, a couple top fives last year racing these guys. So yeah. that's another dynamic I can bring as well. For sure. Uh, Justin Brayton on the show brought to you by folks at Renthal. Uh, 997. I always knew that. Uh, he went to 997. And, uh, <laughs> I, knew, a, I knew it was tall. He's, I just a, he's, a, he's a twin wall guy, too. And Jamie. he likes his yeah. bar. Yeah. His, his bar yeah. is like beach cruiser-ish forward. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's just in line with the forks, Kiefer. Uh, I don't know, man. It looks a little farther. <laughs> right in line with the forks. <laughs> Kiefer, you know why I'm 997 guy? Because 971s used to come stock on the Honda. Yep. 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 Same band. <laughs> I, I ran 971 forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Uh, that, was, uh, that was like back in my day, JB. It was Honda High Bend. That was the bend, right? Honda High. Yeah, yeah. And then that obviously phased out. Uh, Renthal's yeah. got something cool coming, too, for a race coming up. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but just wait. It'll be out there soon for Renthal. Um all right, got some phone calls for JB as well on the line. Uh, but let's let's talk talk a little. Well, first of all, uh, I, we got we got a note, uh, oh JB. Fowler's Facts wants to know how you feel about him winning this weekend. <laughs> so yeah. Well, 
here's the thing about Clinton. I, I love Clinton. It's been so fun to have him. Obviously, all all the stats in our sport are so cool, but we love to banter back and forth because he's a stat guy, right? So he just yeah. goes by the stats, and I love to challenge the stats because. And the thing is, can Sexton get back in this championship battle or or back in the mix or yeah. whatever? And yep. and look, if I'm a betting man, I I would say no, right? If you're betting mm-hmm. money, but I was challenging him, like, okay, well, what if he, what if Chase wins Glendale and Coop gets like a fourth, which he did, or if Eli doesn't have a great race because there's so many other guys that can get in between which is unlike the, unlike really the, the past right it used to be ricky and chad battling or rv and dunge and like no other rider could really get in the mix where now we have barsha and kenny and i mean a- anderson ap there's so many right so mm-hmm. i was thinking what if chase wins coop is off the podium and eli gets like a third is he back in it well in his mind he would be back in it but uh clinton clinton said otherwise and look he was right. He, he let the facts get in the way of a good story, and mm-hmm. he was right. He was right. So. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I do think Chase is out of it now, though. I mean, yeah. I don't see him coming back from, was he, 25 down. I said it, but going into Glendale, I'm like, I think he's out of this. I, not I Just because he's got a – he can jump one guy. Some, something can happen to one guy, but I didn't think something could happen to yeah, two guys that have yeah. won the last two titles, you know. But but let's talk about this. Kiefer and I had a little disagreement start of the show, like – uh, seven points now, and you know Eli's two recent races where he didn't do that well. He he told us it was a neck problem, and by winning the last two weeks, I'm going to take him at his word that it was a neck problem. Right? He showed that that he was held back physically. So assuming you know nothing else happens physically, like I'm telling Kiefer, these seven it, it is hard to make up seven points. Uh, I you know like okay, so Coop wins this weekend, uh, gets three on Eli because Eli's really good at speedways, but. Now we're back to the no margin of error for Coop. So I think this weekend could prove to be pivotal, JB, in this thing. Yeah, I, I thought I was going into Glendale saying it was a massive weekend for Coop because we all know how great Eli is there and mm-hmm. just a, a fast track like that and the dirt. So now we're going these these last five. It's like you kind of have to go per venue, right? It's like, okay, who's good in Atlanta? Well, I I think it's kind of 50-50 in Atlanta. Right. You know, they yeah. always say, well, speedways and – you know, he's so good in Daytona. Eli's so good in Daytona. Well, it's way different than Daytona. The right. soil's totally yep. different. And I actually think Coop is Coop's great at Atlanta. And I think the just the geography of where these guys are from, right. I think is going to play into it as well. Like Coop being from North Carolina, I think he's going to be great this weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. He, his back's against the wall. Uh, but then you, you know, you fast forward to – Denver and Salt Lake, and I just I don't see how you can mm-hmm. favor Coop at those two. I, I just don't. I mean, right. of course he was great at some of the Salt Lake sevens, but I, I favor Eli. I just do. It's because altitude and dirt, and once again, where he's from, those two are kind of home races for him. So yep, I don't know. I, and then when if Coop does win, he he's got a bank on the Eli not getting second, you know and. It's possible for oh, sure. Of course, yeah. absolutely yeah. possible. But to your point, that seven points, man, that yeah, that was a lot. That was I, a lot. Hey, did you hear any rumors of Coop and World Supercross lining up with him? Um, I mean, there's always been rumors of that, right? Because he was yeah. he was an early Oz X Open guy. You know, I think even in '15, the first year was there, and um, with him last year being uh, not doing motocross, so. I think there's always talk of it, but he, he, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, he said huh? he said moto to me on this show, but 
I'm hearing rumblings of other things, so uh, we'll see. Um, World Supercross for you, though. When does that start? When does your prep go? Uh, they kick off in June or maybe July. Um, end of July 1? July 2nd? I don't know, something like that. Uh, when does that start for you? When does it ramp up? Um, kind of this week. So I've actually got the fly racing guys coming in to do a little photo shoot this okay. Thursday. So I'll uh, I'll get on the bike, start doing some riding, and um, – yeah, I would say here here soon. I don't want to time it too wrong. It's it's a unique schedule, you know. It's just there's a couple in in July, and then you got like two months off. And so typically, what I would do for the Australia stuff, you know, I would take three or four months off during the summer, and I would give myself about six to eight weeks to prepare, and then that was that was kind of good enough. So something similar here. I may start riding motocross just to kind of get back in the swing of things, and and then uh, jump on some supercross. So. Okay. I would say, yeah, here in the next two to three weeks, start ramping it up. Right, okay, yeah. Are you at club doing this? Yeah, 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 back at club. So I would like to catch those guys their last, you know, few weeks of prep just to kind of ride with them and, you know, see the level and see where my level is and, you know, ride with Enzo and Jay Martin, the guys. So that that would be kind of good just to see if I can get on their level in, in a few weeks. I know it's asking a lot, but. I think Got you'll be all right. Memory in there. I think yeah. you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and the bike that you're going to be riding this year, compared to obviously it was different last year at World Supercross, but from the last time you were on this team, has it changed much? Um, it'll still be real similar to what I've had. You know, it'll, it'll be kind of my suspension program, and and it'll actually be almost the exact bike I raced in Paris last year. So okay. I raced uh Uribe's engine and stuff and it's kinda of what Kenny had came up with actually what what um Kenny raced World Supercross on and I know they've came up with some different engine packages for Dean now. So there's definitely some stuff to test but honestly at this point, Kiefer, it's kinda of like I've been running the same suspension setting for like the last two and a half years. Right. <laughs> I just want to bolt that on and give me a halfway decent engine. I'm just I'm not that picky at this point. As long as I got a good feel with my clutch and it has some good power on the bottom and comfortable with my suspension yeah i'm i'm dialed all right we got some phone calls for Kiefer and for uh for jb first up it's james on four james welcome to the show what's your question for uh brayton and Kiefer? hey guys um so my my big question i've been wondering this for a while and you guys are the best two to ask this too what is it that you think causes kids to come out of amateur ranks going to the pros, do decent but not that well, and then basically kind of fall off. Like we've seen it with Nico Izzy. We've seen it with Austin Stroop. We've seen it with uh, Lawrence. Like just kind of these big-name kids that are coming out of amateurs. They go into the pros, and then they either struggle or they completely fall off the map. Um, well, those, go those ahead, guys JB. you mentioned – sorry, Kiefer. Those guys you mentioned – are different than kind of what you're saying. Those guys didn't struggle. They actually won fairly early. We're making a lot of money. So there's that aspect of it. They just, I mean, imagine being 16 or 17 years old, making half a million or close to a million dollars. Now you've got any chick basically that you want. You've, you've got people, you know, saying yes all around you. So you're just surrounded by a bunch of yes men. And then, yeah, it's, it's easy to fall off, you know, but the, the other spectrum is the guys that might come up a little bit too early or be have earned a factory ride because they're winning Loretta's and such, and Kiefer can probably talk to this a lot better than I can because he's kind of in that right now with with Aiden. But they, they come out, and 
and they're 17 years old or 18 years old and they're racing you know a christian craig in there that, that was last year they're racing the rj hampshire they're racing a you know like their guys are just so good and then in my opinion they don't have they don't have enough years and when i got a, when a, an opportunity to race supercross i was like 20 years old 21 years old i still wasn't even ready like confidence wise and all that so i i got like three or four years which no team's going to give you got three or four years it's just on to the next so a couple different scenarios there but i, I think the kids that are in and out early they just they need more time and i really think as of late there's like five guys i can name off the top of my head that if they just had a couple more years and they had the team stick with them i really think they could figure it out but they just don't have enough time on my side, for me, I think uh, the, the guys that you mentioned, JB nailed it. That's what I was going to say. Like, they succeeded. But also, you know, you get lost. Um, uh, in our sport, it's different. Parents stick around longer than, than other parents in other sports. So, for me, um, I use I don't use dirt bikes as a, as a hair. This is what you're going to do for a job, Aiden. I use it as a tool to help Aiden grow up to be a good human being. So, and then whatever happens from that and blossoms is awesome so if that means he gets to get paid to ride a dirt bike if whatever it means so uh i think a lot of these parents and and younger kids they get pushed in really quick right like what jb said and there's a lot of pressure early one from the team side if they get a ride and then two from the parents right so i'm around a lot of these parents and it's gnarly and it gets really really in your face and and for me i'm just kind of the opposite of that and I would, for me, I would, how we're going to do Aiden is just we're going to slow roll Aiden into this. I'm not interested in him getting to the Supercross by he's 18 or 19. If we go ride Supercross and he's 20 years old, that's just how it is. Uh, one, for safety reasons, because uh, Supercross plus the pressure plus having a young kid, that's a recipe for, for getting injured a lot. So um, there's never been a kid out there that wants to win that will be like, oh, I'll just settle and I'm just going to try a little bit and just get my feet wet. No, these kids want to haul ass. They want to win. They want to look good. So it's up to the people around them to kind of slow roll this whole thing and keep them on their motorcycles. And hopefully, like JB said, you have a team that kind of understands all of that and then allows them to, to shine. I just don't think we have enough of those teams around to do that for our kids. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. I do feel like the teams have um, reacted a little bit to some failures recently, and are slow rolling people and taking time a mm -hmm. little bit. Right? Do you guys feel like that? Some, I would say a couple. I don't yeah. say most. Okay. I say I see yeah. a couple. Right, right. I had one team manager tell me, "Look, man, I don't want to hire a young kid for my team, put pressure on him, watch him fail, and have have." And he said, "Waste money." which, you know, it may be a tough term to use, but that's what he said. Right. He said, why don't I just grab a kid that is sort of under the radar? Like, not a, not a Jet Lawrence, not an all-timer, nobody like that. But grab a kid that's pretty solid, a couple years on some team, and grab that kid when he's, re when he's ready. Correct. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like, like, like look, do, uh, th this is what sucks in our sport. Don't you feel like Derek Kelly will never get a Factory 250 ride? No, I don't. I don't feel that. I don't. Oh, you feel he will? I feel like, okay, yeah, because there's already been sniffing around. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like if you're a couple-year veteran and you are solid, 
Teams are like, yeah, we don't care. We want the kid. And to me, that's, that's asinine. Take the guy that's putting the results in right now on equipment that's not as good as yours and a program that's not as good as yours and boost him up. But so many of these dudes get overlooked. You know, I agree. Most of the time, you are correct. Yes, that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the Benny thing. Like right. he's twenty six. Yeah. Let's say he does get a fifth. Right. And blows people away. Ain't no one going to hire him anyway. Yeah. That's what sucks. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of what I was telling him. Is yeah. like, it doesn't matter. So, why not take your time, um, slow cook this kid into the sport so he kind of gets his feet wet, less injuries, and maybe you can market him better for mm-hmm. other kids. Yeah. that would want to do the same thing and then get parents on board with that brand. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good marketing um, ability if you do it like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough situation. Uh, JB, we got another call for you here. Uh, it is Tyson on two. Tyson, what's your question for Justin Brayton? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, JB, keep uh, doing what you're doing, uh, doing a great job on Race Day Live and everything. So wanted to get your thoughts because this last week we had the split lane, and the boys talked about it on the uh, review pod that split lanes never work. But there is actually one place where it did work, and it's where you're the king of, Daytona, because you dethroned Eli. So the split lane at Daytona, why does it work there but nobody, nowhere else? Because split lanes just never seem to work. Well, it's a good point. They, they never really seem to work. And the interesting thing about the, the track crew is they're constantly tweaking it during the, way, during the day. And it might be – like, I always think it's funny when people say, oh, I've built this replica track, or, hey, Star Racing has this track. I think it was, I don't know if it's Detroit or somewhere. They, they have the same replica track. And, like, there's no two jumps the same. There's no two turns the same. Like, you could literally be a half a millimeter of a degree off of a takeoff of a jump, and one's going to shoot you higher than the other one. So um, I'm not sure the specifics of the Daytona thing. I feel like there's probably not a lot of jumps or maybe it's just some sand turns or, um, you know, like the one they had this year, it's just the outside inside thing where that's easier to get right because it also that track goes away. So if one lane is faster than the other, which we all know, like Steve talks about all the time, we all have dart fish and you're going to know which way is faster before you even show up on race day, because typically they rode press and every team is there filming on press day now. So you're going to know before you show up. But with Daytona, the track conditions just go away. So if outside to inside is faster, well, everyone's going to kind of take that. Well, that line's going to go away. So on lap 10, the inside to outside is going to come around faster. And that's where I think like a Cooper Webb catches onto that stuff really fast. Uh, so, yeah, split lanes, man, they just – they're really, really hard to get rides. It's not the track crew's fault. It's just – it's just so, so difficult. And right when I walked the track there in Glendale, I'm like, well, you, you already know which way is going to be faster because if you went all the way around that berm, and I've known just from my dartfish experience, if you just hang up in a turn for a millisecond longer, it's a tenth. So that's why you see so many guys cutting down now if you just hang up in a berm for a long time. And then that outside would create would feed you back to the inside, which – sharpened your turn to go back down the straightaway, which robbed some speed. So didn't really work, but, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think you could, if somebody made a mistake, you could definitely make a pass. But, yeah, they're hard to get right. It's nobody's fault. It's just it's hard to make two things the same. Thanks for the call, man. Sure. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right yeah, yeah it, th- th- they used to work back in the day, like two-stroke days, Tim Ferry days. We'd be like, ah, I don't know, man. Just go here, and I'll time it. And like, it was. They it were... worked because no dartfish, or worked because yeah, of just what? No dartfish. Okay. Just nobody could quite figure it out, or there was, you know. Remember the split start, and you would come over the the 
the lane and you would decide right or left, you yeah. know, and it was like all that stuff worked, I felt like. Yeah. Or at least worked in the sense of everybody taking other lanes, you know, and trying it out. But not now. There was like an Anaheim, I think it was the one I think Burner led for a while on a two fifty two stroke or something when he was on Factory Connection. But Wyndham and I think Chad were bat- they were battling for the lead and they would go opposite like every time and it was cool. Like yeah. they would come out neck and neck and like I don't know, that that one seemed to kind of work well, but the the race that I won yeah, in the heat that, race. That was a split lane. That was a split lane. So yeah. I was starting on the right, and then that was, wasn't the preferred lane mm-hmm. back then. But since there was a bottleneck yeah. you know, on that left side, yeah. I got the whole shot, right? You so, were in. What yeah. year was that, Kiefer? Uh, 04, Anaheim 3. I think that's what – would Burner have been on a two-stroke? Yeah, I think so. I think – 250? I might say was Burner – on a Kawasaki 250? Not yet. Not no, yet. I don't think so. Uh, I think no. that was, I think that was yeah, it was when he was on a Honda 252 stroke. But okay. It might have been that one. Yeah, it might have been that one I'm thinking about. Cause, um, yeah, so you went over the over-under, the and then you had immediately go to yeah. the left or the right. Right. Um, mm. Jake's uh, Jake's on four with a question for Kiefer. Jake, what's your question for Chris Kiefer? Uh, hey, Kiefer, I saw that you put out a new test on the 23 450 Honda. Yeah, and one of the re- one of the problems I had is I only wear like a size eight boot, but I have a problem getting under that shifter, and I've tried moving it up and it felt weird. And then I read some other reviews that the sh- distance between the shifter and the foot peg has changed, and I was wondering if you ran into that through testing and if you had a recommendation for a, a shifter. I don't have a recommendation for a shifter. I, I know it, it, the length of it hasn't changed, but the rider triangle has changed uh, in the past few years, so just slightly. So it might make for you guys that are... We, in testing, when I was testing with Honda, we never had a rider that was undersized nine boot. Uh, but I actually did get another uh, email about this, and I know Hammerhead sells different... Tips. Tips or shifters. Yep, yep. And they do, I'm fairly certain they offer a shorter shifter. All right. There you go. Well, I, don't, I want a longer one. A longer <laughs> one. Yeah, because they said that it moved in like 17 millimeters, and I was like, that's quite a bit. And huh. So you have a size 8 foot, and you and it's it's too it big? It's cramped. Huh. Wow. I've never. Okay, yeah, then I'm on the opposite end of that. You could always buy another shifter, weld it. Weld an extender on there. No one wants to do that, Steve. What, what, I'm moving your foot pegs back. So. What'd you say, JB? <laughs> move your foot pegs back like 10 mil. Don't they make a bracket for that? Well, there, you can get a peg that is offset from Raptor. That but his, like is, a, his problem yeah. is shifter is too far in. I think. Like too close to the peg. Yeah. Yeah, too close to the peg. So if he moved oh. the peg back, that's what I'm saying. But right he's size eight. How can it be too close? Yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm confused. He's riveting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good luck, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Jake. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. We're, we're I right. never heard if it's too close. I'm a size eight. Never heard it. Uh, no, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> listen. Um, by the way, MotorcycleNewsJobs.com job of the week. A place in uh, North Carolina, Ten Cycles, is looking for parts and e-commerce associate, full-time job. Ten Cycles, JB. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's a great spot to work. It is a great spot to work. They are looking for an enthusiastic, self-motivated, and organized parts and e-commerce associate to join the team. As a parts and e-commerce associate, you will play a critical role in making available and helping our customers find the parts and accessories they need. Full-time job in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Wygant's probably already applied. 
JB. So <laughs> I, I thought you were uh, going to say they were looking for new ownership. No, new yeah, no. This I is thought you were... it's an actual real, real, <laughs> okay, yeah. real job. Uh, that's, that's a good job. So motorcyclejobs.com. Uh, upload your resume for free. Uh, if you're it's you're looking for a job, uh, if you're a company looking for people, you can uh, check it out. Go on there, find some people that uh, want to look and work for you. So please check it out. Thanks to those guys. Ten Cycles Parts and E-Commerce Associate. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to uh, working at Ten Cycles with with Justin Brighton. Just cracking the whip every day, every day. <laughs> That's right. I'm back in town. So. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Uh, Renthal, bring some work ethic. Renthal bringing you uh, Justin Brighton on the show. So uh, hey, we got we got to talk about weed, Steve. We got to talk about him Friday. Oh. I mean, I just got to let the listeners in on on our Friday together. So I get back to North Carolina. I've been living in Iowa for like eight months or so. So my first flight out of North Carolina, well, I get back this week. So I fly from Charlotte to Glendale, and I get on the plane, and I'm I'm seat 1A. Guess who's 1B? Get on. Weege is already set up. He's 1B. So we sit next to each other. So then, <laughs> I love that. that's amazing. Oh, uh, so we bro down for a little bit, whatever. Well, then we're delayed for two and a half hours on the runway. So tons. Oh. Bro down time, and we're wow. just like, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Is there so any then, silence in those two and a half hours? It's just full talk. Zero. No, it's just full, yeah, full, we're full talk. Yeah, we'll talk. get there. We so then we've got to, uh, then we got to go back to the gate to fill up with gas because now we don't have enough fuel to mm-hmm. get to Glendale. So, anyways, it ends up being like, I don't know, six and a half or seven hour deal. And oh. to your point, Keeper, he did, uh, there was like a, a minute of silence uh-huh. and he was out. So he got his nap in. He said he, he had scheduled this nap and he didn't go to bed early because he knew that he had a four hour, four and a half hour flight so he could at least sleep for the song. So he did get a little little nap in. Okay. So we get there and then it's just full. I mean, meetings. I mean, we're yeah. doing rehearsal together. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was just a, just a well, great day. And then he made his red eye by like seven minutes or something. He did, yeah. yeah. He barely made his yeah. red eye after the race. So he. Uh, well, we got yeah. we got there to Glendale, and he was timing like, all right, how far is the rental car bus? All right, now we got to take a train. He had it all timed out, and it was going to be close, so. He, but he made it. He's he just a it. disaster. Uh, I had a call from somebody that was at the Yamaha Club MX ride day they had there for the Blue Crew, Team Blue Crew, and. They said that you couldn't put graphics on a bike worse if you tried to <laughs> than what Weege's really? bike looked like. He said if you tried to make it look bad, it wouldn't look this bad. He goes, it's unbelievable. How can a guy this deep in the sport not know some of the basic <laughs> things about dirt bikes? He, he texted us a photo of oil all over the floor and all over his bike. He, 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 could, he didn't know how to put funnel, uh, an oil in his kid's bike. And he had no funnel. And we're just like, yeah, just use a funnel. He goes, it doesn't say anything about a funnel in the owner's manual. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody's like, just make a funnel. Like, got a piece of paper. Like, any kind of heart, heavy set paper. You could just roll and make a – he's just unbelievable. Ugh. That's your guy, JB. Well, put, that is my guy. But then put any one of those guys you're talking about, put them on the mic. Oh, right. yeah. Put them on the mic. Oh, you're right. Throw them on the camera in front of them. Yep. No, I mean, you're right. Snap your fingers. She's ready to rock. Yeah. Dude, he's just ready. Like, yeah. literally anything. He's just, uh, like, on this side of it, the broadcasting stuff, like, he's incredible. Yeah. He really is. I oh, yeah. Yep. like to give him grief, but, like, yeah. No, he, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. He is. Oh, actually, speaking of that, we have a call about Weege here. Spencer's on four. What's up, Spencer? 
Just hanging out. JB, so when did the JB and Weedrow match start? It's kind of creepy. I don't even know. When did it start, Steve? I mean, I feel like you, got, yeah. you guys kind of started there. Yeah, he, he was just, you know, you moved to North Carolina. He was in North Carolina now, right? He moved from Morgantown, and he was a fan of JGR, and you were there. And obviously, JB, you're a great dude. You're friendly. And, yeah, he just, you know, I think he learned from Ferry and I, right? He learned. He took it. He took what, what, what I – but I actually was Ferry's mechanic. Like, I, you know, we had a real tight bond. This for, like 114 JB? No, just, no, this was, oh, this okay. was no, no, okay. he, he wasn't around with 114 JB. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I figured well, it started around there. Transfer then. of power, transfer of power was 2014. Yeah. So it was before that, right? Yeah, I think it was before that because he he was already on to that. Yeah, transfer of power by then, yeah. but the Phoenix yeah. thing. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, so it was before then. Yeah, so, um, yeah I don't know, I don't Spencer. Know. It was, it's been a while, though. So should you move to Florida with Ferry? Since Weege has his man friend, Ferry's in Georgia now, and he didn't even tell me. So oh. that that should tell you what kind of you didn't know that bromance we have. How I long? How long did you know? I just found out maybe three months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, but but then again, like it's just it's it is funny, like that Weege and JBR. Weege is a JB super fan, but then like he's announcing Daytona. And Daytona is the least likely Supercross know, JB would right? ever win in his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he wins it with Weege announcing. Ugh. And then they're, you know, they're in North Carolina. And, and, and now JB's doing things on announcing-wise. It's just, it is funny. Yeah, that, that part is really, really ironic for sure. Life-changing, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thanks. I will say this. Everyone loves JB right now. Like, who doesn't like JB, right? I feel like he's kind of like a shorty. Like, yeah. everyone loves JB. Yep. But with how much Weege talks about JB or social media with JB, I feel like it might be a jet thing where it's getting shoved down our throat too much. And I don't want to get sick of JB. Right. Okay. All right. So we need to tell Weege <laughs> okay. just to tell back it down just a, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can, yeah, I we, feel like it's almost a jo- – it's kind of a joke though, right? Like I feel like it's <laughs> more of a joke I, at this point. I anything. hope people – I mean, there. I mean, look. Yeah. Like the fairy thing, I, I you know, I would just be like, yeah, Tim Ferry's going to win tonight or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah, yeah. obviously kidding, but um, I was I was, uh, I was, was pushing it pretty hard. Uh, by the way, last thing for you, JB, I did want to bring you up. And then we have uh, we have Hunter Yoder on the phone who would like to talk about oh. um, his. Oh, I'm glad he texted me back. Thanks a lot. Oh, wow. He didn't text you. Dick. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, last thing for you, JB, a guy that, you know, has probably made you angry and made you shake your head, uh, but at the same time is is riding really well as Justin Barsha. And he's got into this mix. You know, he's a tick, a tick off of these dudes, but like. Yeah, props to Justin Barsha right now. And as Kiefer was saying, too, maybe one of the fittest guys in the sport. You really, he stayed out of controversy, and he's been riding really well. Yeah, you definitely can't deny that. And to your point, I mean, the sit-down interview I did with him, I told him straight up, like, he's he was the least guy that I like to race. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't stand racing him. And right. I think I speak for a lot of riders, right? But now, I mean, he just straight up has the speed. And I was asking somebody this. The other day, I'm like, has Justin Barsha ever been the fastest guy? Like, there's been several main events now where he's just had the fastest lap time. And, you know, he never qualifies that well. Like, I mean, he used to qualify, qualify like, outside of the top ten. Now, at least, he's on the board every now and again. Mm-hmm. But he's been straight up fastest. Like, we'll pass. I, I, it's, been, it's really been unbelievable, uh, especially his age. He just turned 31 which isn't really that big of a deal anymore, but you know, I, I think it's cool. He's like kind of 
not reinvented himself because he's always been a guy, but yeah. I really think his speed is like I don't I don't know where it's came from. Like his, you know, yeah, it, it's been awesome. Like I'm, it's been really fun to watch. And they're like, you know, me and Clinton had a thing on basically live at one point. Or like, has he is he cleaner than ever? Or is he why is he not taking guys up? Just simply, he's just faster. He doesn't have to anymore. Where typically he would get great starts. And then just have to fend guys off. And once you caught him, it was like, oh, boy, here we go. Where now he hasn't got his signature great start. He's just been faster than dudes. He's just passing them. Like, he doesn't need to stuff them or put them over a burn or T-bone or meet them at the end of the – of a berm and hit him head on. He just, <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go around you right here and yeah, check out. Dude, so, that, that, it's the, been really impressive. The over under bridge, he was floating sideways over that, so sick. whipping it and getting lined up, and it, and from the press box, it was just a thing of beauty. And, yeah, the dog pissers he throws out whipped like yeah. it's unbelievable. His gear is still too tight. No, I, dude, I like the mushroom no, tip silhouette. No, no, I, I, that's un, it's unacceptable to have. Gear that I, I'm tight. fine with it. Like I think it looks awesome. I. I I talked about this in daytime. It's some of the best. I'm not even a TLD fan, but his stuff looks awesome. It looks great. The tight, I like it. He has that body where you can wear it, and it looks awesome. Okay. Well, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. But and he good. is in shape, to, to your point. Yep. yep. I mean, he, he's in really, really great shape. So Yeah. No. You have to be. If you're going to ride like that and go 20 <laughs> minutes plus, plus one, no doubt. you're going to have to be fit, and, and he is. So. That's a lot there's of energy. No yeah. And his effort, like, I love his effort. Like, if, if even if his dirty riding and stuff, if you're a team owner or manager, I'd want that guy. Yeah. Like, I just would because you're like, he's never going to – if he starts last, he's going to go all in till the checkered flag. If he starts first, he's going to go all in, give mm-hmm. you everything he has. And mm-hmm. not all guys are like that, right? No, no, absolutely. You can say a lot of things about Barsha over the years, but effort and, and, and physical fitness is, is never, never uh, to be talked about in a negative way with Justin Barsha for sure. Uh, anything else yeah. for JB? No, he's doing a great job. Always yep. like to hear him. So, yep. what uh, what 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 races are you doing next, Justin? Do you uh, know? That was my last one. Oh, that was my last one. So, yep. Wow. Done, done for the year. And okay. Racer yeah. guy now. So, Racer yeah. time. Yeah. Racer guy. Right. Yep. Big big heaters. Hat back on. Lay some heaters down, and then please, yep. please keep us informed via text message on the tips that Phil will give you because I'm always loving that. Like. You oh, know. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Phil we'll helping you with Supercross. Right. Uh, several times before I line up. So. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll give, give you some insight. Yeah, yeah, please do. Thanks for the time, JB. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you, JB. Right, see you. That's Justin Brighton, everybody. Brought to you by Renthal. And uh, don't forget, motorcyclingtojobs.com. Uh, get the uh, job at 10 cycles. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, our next guest here. Uh, unprompted. Uh, call him. Uh, PRMX Kawasaki's Hunter Yoder. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. You didn't text Kiefer That's back, though. So, up, yeah, dude. he's not happy. Kiefer, did you text me? Oh, I didn't get a text. Here we go. <laughs> it says Hunter Yoder right. in my phone. I don't know who I texted then. <laughs> I'm just telling you that the last time we texted was. That's all right. We don't have to go through it now. We just, just know that you hurt October my feelings. October 12. Oh, wow. Okay. October 12th. I'm just telling you. I'm just right. playing that out there. Maybe you right. got a new number. Maybe. Um, uh, so, hey, one of the things we were going to talk about tonight was, uh, yeah, you got a random teardown of your bike, Hunter, uh, which was hilarious. Yep. I don't remember the last time I remember AMA doing a random teardown. But, uh, yeah, they did. So, um, yeah, well, that had to make you laugh. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, there were some rumors that I heard going through the pits. Um after Seattle, you know, that we were running a big bore, but 
to get torn down is even better, right? Like, yeah. sort of a compliment. Yeah. At least that's how I took it. Like, oh. at least somebody's noticing, right? So I heard I heard it at Seattle too. They're like, oh, somebody somebody in one of my group texts is like, that's a big bore. I know big bores, and that's not a big bore because <laughs> you did have great starts. But I'm like, okay, like. The kid is a is a good starter, and he pulled three of them in a row, or two of them. Well, three of them if you count the fake one. But I'm like, I'm not ready to start yelling and accusations at this point. Like, come on, I just I don't like that. Yeah. Also, like, even if you had a big bore, like, I think the start's all about whoever lets out the clutch first. If I'm going to be completely honest, like, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like a stock 250 could be up front with in that that pack if you got a good start like well i'd feel like I'd, if if all of you guys let's say there's three dudes on the line or whatever let, let's say there's 20 and all of you guys have good technique and you have a big board that's just going to help you know yeah so yeah and it wasn't it wasn't like i whole shotted by uh, 100 feet you know it was right. i was up front but nothing crazy uh, so what else, man? What else is happening? Oh, nothing much. I got caught up in some, some a little bit of beef this weekend. Okay, we yeah. all saw that. Saw that. Yeah, I saw wanted, that. I wanted to touch on that. Somebody sent me a clip from, uh, I think it was your race review. I don't know what yep. you called the yeah the race thing. review. Yeah, I got a clip of that sent to me. So I just wanted to touch on on that a little bit. Sure. Um, unfortunately, I had a, a run in with. Another guy over the weekend, um, Cole Thompson. Um, I do want to say, first and foremost, that uh, definitely things got a little bit out of hand. I was was a little bit heated. (laughs) Just a Uh, a little bit, yeah. But on the other side of things, I think, you know, if you're out there racing, right, like you're probably going to be heated, Um, especially if you're a competitor, you know, and, if you know me personally, I'm a one of the. I don't. I don't like to lose one bit. So that kind of. And on top of it, I already had some things before that go down that probably got in the way of what actually happened. So that didn't help help the case between the two of us. And uh, yeah, just got a little bit heated. Um, but did the, yeah, uh, I just did the AMA say anything to you about about uh, push uh, off? Uh, yeah, about anything that you were doing, like waiting for him or yelling um, or screaming. So I got the uh, mostly the the push they weren't happy about, sure, which is understandable. Right. Um, that was one of the things I wanted to clarify with. I don't know who's all listening that really cares, but um, they weren't happy. They thought I waited for him, which if like. Like I told, um, his name's Chris. He works for that team. And like I told um, Albrecht and Starling, like if I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, I didn't know where he was at on the track. Like, and I wasn't waiting for him. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I had heard that you were waiting for him, but okay. Yep. No, I went around the whoops two times in a row in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in like 17th. I was my main concern was keeping my pants on <laughs> because yeah. those already came off. Yeah. 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 So, so one of those, like, you know, my pants were probably halfway down and I went around the whoops. Like, and it wasn't like I pinned it around the whoops. Like yeah. I pulled my pants up or whatever. And then got back to 
doing my laps. And then uh, I saw Jet was behind me, and so I pulled out of the way. And Thompson was right there, actually, like coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I wasn't waiting for him to try to take him out or anything. But I will 100% admit when I did see him, uh, I pulled back on the track and like, <laughs> like I told his team guy and the AMA guys, I was like, listen, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys in the slightest. Like I went into the corner after the finish line, 100% intending to like, you know, kind of get in his head a little bit yeah. mess with him. Yep. Like I went inside and like revved at him and then he like turned left and like jumped the ruts or whatever. But I told him, like, also, you guys both got to understand, like, I probably could have broken his leg if I wanted to, you know? Like, right. if that was Barsha, I feel like, you know, there could have been some damage done there. Right. And so I just wanted to see, that, like, I wanted them to understand that, you know, I was pissed off and I was sorry about the shove, but, like, you got to understand too that like I had a rough night going for me mm-hmm. and then to, to be running fifth and get cleaned out and they can say it wasn't intentional, but, um, you know, he was going a little bit too far left for it to be not intentional, you know, and maybe I should have let off yeah, scenarios I, well, that you could go through. Right. Yep. To for sure. Maybe I don't want to justify into my, I don't want to, I'm not coming on here to say I'm right and they're wrong or, you know, I don't want to justify it to seem like I didn't do anything wrong because mm-hmm. I, I definitely did. And maybe I could have avoided it, but at the end of the day it happened. And, you know, like I said, yeah. I was heated. Um, so my and, thing is when he veered left onto that start straight, right, was there something before that that pissed you off that he did or is this was that the first encounter of the night? That was my first encounter of the season with oh, him. Okay. Um, we've been close in speed, like, but heat race, I've never been around him, I don't think. Maybe at A1, I might have raced him. And the first heat racer, um, but I was, at A1, I I was so nervous all day long that I think he caught up to me, and I, like, I knew I was in sixth or seventh. And, um, like, I was literally just trying to make the main event. Um, and he went around me, like, so it's not like I, I did anything wrong. In the second main event, I was catching up to him. Um, but my bars were loose, and they fell down maybe about halfway through the race. So I never caught up to him, and I never got next to him. Hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I to me, like, like I'm not a fan of Thompson. He's done plenty of greasy things, and I've called him out for it. I didn't feel like what he did to you. Like he did block you. He did go a little bit left for sure. Yeah. It's funny because the angle from one end, the angle from the front, he goes left. Like there's no doubt. And then the angle from yeah. the, from the from the broadcaster from the other angle, you can't really tell. And then you're like, well, that looks okay. But if you look from the front, he goes left. But yeah, to me, Hunter. Um, I definitely, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd call it out if I was, um, ready to do it. But I thought, yeah, it was like it was greasy, 
But it was like, hey, I'm, I have the right away, and I'm moving over to block you, and you know, you didn't pin, you didn't let off. And, and I think yeah. that was almost everyone's attention when you did that right side of the lane, and you went inside, as you kind of drifted out a little bit, just to to screw with the guy going outside because you know he's going to have a run on you coming down that straightaway. So I only saw one angle of it, and I was like, oh, I was expecting worse. I thought it was going to be worse, honestly, because how pissed off you yeah. were. I thought, oh shit, because yeah. I know you, and I'm like, yeah, it's not normally like you, right? So I'm like. Oh, he must have did something to Yoder, but when I saw it, I'm like, oh, also, shit. But, I do got to add, one of the reasons I was angry was because I was stuck in the rear wheel, and he didn't let off. Yes. Yeah, yep. right. yep. that would piss me off, too. Yeah, that, that, I get that. Yeah, like, would be one thing if, if he laid me down in the dirt. Yeah. But, like, Kiefer, you know as well as I do, Steve, I don't know if you've ever had someone in your rear wheel. No, I never but, have, no. <laughs> If, or if you've ever been in the rear I've wheel. I've never had either. Like, yes. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Well. No. Oh, you there? Somebody's there. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. You would know. Yeah. He he knew I was there and he kept pinning it. And like, honestly, my first thought was I wasn't sure if my foot was okay. Like, yeah, it was really wrapped up. Uh, um, so then that was what also got me heated. Like, mm-hmm. It just all added up. So, well, here's the deal: when you race, we, my buddy, we call him, you know, Vaj. Yeah, yeah. We call him Ten Second Vaj because no matter at any time he gets off the fucking track, he is pissed. Yeah, he is pissed, <laughs> and he's just a vet novice, and he's pissed. Yeah. So you can. Hey, he's I don't, a vet B rider. He's a, a vet, vet B rider. Okay, don't, vet B rider. Don't let him do that. I'm just saying, like your guys' level. You got to back out a little bit, you know, because you guys are in the moment. You got all this adrenaline. Shit. Us fans got to relax on judging you guys immediately after shit happens because you're in the moment, right? Exactly. I think that was the, like, that was the other thing. And I I actually talked to uh, his, I don't know what position he is, I feel feel bad for not knowing so no disrespect to chris so chris is one of the owners solid there. he's a co-owner of the team okay yeah okay so i talked to chris on the phone today for about 10 minutes okay and okay. um so uh he called me and um me and chris and ryan have all talked before like in the past and um you know we're all cool with each other so good it was mostly just to clear that up but um, he was, you know, he was mad at me after the race, but he called today and he was like, dude, like, I'm sorry, like for what I did. And I just wanted to clear that up with you. And, you know, like in the moment I wasn't really like mm-hmm. sure of why you did what you did, but like, I understand now, like why you were pissed off. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, like, right. and I understand why they were pissed off too. You know, so well, good. I'm, I'm I glad, think, yeah, I'm glad. All, we, all around, everyone's under under control now, and I just wanted to come and no, clarify that. No, but, thank you for that. But, and 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 um, like, yeah, like like what Chris said, right? It 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 happens to everybody. But dude, right. you're crushing it this year. Yeah. You're doing great, man. You're you're really riding yeah. well. Yep, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know also, if you knew this, but uh, I, I wrote about you in daytime just because I know some of the backstory. Like, you were ready to bounce. You were ready to quit, and you got you got a little bit of help, and then uh, you, you're like, hey, I'm giving my last go. Yeah, and Privateer then, Island podcast. And here we are. I did one. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. Same shit? Same shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Well, fuck me, then. <laughs> uh, no, man. Yeah, it, it's it's a really cool story. You're riding great. BRMX, and you guys have uh, you've really worked well for each other. So it's good. 
Thank you. Good also, Steve, I yeah. got a, a quick question. Yes. Um, just about the start thing in Seattle. Who was saying that I was uh, – not that I care at all. I think it's hilarious, but – is it? Can you name name drop? No. Who said no, that I was just, jumping out of the ruts, or uh, was it just rumors? Jumping out of the ruts. Oh, um, no, I never heard Somebody, that. In, yeah, and I, I never heard that until the review show. Weege is the one. Ask Weege if he can tell you, because I never heard that. Weege mentioned it in the review show like that while racing. No, someone was saying he got great starts in Seattle. Yeah, I got a text that week about uh, Yoder's got a, a, a big bore. I'm not going to name who told me that. Okay, but then Weege said on the review show that he had heard that someone said Yoder was starting out of the rut in Seattle, mm-hmm. and that's why he got good starts. And I never heard that before until Wygant said that. Mm. So I'm not sure, Yoder. But I'll tell you what, they're just trying to keep the privateers down, man. So Yeah, I, uh, no, I wasn't uh, I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't I – I just was wondering. No, I don't know. But uh, by the way, though, I did talk to Julian, uh, your team owner, and uh, you're, we're going to give you a wild card spot for our LCQ race in Denver. So uh, you're, 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 you're crushing it, and we're going to let you ride that thing, bring your 250F. Oh, really? Yep, and you, and you get in. So hopefully you can do well. And That's make the uh, – I'm so sorry. I'm going to sound like an idiot right now. but Hang up on him. He doesn't um, know what the fuck it is. That's the LCQ race, right? Yeah, like, LCQ challenge race. Get the LCQ point? <laughs> yep, that's it. And Friday afternoon. All right. Dude. Okay. Well, how's, how's Yoder supposed how to know? Fuck, I, I, how the fuck? Do you even like dirt bikes, how Hunter? Would, how would Yoder know this? He rides another class. You he, fucking race for a living. You tell me you don't go on social media? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Hey. I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't. I think it's fine. He doesn't know. He's asking. Jesus. Steve? Yeah? I want you to take this with no disrespect meant at all. Okay. Kiefer, oh same with you. Okay. I don't listen to any um, you hate podcast stuff. I don't listen to any podcast stuff. I don't go on Racer X or Vital or anything like that. Okay. Um, I'm super green to Twitter as of like the last week. Okay. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. So explain you, to us why. You can take this information and run with it however <laughs> you want. I'm running right now. I just I, don't, I, I don't know what's going on in the moto industry besides what I'm doing during the week. Um, as far as my training with, you know, my teammates and what's going on here at South of the Border. Um, okay. And that's about it. Hunter, what the fuck do you do all day then? I know you train. I know you ride. I know you got shit going on. You're a young kid. So this is abnormal for me. Not to say that's wrong or right, but, like, are you an old soul? You just don't look at social media? That's exactly what it is. Okay. I I come back. I'll run you through a day real quick. Yeah, run me through a day because I'm mind-blown right now. um, I wake up. I'm living on my own now, too, here at South of the Border, so everything's a lot harder than it is normally at home. Shout-out to my parents and my mom for, you know, taking care of me. Uh, I wake up. I eat some breakfast. I go warm up for 15, 20 minutes. We'll go do some motos with my trainer um with my boy simonson and natsky um come back make some lunch go hit gym okay make dinner okay and then usually by the time we're done so i don't start riding here till about 11 okay on most days so i'm not done till two or three and then by the time you know you do gym for an hour uh it's probably six o'clock when you get done make some dinner 
and then usually I'll clean up with that stuff. And um, if I got time, I'll browse the internet. I've been getting into reading some books lately. Just because. Books, Kiefer, don't you feel like a shitty. Don't you no, feel... I, I'm actually genuinely curious of what the hell he's doing. Like, okay. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. You're going to find him for books now? No, no, no. I'm just. I don't. Maybe that's why he doesn't text me back he's not on his fucking phone. He's in books. He's right. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious. Like, there's not a lot of people out, out there like you, Hunter. Then after what you explained to me, I understand being a professional dirt bike racer is a grind. It's hard. But usually. Have a post like, will we see a Hunter Yoder post like, hey, man, I ripped a whole shot. Nope. Don't see it. No, usually my posts are race recaps from the weekend. Um, hold, hold on. I've that, actually gotten trouble a couple times for not posting enough on social correct. media. Correct. That's what I was about to get at. Various like. sponsors. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I've gotten in trouble a couple times. But I, I feel like this is a new thing because I remember looking at you and you when you had your ex-chick. You were posting stuff about your ex-chick. Like, you were on. You were well, on social- well, hold on, hold on, because I got in trouble for that, too, because I didn't post her enough also. Right. So, so you just gave up on it. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Social media is like I try to stay off of it as much as possible. Okay. Um, You know, when I come to south of the border, I actually put – I think it's like an hour screen limit on my phone for each day. Okay. Wow. This Good is, job. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I got to stay focused. Dude. I respect it, man. I, I, I just, it's so rare. I don't hear it. So that's why I want to know. You know what it is, Kiefer? What? And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Please. After last summer, not knowing that I was going to race or not, yep. like, I was telling somebody the other day, actually, like, going to the track and doing all that stuff becomes, like, routine. Yep. And so all it is is I'm just trying to break out of old habits. And, like, the whole me not racing again was, like, a serious question. And so now that I got, like, a second chance, I want to, you know, everyone says it all the time, like, oh, I'm going to make the most of my opportunities. But I truly want to use all the time I can to make the most of my opportunities. So that means there's no chicks running up in your new crib? No chicks? No. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah, you can ask anybody here. All right. I'm, uh, I'm on the straight and narrow right now. Okay. He's reborn. Uh, cool, man. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for calling and talking about it. Um, and congrats on getting in my LCQ race on Friday at Denver. I'll let you know more information as we go on. But um, Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I no, appreciate no it. No problem, man. You deserve it. You've been really riding well. Good job, Hunter. And, yeah, uh, you have. It's been great, man. So thanks for calling yeah, in. thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. See you. Later. Bye. All right, everybody, that's Hunter Yoder talking about the altercation he had with uh, Cole Thompson. He was, it got heated after the race. Oh, yelling, yelling, screaming, Chris Elliott was there, Ryan Clark, Yoder, Thompson, all of it. You ever so, met his dad, Hunter's dad? Yeah, I met him this weekend. Cheered me on at Glen Helen one time. He's shit. Didn't even know who I was. He's a brick shithouse. Uh, yeah, well, he's a, <laughs> I don't want to fight that, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's go to commercial break. JT, Carson Mumford coming up, Race Tech Rant, X-Brand tear-offs, lots to get into. Life swap? And, uh tits is everybody taking it okay on twitter um no but does it matter (laughs) is he gonna change your mind does anything matter tits yeah yeah what what does matter to tits Eh, not a lot all right everybody Uh, go to commercial break be right back after this with more pulp and mix show hey man you beaten off
At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. With 
over 80 years experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA. Wiseco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Wiseco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. Wiseco offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. Wiseco is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. 
Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, type, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you. 
from riders for riders. Visit us at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. 
building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. D 
Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for uh, listening to the Pulp Max Show presented by motorsport.com. Fly racing and the guys at Decal Works. Uh, Chris Kiefer is in studio. Hi. Uh, Justin Brayton uh, on the uh, line earlier, as well as Benny Bloss. And we are going to talk to Jason Thomas right now. And then uh, Mumphy. Think he's mad at us, too? Who, JT? Yeah. I don't know if he knows yet. No. Tits probably texted him, though. Probably. Uh, firepowerparts.com, Firepower. Dean Wilson getting a top 10. Finally, Dean's been gunning for that top 10 all year long, Firepower Honda, and uh, he did it, man, rode really well, so thank you to the folks at firepowerparts.com. Uh, please check them out at your local dealer at motorsport.com, uh, whether it's batteries, whether it's um, uh, the chains, uh, a lot of privateers are using Firepower Parts out there. Our buddy Cade, Firepower guy, and uh, yeah, the list goes on and on, So, and congrats to uh, Dean Wilson, the Firepower Honda team, for his uh, ride this weekend, so thank you to the folks at Firepower Check them out, man. They got a lot of parts, a lot of hard parts. The firepower guys are doing some serious things. Kiefer um, and then the batteries, of course, work really well. Firepower. I need to learn the part number for the new battery. Yeah. <clears throat> Is it out yet? I yeah. think it's out. Yeah. It's out. It's out. Right. So you can get the 23 Yamaha batteries on firepowerparts.com. What's weird is the 22 okay. battery fits the 23. Yeah, but it bounces around a little bit or something. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. There's okay. something going on with that. Uh, all right. Let's get into our uh, next guest of the uh, night. It's from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Kinetic Mesh. Looking forward to uh, getting some. Uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Are you still racing this weekend, or did that go out the window? That that's out the window. Okay. Yeah, it's very uh, okay. It's very disappointing. It's a very unfortunate circumstance. Disappointing to who? You know, um, lots of lots of ins and outs to this. Yeah. 
So that whole the whole week got smashed, JT. If you didn't know that already. Oh, I heard. Okay. I heard. My uh, the last twenty minutes of my life got smashed too. <laughs> You're not as disappointed as Randy, though, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, MXGP today. By the way, they race today, Easter Monday. I was up uh, watching it. You were watching it. Yep. So, what happened to the bullet? Just to break break this. I mean, you guys are bullet fans. Yeah. What happened to the bullet? I didn't watch anything that I saw highlights from the qualifier, and that's it. I'll let JT start. I didn't. I did not watch. Um, all I saw was his post where he said he wasn't fast enough. So I oh. am probably not the best person to give a lot of insight yet. Oh, I figured you would have watched at some point. Okay. Uh, no, I was at work. I was at this thing called work all day. Well, I know, but yeah. All right. No, I, I, yeah, it's been really, it's been really busy there. Um, I just, yeah, I would have loved to, but I didn't have time. Uh, he just got passed. Honestly, yeah. he was up front. Second moto, he was second and got passed. Uh, oh. First moto, he was about third, fourth. And just kind of stayed there. Mm-hmm. So nothing really to write home about. I mean, he came home with the fourth. Track didn't look great, right? It's, the, it's the, hard the pack, slick, right. rocky a little bit. So yeah. it's not his forte. But I would think old Herlins would have been fine pre-injury. This this was not an existing GP track, I don't believe. So it hasn't right. been there since 2018. Oh, okay. So they didn't have a GP there before? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the name. It didn't look familiar. Yeah, it's not Udavala. Fraunfeld, I believe. Yeah. All right. So um, Renault won, though. Renault won. Yeah. He looked good, man. Like, he, uh, well, I take that back. So, Prado is unbelievable on starts, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. all know this. Right. He, first moto, he's always really good first moto. So, I didn't ex- didn't expect him to be as good at the second moto. And he was still pretty good, but didn't wrap it up. And Renault took it and passed him and then just yeah. kind of walked away. So oh, Okay. Prado won the qualifier again. 30 points yeah. in, in the bag so far for him. He's so, perfect, perfect. How much do you hate these qualifiers, Steve? No, I mean whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean they're ridiculous. They're dumb. It was a, my why? Why, of, do you, why do you of, hate it? It was a, a part source of, of all of their racing, though. It's, it's a part of F1. It's a part of MotoGP. It's a part of MXGP. So it's they're following the same model. I don't. You know, it's not like they just came up with this novel idea. It's it's kind of spread across all of racing in Europe. You're I, just pissed off because of the ten points. You want it less. Well, I think it's way too many points. Yeah, it's absolutely way too many points for. For that, for but it's the same. Like it's the same across all. I, I understand your point. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying they're not some outlier that came up with this idea. Like everybody's kind of doing it over there. Okay, but also, would you not agree that motocross is much more dangerous than Formula One or whatever else you want to talk about? It's more dangerous than MotoGP or F1. Uh, uh, I don't think it's. It's definitely not safer than MotoGP. Okay, I, I don't agree I don't with see that. A lot of... They're doing like 200. And, 30 miles an hour or something crazy. Yeah, but the amount of injuries in MotoGP are oh, lower. They get hurt all the time. They know. <laughs> oh, those okay. guys get hurt all the time. So I don't know anything all about MotoGP. Time. Do they get points for qualifying? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same in F1. It's the same in MotoGP, same as MXGP. Got it. So, they all have sprint races on Saturday, and they all get points. Okay. I, I would love to debate on the attrition rate of motocross racers versus MotoGP guys uh, as far as who starts the season and who finishes. Obviously, Marquez got hurt a bunch of times, and – this and that, but generally speaking, I'd like to see the stats on that. But you're asking these guys on the very, very dangerous sport to race again is my kind of my point. It's 20 minutes, yeah, not 30, no, but you're asking them to, for another race, and you're not giving them any extra money, and you're putting enough points on the line, 10, to now take chances and take risks. So you're basically asking I, these I guys. In, in I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I, I'm not. I don't, I don't have a strong opinion. I, if you want to say you don't like it, I'm okay with that. I'm just – I'm just telling you, I don't think that they just dreamed this up, right? They had a model that they kind of saw and were going with. Um, that, that's really it. Like, I, I, if you don't like it, I'm, okay, I'm totally okay with that. Here's the deal. As a fan, I love it. 
So you're speaking as a racing standpoint and the rider standpoint. Well, but why, why would you love it as a fan? Because then because I know these race. guys are going to go for it. Okay. Last year, they would race, and you would see a race, yeah. but the guys in maybe third and fourth are just kind of, okay, I'm good. But yeah. if you're in the hunt you know, and you're in fourth, hey, man, I can get an extra point. Well, there's these things called motos on Sunday. You know, you get two of those. I know, but it's just an extra race for us fans to get excited about. What do, what do like the F1 it. guys get for qualifying points, JT? I believe the, the models are exactly the same, and I, I'm guessing a little bit, but they're, they're all very similar. I don't remember any qualifying for F1. I don't either. Points. They don't get yeah, points. Yeah, it's all, it's all fairly new. There's no. sprint races on Saturday sprint. for uh, this is the first year for MotoGP, uh, and F1 was the first year last year. What are you saying, Marks? Just saying, there's still a small distinction between sprint races and, and qualifying, but yeah. Oh, so the, the sprint, sprint races, races, sprint races, you do get points, yes. Right, but okay. it's, uh, I'm not. Then I'm kind of lost. But that's the same thing, though, right? Go ahead, Marks. As what now? Sorry. That that would be the same thing, then, though, right? The sprint races and qualifying. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. No. Sprint races versus sprint race versus what MXGP has as their qualifying race on oh, I see what Saturday. You're or the same thing. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would, that would make more sense. I uh, I just, I, I don't, yeah, it's dangerous enough, and, and it's, it's silly, too many points, and these guys aren't getting any, any extra money or anything. So, so what, what do you think needs to happen? I, I don't think they're going to go back. I, I think that, that ship sailed, for, for better or for worse. I, you don't like it, I'm okay. But what do they need to do to make it right in your eyes if they're not going to go back? They just compensate them? Well, less points. Like, less point. We have these 30 minute motos. A Grand Prix tradition is 30 minute motos. It used to be 40. Now it's 30. That's where you make your points. That's how you win the championship. The best rider. Now you're, now you're making it a shorter race. Uh, you don't need as much endurance. You can re- rely a little bit on better starts, which is what Prado is. I don't think they're so, going to go away from that. So I'm saying from here to make, to ease the burden a little bit, less points. I don't think they're going to do that, though. Okay. I think that, well, then, that, yeah. that's already been decided, right? The team signed off on it. They had the riders try to make their stand last year. That didn't pan out the way right. they wanted. That This is where we are. So I understand you don't like it. I think you, you want them to change it, but I don't think they're going to. I think you just have to try to find a way from here where everybody can accept it. So that's kind of what I'm getting Well, if, if, you're, if you're not going to – not have them race, and you're not going to have uh, less than 10 points, then there's absolutely nothing that you can see being done. Well, you're saying no more money. So I was thinking that was maybe a way that you would... Well, I would imagine the next round of contracts, if this thing stays up, the agents will fight for it. I've never seen a GP rider contract, but I would imagine that, yeah, if the next guy that's up will be like, hey, I need, you know, whatever, five grand if I win one of these things or something like that. And I I don't know if the teams would agree to it. Who knows? There's not a lot of money... There, anyways, in, in for a lot of those racers and teams, right? So, um, all right, let's get into uh, into Glendale JT. Not a thrilling race by any means. Triple Crown, of course. I think the seven points is huge. I think this is going to be. I'm not claiming it at all. Over, lots of races to go, but seven points is a big swing. This is going to take a long time for Cooper Webb. We got a guy who's won seven races to a guy that's won two, and uh, and now he's seven up. So, uh, huge win for Cooper er, for Eli Tomac in my eyes. It was big. I, I'm not as, uh, you know, devastated on the seven-point thing. Um, there's just so much racing left that I don't think anything is lost. Sure, a seven-point swing matters, but I, I still think if Cooper Webb's going to prove himself to be the champion, seven points is not going to be the deciding factor. Um, he's just going to have to win down the stretch. There, there's Eli's been too consistent. 
He hasn't been making mistakes. He hasn't been doing the weirdo Eli stuff outside of a, a once or twice here and there. We've seen it just strange rides, but that's seemingly not the Eli that we have anymore most of the time. So I come back to the fact that if Cooper Webb wants to be champion, he's just going to have to straight up beat Eli Tomac. And uh, I don't know if he can or can't, um, but I don't think either of them are looking at it going, you know what, this thing is looking like it's going my way now. I, I don't believe that to be the case. Yeah, I mean, let's like I said earlier, for me, like I'm not really concerned about seven points because I know he could make it up fairly easy. And yeah, I would say JT is right. It's not the old Tomac where he's he's winning or eighth. I think the worst he's going to get is a five, which we saw with his neck. But I mean, one to a five, it could happen really easy with Coop winning and Tomac getting a, at the fifth. And and we just saw how it could go well, the other way in, yeah. in Phoenix. So the only reason, like Tomac said, that his neck was a problem, and you don't really know if it was or not. He's not one to okay, make what excuses. What was going on in Tampa? No, no, no. But that th- that one, yes. But that was a fifth. So okay. you know, but the neck, Indy the neck and then he said Detroit he wasn't back all the way and then he won the next two races so you're like okay I believe it really was a neck that was a neck injury that was holding him back uh so you're counting on that again and he won the last two races that he was healthy for quote unquote right yep I I mean I I don't have a lot to argue against saying Eli's been the best guy so far Uh, my only point is I think if if you're Webb and you're like okay how am I gonna win this title I think you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I've got to go beat him. I've got to be better than him down the stretch. I don't think he's going to give it to him. I don't think, you know, I, I, and I don't think that anything is lost yet. Um, I, Cooper's one of the most headstrong riders we've ever seen. We know that. And I think deep down he's telling himself, I've just, I've got to prove this. And I don't think he would really want to win it any other way. I think he wants to go beat him and not leave any asterisks on the table. I don't think he would want Eli to have issues or put up weirdo rides. Would he take it? Sure. But I think he's the kind of guy that just wants to go prove it. You know, and that's up to him to decide whether he can or can't. Well, yeah. Uh, but that's, we, we that's will, what I think it's going to take. We will, we will see that. Also, too, for me, if it was someone else besides Coop being seven down, I would be concerned. But it's Coop. Okay. And the, kind of what JT said, uh, he, he's a gnarly, gnarly, very strong mental person. So yeah. well, it doesn't bother me as much if it was like Sexton down seven and that was I, in that I, position. I know? would be bothered by the track conditions of Salt Lake City and Denver and the altitude as well. Uh, you know, those are the Cooper, last two, Cooper's but. been good at Salt Lake. He so has. He I, has. I, I, he's well, been better than I would have I would have thought otherwise. Have um, you seen he, Cooper fade? Done well. Ever? Uh, Cooper fade? Yeah, like. Uh, yeah, probably not. Right. I, 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 exactly. I so the elevation is, yeah. is a mute point. Um, I, think, I think going into this weekend, too, just to put a bow on it, I think that Cooper knew this was going to be a tough one. You look at the results – no one knows trends and results and where you're good or bad better than the riders themselves. So he knew this was going to be a really difficult one to match Eli. I'm sure he hoped for the best and hoped Eli wouldn't be as good or hoped he would crash or do something. But I think if you go in and you're like, yeah, it's going to be tough, man, and you come out seven points down, yeah, it sucks, but it's not catastrophic. And you know it was going to be one of the most difficult ones left. Um, Eli's just been wiped out at Glendale, period, and, and Cooper has not. When your average finish is seventh, high seven, like almost eight, uh, you know that you have not been very good there. What, what are you doing? Waving your dog. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, we got some phone calls here. Um, do, 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 do. Question for JT: With the formula helmet on, uh, 
two calls about the formula helmet. First up, it's Rob. What's up, Rob? What's your question for JT? Yeah, can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, so, um, JT, I was just curious. I could have sworn in previous shows you talked about updates to the uh, to the formula. Do you recall that? Coming down the uh, Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I know you can't disclose everything, but um, I was just I curious if anything. we can expect those. Sorry? I can't disclose anything, but, yeah, please continue. Well, can we expect those updates to the CC as well? That's that's just what my, what my question was. Yeah, I can't. I honestly, I would love to talk to you about it. I I literally cannot. I've signed legal documents that said I can't talk about it. It's not like I'm trying to be a jerk or anything. I, I just can't talk about it quite yet. I promise you that day is coming, and uh, I will be very relieved when I can. I, I literally just can't yet. I'm sorry, dude. It's not okay. not anything I want to do. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, well, appreciate Thanks. it. Yep. Yeah, right, yeah well. man. Sorry, I, it's it's coming. Soon, All right, well, fuck yeah. off then. Yeah. Okay, Alex has another question about the formula helmet. What's up, Alex? Hope you got a. Hope you don't have you know. Hope you got a formula question. Yeah. Way to answer no, I, him tonight. I, listen, uh, <laughs> I yeah, thank you guys. Okay. Thank for my call. IP and okay. it just is what it is. All right, Alex, go ahead. Uh, he, Alex has a formula question. Let's let's hold on. Great, thanks guys for taking my call. I yep. appreciate it. Um, so right now, I just got back into riding after three years off doing some single track stuff in New Jersey. And um, I'm looking for a helmet, and I'm thinking the formula, but I'm wondering what type of updates are coming soon or some type of different colorways. <laughs> colorways. JT, colorways? Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I, I, you got me? I swear, JT, I didn't set this up. I, I, oh, I don't think anybody got me. I, I literally, I, you could waterboard me, and I wouldn't talk about it. So. Um <laughs> We, I mean, we, yes, we will have new colorways for 2024, as we always do, for sure. And I uh, I would bet there are some updates coming down the line very soon as well. All right, there you go, Alex. Just get the one. Alex, why don't you get the one now? You just got back into riding. You're not, you know, you're not some uh, uh, top pro guy. Uh, I guarantee you motorsport.com has a good sale going on on formulas. You know, like, why do you need the latest, greatest one? The formula helmet is fantastic as it sits Right now, Alex, I'm telling you, it's great. Even Kiefer, I'm not bought, even paid by Fly. Kiefer is and, bought and paid for by competing brands, and it's a really good helmet. So, all right, I'm gonna put it in my cart right now. I'm on Motorsport right now. Perfect. I'm gonna get the white, putting it right in my cart. Did you go through the banner on PopMex.com? Yeah, of course I did. What right. else would I do? All right, thank you. Perfect. Thanks, man. Enjoy the helmet. Yeah, thank you guys very much. All right, thank you. Yeah, man. Sorry, yeah. I can't talk more. I mean, you don't you don't need the latest greatest. Basically, one. Steve just sold the helmet. JT didn't fuck all on that. Thank you. Yeah. What? I, oh God. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. So this guy was calling in earlier. I don't think he's on the phone anymore, JT. But he. Oh, maybe he is. Is this is this Chris? Is this still yeah, still on the phone. Ask me the same question, Chris. This is the. Dumbest question, and you did you not, Chris? Did you not call last week and wait on hold for like three hours? You didn't have a show last week. Okay, the the, the last show. <laughs> he waited a hundred and forty hours. Like Chris, go ahead. You've been waiting been on hold you, for two weeks. You've been waiting to talk. Ask go. this question. It's it's ridiculous question. But you said you wanted to talk to JT. It's back. So go ahead. But tell me why. Tell me why it's a ridiculous well, question. Well, just, just ask it. Just ask, ask JT. Why is it cool Hit me with it. that Cooper Webb can pretend okay. to shoot someone when we can't even call a race a shootout? Explain why that's so dumb. Uh, JT. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, are you asking yeah. why we can do one and not the other? Is that the official question? Sure. 
Okay. Well, we live in a world that doesn't make a lot of sense, Chris. Um, you can say lots of things about lots of people and not anything about other people. Um, that's just the world we live in. Political correctness is not my favorite thing in the world. So, but okay, I don't have a great answer okay. for you. Right. I don't make the rules. I hate most of the uh, the rules that we have to live by. Chris, days, Chris, so here, here, Chris, here's the deal. So, there's there's a lot of gun violence in this country, and saying shoot out, which we used to say, probably isn't politically correct, right? And Cooper's doing the guns, but you're not going to see Feld, the promoters, use the term shootout anymore, for 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 obvious reasons, and I get it. And then you're also not going to see Feld saying, look at Cooper Webb shooting down Chase Sexton, right? Like Feld is not going to use either term for either of these guys. So when you say, why do people call it the showdown and they're talking about the guns? Well, that's just an individual choice of people online or people, your friends or whatever. But Feld is, I, Feld is not going to use Cooper Webb using the guns, you know, as a uh, advertising and say, Cooper Webb shooting down Chase Sexton. They're not going to do that. They're also not going to say shootout, if you know what I mean. I do. I understand that. Yep. I, I guess my next question then would simply be, wouldn't someone in Cooper's uh, camp say, you know, that's probably not a good look? Well, Have uh, you met Cooper Webb, sir? Yeah, I think I so think A that, little bit rhetorical, but... I think I that I promise no, I've not met him. Yeah, like he, I, he does not care. I, I don't. I th- everybody makes an individual choice, right? Individual choice of what they feel comfortable saying or doing. Uh, Kyle Peters on our last show uh, went a little far, and I probably should have edited it out, but I didn't. And he said something that I didn't really think was cool. But well, what was that? Uh, well, I don't want to say it now. Oh, I was here. I don't remember. No, so- Kyle Peters, you were not here. Oh. Okay. So, anyways, so Kyle Peters felt comfortable saying that. I don't really feel comfortable saying that. Uh, and Cooper Webb feels comfortable, you know, using imaginary guns with his hands, and Feld is not comfortable promoting shootout anymore, Chris. So I don't, I, like, I, I get, I just, I don't know why you're. Uh, it you're, goes back to nothing to make sense. Uh, yeah, it's a political. Correctness. Yeah, there's. Yeah, they don't want any backlash of using that term. I don't blame them. They're running a business. Cooper Webb, he's a little bit more degas. Like he, he doesn't care, and that's. Yeah. He's an outside contractor. Yeah, yeah, and it's his decision to make. Right. Like it totally is. Yeah. So thanks, Chris. Thank you, man. Fair enough. Hope we thanks, answered fellas. it. Thank you. He's been waiting a long time to ask that question. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's I, a really risky proposition for a business like Feld Entertainment or Feld Motorsports to put themselves under. Why, why would they do that? Like, why would they take that risk? Other than just because well, they want to. Like, I don't. It doesn't make any real sense. All right, X Brand goggle tariffs. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Uh, Freddie Norn wearing X-Brand out there. And uh, Josh Strang in the uh, GNCC series as well. Uh, Craig DeLong, X-Brand guy. Uh, Hunter Lawrence goggles look strangely like a lot of the X-Brand Lucid, as does the uh, FXR factory ride goggle that Chris Kiefer wears sometimes. Nope. You'd never wear it? I don't wear it. Oh. You've never worn it? I have, yeah. Oh! I have. Well, there we go. Uh, Pulp Show 23 is a code to save at X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Uh, great goggle. The Lucid Goggle. Um, everybody but Wygant can change the lens. Super easy. <laughs> so he hit us up oh, on boy. a group text. Yeah. The Scott Prospect. Yeah. You, you've used them. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. Really? Couldn't figure out how to change the lens. <laughs> Said he Googled it on YouTube, everything. 
Still couldn't figure. It's so like, I guess I need to do that on Keith Ring testing and do a how-to. Yeah, that'll be a hit. It's, no, there, there was no help. It's for him. literally it's two red tabs you slide. I, I mean, you. It's boop, boop, boop. His yeah. wife figured it out. All right, everybody. So, X Brown Goggles, Choice Championship. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Rapid fire. Here we go. Steve. Yep. Is there a life lesson or advice you were given as a kid that you plan to pass along to Aiden this week? Nope. Nope, there's not. <laughs> Poor was, Aiden. What could have been? You know, he could no, have blossomed would, and flourished. Listen, we're going to do this. I'm not making it. Don't we're, we're, say no, it. No, no, no. I don't know yeah, when. We're going to do this. Nope. But I was going to ask you tonight. Me? Yeah, about doing this. What behaviors or habits do you want me to correct in your wife and son because i wife will, and son or Whoa. wife or son Whoa. like like i will work on this okay yeah i already got that you know what I mean? yes like so two, I, two I, things i would love you how's to it help. working out when you've been doing it to me for 15 years <laughs> i'll get this handled but next time so all right oh let me tell you real quick no oh, okay. no i don't want get you in trouble right. no you get me in trouble JT, if you had to life swap with Steve or Kiefer, who are you picking? Nope. I'm not doing it with anybody. I'm this, good. This is this is this is going swimmingly. Unbelievable. Uh, I would I would never do that. Like I I I can't for one. I have a full time job, so I can't just gallivant down to the high des for a week and you know fill somebody else's shoes or can we pretend you die if you don't pick hell, one whatever the hell you guys are going to do get naked in each other's hot tubs i don't know what was going to happen but i can't do any of those things. what if you had to like the job's like hey you can do it go ahead what are you doing that's not had to like that's the job telling me i, I can go do it i mean if i wanted to take vacation for a week i'm sure i could do it but i i I don't. I still don't really. Why does he never just play? Along? I don't know, man. Like live in a know. fantasy world. Now, now you know how I what just I, what live I, what in I'm a fantasy in. world. Now, now you know what I have to deal with. What do you want me to do? Make up an answer? Well, if, if you, you had to life swap, uh, that's the if question. you had I would, to, I would ride pack mules from Vegas down to the high des <laughs> with all of my belongings, and then I would feel right at home. I would take Augie in like one of those. You know how people ride bicycles and there's like a cart with their child in it. I would yeah. put Augie in a in a cart like that on behind my pack mule, like ET, and we would cross the des. <laughs> you are something else. We just needed you to pick someone's right. life, like it's not that my hard. life or Kiefer life that you would want to do it in with. That's all. I would pick Steve because he gets to just chill all day and watch old hockey, and then he has to go on the radio for a while. There you go. See, sounds See? like our. We got the answer right. so hard. Alrighty. <laughs> and that is very false, but whatever. We'll take the answer. It is. Yeah. It is not false. All right, we'll just move on. You write. You do write obs, which is like fifteen thousand words for some reason. Yep. And that's it. Then it's old hockey. Then it's hockey and uh, Raiders games. Old Raiders games. <laughs> Maybe some, <laughs> some Blue Jays games. Keep ripping. Just, all right, let's move on. Right. Now we can't shut him up about it. Yeah. <laughs> you are a loon ball. Now he's all about it. Yeah. yeah. Kiefer, what's the coolest product you've gotten to test so far this year? Ooh. Uh, coolest product I got to test. I don't know about coolest, but the most, I don't want to say innovative, but strange, funky looking, but it actually worked was this thing called slip shot. I thought he was going to say your swing arm balancer, JT. <laughs> oh, that thing's so good. They didn't bring that back. Slip shot. The slip shot. Clutch, the clutch thing. Yes. Yeah. So it 
actuates your clutch in a way where your your clutch doesn't slip and you get maximum traction. Right. And uh, it looks really robust, not very pretty looking, but it actually does work. And I know a couple teams have tried it, and they said, man, we really do like it, but we don't want to run it because there's too much of it up there. So uh, Like damage, easily yeah. damageable? Yeah, correct. So that's Did it. Did you ever use a slipper clutch? I've tried it, yeah. How was it? I never used one, but it was like all the rage there for a while. Oh, yeah, it took away your decompression. Yeah, yeah, so it really helped on decel stuff and braking, kind of made your rear and field okay. a little bit more dead. Um, yep. So I can see why some of the guys liked it, but... If you're old school like us and you're taught one way to ride, it made, if you use your clutch, it really made this weird, funny judder um, vibration through your clutch lever, and it was really strange to ride. So if you could learn to lay off of it a little bit, then, it, yeah, it yep. worked. So. Yeah, our guys okay. loved them. Like at Yamaha, yeah. everyone loved it. Yeah. yeah. Steve, mm -hmm. what are the keys to holding court in the press box for Kiefer? I, I didn't. I... I you don't hold court. You just go up there and talk to your friends. That's false. And then other people make wild assumptions about you. Listen, this is I'm going to lay this out for you. So when you go into the press box, which I know most people don't get to do, but what happens is Steve picks his seat first. Oh, he does? Okay? okay. And then the crowd assembles around him. Oh, like my it, God. They just, they just fan out. Stop there. it. Is there like a cool they area and not cool area, kind of like high school? No, the... that's, where, that's where Steve has to choose. Okay. Steve chooses his spot, and then the, they fan out from there. Mm -hmm. But anytime you walk into the press box, unless there's like something really interesting going on, on on the track, everyone is looking in towards Steve. Like they're kind of angled that is, that is not towards true. Steve that's... like a – like a beam of like light? A, like, like theater seating. Like they're kind of angled in towards Steve, yeah. and he's the center. I, I'm telling you, I've watched this for years. They're waiting to see what he's going to say, and then there's a lot of nodding. There's, and they kind of like elbow each other and, and nod to each other. Yep. This yep. is actually, in, this is no, actually this, interesting this because is there's not true. This it's half not true. Tru it's half truth. No, we just talk with friends. It's conversations with friends. Is there ever a time where you pick your seat and Weeds or Dark Side comes in and goes somewhere totally different and not next to you, and you're okay with it? Or do they always Absolutely like, not. okay, uh, if there's open spaces, I'm going next to Steve? Well, I, I pick my spots on the track and the TV, TV viewing for the live timing slash uh, replays. Okay. And sometimes I'm by myself a little bit, and then sometimes the guys move over to where I am. Okay. But, I, but I'm just – There you go. But I'm going – I don't care where they are because I'm going – I understand. I'm not saying you are doing I'm, – I'm saying you choose, and then they assemble – Near you. Assemble! And they are your planet. If, if, Dark, if Dark calls in, he'll set the record straight. Uh, I'm pretty sure this weekend. Is Dark, I, is, is, I feel like Dark would be the guy not to do that. I feel like he would like, yeah, Caesar, that's okay. I'm going to go over here. Like, he's not going to be by you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, because no, they're going to talk. Like, he, they all want to get the takes. And the things that Steve has to so do. So I, I have got this it. vibe, JT. It's the dynamic. I have got this vibe. I've been in there, right? Oh and God. I am not the media guy. I'm part of it, but I don't feel like I'm media, right? But I feel like there's definitely a cool crowd and then the not-so-cool crowd. Well, yeah, there's the regulars. Right. And that's Steve and, Steve and his cronies. Mm -hmm. And then there are just the kind of randoms that show up that nobody really knows. Maybe they work for a local paper, like the Washington Free Press or something right. like that. 
uh, they're kind of off by themselves. You see some people, you're like, eh, are they media? Or are they just here? Like, do it. Do they just know someone? Does Steve acknowledge um, those people? No, no. no if I absolutely don't, not. If I don't know him. I'm like, okay. yeah. No, but, he's but, definitely not going mountain biking with them. No, no. But yeah, it's, it's the same group, same small group. Yeah, it's and, it, we're, we're like Cheers. We got Norm, and we got yeah, Cliff, they, and we got Sam, and yep. we got Woody. You yep, know, they come over. Then Sean comes over, starts high fiving people. Steve berates him about pizza or whatever, whatever he doesn't have. That's one thing I was looking of. most forward to is just talking shit about there was no food or something in the press right. box. Yeah, Sean's been better. There oh. are the conditions have improved significantly. Oh, there's they coffee, have. absolutely there's snacks, water. Yeah, nice. It's like a break room. Dick. All right. JT, we don't see a lot of hard pack blue groove tracks, but who's the goat of those track conditions? Ezra Lusk. Ooh, good pick. You wouldn't think Barsha would be good in those no. conditions, but holy no. shit, my th- it worked. My theory is is that he knows he has to be calm. So then he just he knows he can't ride like himself. He has to be normal. But he was revving the right out of that thing. Yeah, but I think that that, that, that yeah. Just worked. No, I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying I was down on the track and he's just revving to the moon. Yeah, but he was making it work. All right, Kiefer. Assuming Pookie doesn't put out, when's the last time you had a week long dry spell? Uh, Heather Shark weekend. It's a week. I'm fine with it. All right, Steve. You're going to have a surplus of friends this week with the Kiefer, the Kiefer's open door policy. Who are you most looking forward to hanging out with your way yeah. out? Um, Janky. Would Janky have come up? Oh, yeah. Janky was he was going to meet you at the race. Oh, he was? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Janky. But James. Uh, James cool. Yeah. Dave's cool. Vaj no longer. Ghost of Vaj. No Ghost longer, of Vaj yeah. out there. Yeah. All right. JT. Have you been able to leverage all your TV time into the dating scene or on your Tinder profile? What's your go-to pickup line? Uh, Tinder, no. Um, dating, it does help. Yeah, yeah. If you meet meet a female and say, uh, I can't be there staying out with you this weekend, but you can watch me on Peacock. That helps. It does. Peacock. I would use it too, yeah. man. Run with that shit. Yeah. And then Do they it. go, what is Peacock? And I'm like, have you ever seen Yellowstone? It's on there. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You're like, I'll be the guy with the biggest arms on TV. <laughs> That's the first thing Heather said. You popped up on TV, and I hear I wasn't even in the room. Heather's like, "Damn!" I'm like, "What? What happened?" It's she's like, "Nothing." J- JT's on. I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" He's, she's like, "Nah, his arms are ripped." Hard I'm like, cut. Damn. Yeah. All, All right. right, last one, Kiefer. Uh, what are you most and least looking forward to this week in your very normal everyday life? <laughs> These questions were obviously submitted before, you know. Right. Yeah. Not quite as fun. Uh, most looking forward to was, uh, oh, that's a great question. It's between Pookie and going out to Red Rocks to mountain bike. Those two or things. Or if you're are... a little bitch. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, least looking forward to was, uh, the fantasy podcast with JT, Paul, and Dan. You're still doing it, by the way. <laughs> We're still going to get you on. Yeah, you got to do it. Right, yeah. Great. Yeah. You're going to give us our update. You play fantasy for Can't the first wait. time, right? Uh, by the way, the uh, Pulp Mex fantasy uh, that we did on the show with you, Kiefer, we just smoking all of us. How? I don't know. 
Team Perfect 10, smoking all of us. What's his riders again? Does it say on there? No, it doesn't say no. on there, but you can look back. Uh, all right, JT, uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see, right, guys. see you in Atlanta. Later. All right. Okay. See, see you guys. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Moving right into our next guest. He's a friend of the show. He's been a friend of uh, both of ours for a long time. Brought to you by the folks at Renegade Racing Fuels, whether it's JB or Will Hahn winning championships. Max Anstein, Dean Wilson using it now. Renegade Racing Fuels is the only fuel that these people will use for championships and races out there. And uh, Renegade is your guide and partner to get the whole shot and be the first to get to the checkers. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane bullcrap. Renegade Racing Fuels is looking for uh, dealers and distributors as well. So hit, hit, hit us, hit them up. Tell them you heard them from Pulp. The and, Renegade uh, Rat? The Renegade Rat, yeah. Did you, did you try some Renegade yet? Uh, I have. Yeah. And was, you like it? Uh, we're going to put it up on Pulp. Oh, yeah. When's that happening? This week. Oh, wow. Okay. I had it ready to go for next week, oh, but now did? we can do it this okay. week. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Looking forward to Renegade Racing Fuels test on PulpMX.com. Bringing you our next guest, the fill-in rider at Monster Energy Pro Circuit. Carson Mumford. What's up, Mumphy? How are you, man? Doing good. What's going on, guys? Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, congrats on the ride. I know we're a little bit late, but uh, that's awesome to see. We're all stoked for you, I think. Uh, but I have to ask you, Mumphy, uh, the first race this weekend, what uh, what was going on? Uh, a whole <laughs> lot of things, really. I uh, okay. obviously had to slide out in the first turn before okay. the red flag. And I burned my arm pretty good right there, and I think Pierce just didn't have time to get to his brakes or anything, and I kind of smashed my arm on his head pipe in between my bike. So not only was it uh, burned up pretty good, I it, like, swelled up immediately and was kind of like my elbow was, like, filling up with fluid and getting hard to bend. But uh, I'm still dealing with that little bit of a nagging uh, calf injury, okay. just uh, taping it up and stuff. And they red, they red flagged it, and then I think I was, like, fifth or so after that on the, mm -hmm. on the next start and that split lane i was struggling with that triple out of the corner pretty much every time and uh i got wheel spin on it like the first lap and frame cased it and i was like oh i had to just jar my leg oh, so then I, yeah. I, I lost like two spots right there because that, that was such a good passing spot and then uh next lap i'm like all right i'm gonna lean back a little bit and try not to get wheel spin. I leaned back and I wheelied over the face oh and my just God. like had a big save, like bashed my face off the bars where I was like looking under my goggles. It, my helmet went up so far and like oh, okay. just took the wind completely out of my sails. Like of course I I just smashed my leg again when I landed on there because I'm yep. I kind of have to ride on like the middle of my foot uh, when I'm gonna case something or something like that. Yeah, but just like really took the fight out of me like i feel like normally when someone comes up to like try and pass me or i'm in the first few laps i'm like aggressive i have a lot mm -hmm. of fight if someone passes me i go to go for the pass back in the next corner seemed like after that i was like lap three it was anytime someone came up on me uh i like only had a little bit of fight in me because i was just so like yeah dealing with so much pain i was just trying to it, it, looking at it now i, I just watched film it looked yep. like i was just surviving the track. <laughs> i wasn't racing it. well that's why i had to ask it was very unlike you and yeah. i and uh, i was like i was like oh boy like i don't know like i was thinking yeah. like maybe he re-injured something maybe he bike broke maybe you know i don't know man because yeah it was very unlike you the other two ones though i felt like you were in the fight you rode pretty well were you happy with those ones not really. I mean, okay. uh, ninth and tenth, those, like, again, like, I, I mm -hmm. started, like, sixth, and for the first five minutes of the race, it looked like, okay, like, 
maybe you're finding your flow or, or whatever. I had more fight, and then it was like, I don't know if the pain just started setting in a little bit more mm-hmm. or I made some more mistakes. Um, the second main, I definitely made the least amount of mistakes and got in a pretty good flow. And even like the last couple of laps, I reeled back in Oldenburg and I still finished ninth. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really stoked on it, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, definitely a little unlike you for sure. Uh, did yeah, Mitch, I mean, I, what did Mitch have to I, say? I, I, oh. I think just from watching it, like you can just tell that mm-hmm. I wasn't riding like – my full aggressive self and uh i mean it definitely showed results wise but yeah it's tough because i really really want to do good and you know i want to put the bike out on the track every weekend you know Mm -hmm. there's part of me that's like you got to put the bike out on the track every weekend so don't do anything stupid and blow this opportunity but then there's part of me that's like i know i'm capable of doing well i want to exceed my expectations you know yeah how what percent healthy are you right now if you had to put a number on it What what do you think uh, like 80% probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a little less, honestly. Like I still can't even do a uh, calf raise on one leg. Like okay. the calf just doesn't really work. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Um, so with this track, did you, I mean, coming from Seattle to this track, how much did you have to adjust to the bike? I mean, obviously the bike's going to feel completely different. Did you have to make any changes? Nothing really. Uh, the bike handles like amazing, dude. Like I have really done such little bike adjustments since i've been on this team uh they started me off uh, when i initially got on the team with forkner setting because he likes a little bit of a softer feel and so i was just kind of getting used to it and then uh, after a couple weeks of riding that they're like hey we're gonna put a little bit of stiffer setting on and that's just what basically i've been riding since and it it looks good to me when i watch film and it feels really good on the track i never really have anything that i'm like i don't know how the bike's gonna react when i'm coming up to it so um the bike's really amazing, dude. Like the motor, the the chassis, everything is just such a good package, dude. It's unreal. Is it a little bit? I asked Blos this, and he kind of admitted it a little bit, which I was surprised from from Blos, a veteran. But is it a little bit of pressure being the only guy for Mitch Payton Pro Circuit? Like, is it? I mean, you you know, you've had the spotlight on you your whole life, but is is yeah. it, is it different? I, it's. I don't think it's any added pressure from the team. Mm-hmm. It's just like. After that first race, I just felt like an absolute letdown. Like, I'm like, dude, <laughs> these guys drove all the way out here yeah. for me. Like, I feel yeah. just terrible for a mechanic having to put in these hours. Like, for me to go do that, like, I'm like, Jesus. Like, I would love to just, like, repay them with, like, a great finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no way for me really to repay them other than other than that because, dude, they are putting in so many hours, and the bike is so top-notch and, and everything. So I, I I would agree with Chris a little bit on that, like, it's hard not to, really, because yeah, yeah. uh, with Cameron being there, he's such a good uh, rider and a, like a podium guy every single race, right? So um, not that like I'm not a, a focus on the team, but I would say he's the main focus, right? He's, he's in the championship hunt and had a chance at winning every race he was in. And so I was just like, okay, you know, if I make mistakes, no big deal, just – kind of get through it and then here i'm like okay i need to be on my game you know yeah. this is they're coming here for me and and uh you know i'm one of the right. yeah i guess a little bit but it's it's nothing from the team really like sure the yeah. team's still the exact same they they treat them the same i just i feel like i just wish i could have repaid them with a good finish you know? i think most of these guys that are on carson's level like they, all the pressure comes from themselves they know they exactly. know what they're supposed to do they're on the premier team they know they are expected to do well. It's not. It's not like you're getting a talking to going. Hey, man, I expect you to get a third or fourth today. Like you got to do this. Like you already know. Like I have to do good. 
Exactly. It's not like you're on 50s again and your your dad's like, "Come on, man. I, we drove all the way to this race. Do you ride terrible?" <laughs> yeah. You know? It's they they know how it is. And, and professional athletes don't always have their best days when they're supposed to, but you would like to, right? Uh, I uh you good with Muffy now, Chris? Or? Oh, no, that's a great that's a great thing. So I for everybody out there, I fucked Carson pretty bad. <laughs> so me and Carson are buddies, like, and then I heard, I had people blowing me up when he got hurt. Like, hey, you heard from Carson, da 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 he got hurt today. I was like, Glenn Helen. I'm like, no, man. So I texted him. I'm like, hey, heard something happened. You all good? He's like, I'm going to the hospital. So I, he said leg or something. I don't know exactly what you said, but I wasn't even thinking. I was so distraught. I was like, I was so bummed out. I was like, oh, not only for Carson, but the team. I tweeted it out, right? Yeah. And... Then Carson hit me. He's like, hey, can you take the tweet down? And I'm like, you know what? That was such a dumbass move by my part. Like, I'm an idiot. And he's like, you know, I thought you were just calling me because we're friends. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, I could just yeah. read into the text. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I feel like an asshole. Right. Like, that was on me. So I wasn't calling you to put it up on Twitter, but I did. So just FYI, I was actually calling to see if you're okay. I, uh, you're good. Any I do other that context, too. context, it would have been fine. Just bad timing, dude. Like, yeah. I, as with other guys getting hurt on the team and everything, you know how it is. Well, then yeah, also, yeah. Chris, you did say Achilles, I think, in your tweet, which turns out not to be. Yes, correct. So, I, I screwed it. Yeah, I, but I've done that, and then I. But because Who I hasn't just have done that, though, right? It's, it's always like, oh shoot, I didn't mean to say that, and everyone's done that. Well, but then I'll, I'll I'll do that with a rider, a friend of mine, but I'll be like, hey, can I tweet this? Yeah, that's what I need to ask. And most guys will say right. sure, but but I, I will always ask, like, can I put this out? But I even feel greasy doing that when I'm, oh, I'm not okay. texting you right. because to tweet it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, that you guys are high des rats. You, yeah, fine. yeah, fine. yeah. And then I, feel, I talked, to, talked to Carson's dad. I'm like, dude, I think Carson's pissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, really? He didn't tell me. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. He was oh, pretty pissed like, oh, text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he leaves me on red now. He's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> no. Uh, so when we were bicycling, you know, high des and all over the mountain bikes and shit, you, you said you were cramping in your calf. Is that the kind of same thing because you were just pounding whoops the whole freaking end of the year is that something that aggravated (laughs) yeah i think honestly i think so like uh yeah i remember i was complaining about like my calf a little bit then and i think it was because i was riding i rode whoops for two weeks straight and you're just kind of driving your heels down over and over and then obviously i had my wrist injury so i was fine and then when i got back riding um i was trying to same thing i was trying to fit so much riding in so many days because i was just i wanted to be my best self for this team you know so it was like trying to ride four or five days a week off of not. And then um, I'm so sore going to the track every day, but it's not like you're going to call out because you're sore. Everyone's sore, you know? And then, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I was trying to do everything I could, whether it was stretching or this or that, ice bath, just to be prepared for every day. And I think it just caught up to me. Like one day I showed up to Glen Helen, pretty pretty sore, my legs and stuff. And uh just I ride pretty on the balls of my feet, and yeah, I just went into transition nice and smooth like normal, and just pop. And I jumped the jump, pulled off the track, and I rode up to the the box fan. I'm like, dude, I don't know, but I think I might have broke my leg or something. And they're like, what? You you didn't do anything wrong. Like yeah, you yeah. didn't over jump anything. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't walk. Someone's got to like hold me on the bike. So I get my stuff off, and they're all looking at my leg. It obviously looks totally normal, and I'm like. Dude, I'm telling you, I felt something pop really bad. These guys are like, whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah tired, I'm bro. Like, I can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't bend my, I can't bend my foot at all. Like, so 
something super bad. And they're like, are you sure? You know, like, and then once I got my boot off and everything, it took a lot of pressure away. So all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I feel way better. And they're like, dude, are you, you crying wolf? You know, it was, it was a weird deal. So then I drove pretty much straight from there because I couldn't walk to uh, go get an MRI. And yeah, it was just torn. Hmm. That's Damn. so weird. Yeah, that is that is a weird deal. Um, Super weird. They, see, if you're just like a vet guy and ride flat-footed, you're better off. Yeah. yeah Fuck see, the balls of your feet. That's why I ride flat-foot. I don't want to end up like... Or twice a week. Yeah. I'm stuck to the twice a week. <laughs> um, so is this thing going to get better? Like you said, 80%. Like what's the... Or, or is it just going to keep hurting because you keep racing and riding? Yeah, I think it's going to hurt for a little bit of the Supercross season, honestly. Okay. Supercross is tough because it's just like you have to ride so perfectly on the balls of your feet or you'll grab an edge and mm-hmm. you have to drive your heels and the whoops and everything. And then obviously I need as much bike time as I can. So right. it's just going to be a little bit of a nagging injury. I think the rest of the season, like I've talked to Dr. G about it. I go see Dr. G twice a week and he's like, you take four steps forward and then you ride and you take three steps back. You right. know, normally right. a person in your situation would be a hundred percent healed feeling nothing, but you're trying to ride three, four days a week. And, you know, you're not always perfect, so mm-hmm. you're just kind of always aggravating it. So I'm sure once partner. outdoors takes off and the tracks are a little less, like, gnarly G-outs and, you know, you can, can kind of get away with a little bit more things on the outdoor tracks. But sure. I'm sure it's just going to take some time. So uh, does that mean Yeah. do was... we have – are we going to go through outdoors with Mitch or what are we doing? Uh, I have no idea. Not at all. I <laughs> I haven't heard anything. But hopefully I can just – Try and uh, do what I did at Seattle, show a lot of speed, and uh, hopefully good things will come, you know. I would, I would love nothing more than to do good for Mitch Outdoors, but, you know, he's got a, he's got a full squad coming for Outdoors, so we'll see. Really? I thought it would be less because some guys are hurt, so there is a full squad. Yeah, some guys are hurt, but you got Hammerker coming back. I know uh, I think uh, Jet Reynolds is coming back, and he's got a few guys, so. Shimoda's obviously going to be there. Mm-hmm. So just okay. going to try and do my very best, obviously. He told me from the beginning that, you know, he didn't have a spot for me outdoors. And, uh, you know, I think that's still how it is right now. But I would love to I'd love to kill it and, and try and make something of it, right? Renegade Racing Fuels bringing you Carson Mumford on the show. RenegadeRacingFuels.com. Uh, again, championship proven. Dean Wilson, Max Anstey using it now and Firepower Honda. So let's paint you a picture. So if, if Mitch said, hey... I don't have anything available for outdoors. Are we going to go race outdoors? Is that something you would want to do? Maybe stay on a Kawasaki with some Mitch parts? or I would I would love to race outdoors no matter what I have to do, no matter where I'm at. I love racing, and and I uh, really don't see it any other way. So whatever I have to do, if I'm on a Pulp MX bike, we'll do it. Oh, there we oh, go. There you go. Listen, uh, you and your dad have known Mitch for a long time. You, you, know, you were one time a Team Green kid uh, and all of that, and now you're, he's your boss, and you're a fill-in. Has the relationship changed? Is he gnarlier than you thought? Is he the same guy that you've known for all these years? What's that like, the dynamic between you two guys um, now that you're riding for him? Well, I feel like Mitch has always been my boss. You know what I mean? (laughs) When I was a little kid, it was always like, uh, you know, you get a hard time from your parents, and then they always play good cop, bad cop, you know? If my dad wanted to get on me about a section or something, but he didn't want to get on me, really. He'd yep. be like, Mitch, you got to go tell him, you know, or or vice <laughs> okay. versa. Okay. I mean, there's yeah, a couple yeah. times at amateur races I'd be like going over to Mitch like, oh, my dad's yelling at me, or, you right. know, and he's like, oh, it's okay, and then vice versa. Yep, yep. So he, he's always been like a good mentor, boss, and, you know, we've kept in touch over the years, but 
I think he's really good at kind of leaving the stuff at the track or at work, you mm-hmm. know, like yep. obviously we're not stoked on how this weekend went, but like after the race is done and after, you know, he's done working at the shop, he, I think he's pretty good at turning it off and just being normal, Okay, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that would change things for you guys. Cause I knew you'd, you'd known him for so long. Right. Yeah. So. But I like it. Like I've heard Dino kind of say the same thing. It's, I like how he's almost like a father figure when he'll just shoot it to you straight. You know, if he doesn't like what he's seeing or he thinks you can do something better, he's not going to hold back and not tell you. Yeah. Like, or like have someone else tell you or, or do it in a weird way. He'll just say it straight to your face and, you know, and then you move forward. So that's good. You always know where you stand with him. Yep. And I definitely like that about him. Well, and I'm sure you guys know, Kiefer and, and Carson, you know, but. Like high profile riders riding for other factory teams have used Mitch for advice. Yeah. They've gone down and sat with yeah. him and he's helped families. He's helped rider agents. He's like you have you could have nothing to do with Mitch Payton as yeah, a four fifty factory guy and lean on him for advice and he or whatever, a problem. You know? Yeah. I think he's yeah. He's like Yoda in the industry yeah, a little he's, bit. He's old school in that way, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's Yoda. We need that, dude. We really need that in our sport, for sure. Yeah. I think some yeah. of it is, too, not just from all the years that he's been around and what he's done, just like what Carson said, he's yeah. straight up. And yeah. there's not a lot of that within our sport. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if he's wrong, he'll admit it. Right. Like, you know, if he is, like, he might get on you about something and then down the road he'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, which is which is awesome. It's just right. how, like, I feel like my relationship is with my dad. You know, he'll, he'll shoot it to me straight. He's not going to mm-hmm. sugarcoat it. And then if he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that, he'll tell me. And it's just you know exactly where you stand all the time. Right. Uh, what's the status of the Mumphy compound? What's the status of this? What are we? Still grinding okay. up there. I, I, yeah, I thought it was for sale grinding. for a little bit, and then you were back at it. You were building two whoop pads, and then you were back, and then <laughs> and then guys were renting it. And I was like, I thought it was for sale. So, yeah, I don't know what the status of the Mumphy compound is. Yeah, still, still out there, still grinding, still okay. Deseret. Yeah, yeah. Probably be up there this week, or probably be up there next week. So, yeah, still there, still grinding. Okay. What, what people don't see, like it's in BFE, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. Carson's watering. Uh, he's a big part of the whole process. Uh, he was living out there, just. And when I say house, living the, out there, I mean little house that's there, living yeah. out there, yeah. like just yeah. training. Oh, uh, going to town for groceries or go to Kiefer's to cycle, like that's. That's what I did, dude. It was, it was really, really good for me. I think because like even just like teach me ways like to just to save money. Like I realized like I only need to spend like sixty bucks a week on groceries, and that's it out here. Mm-hmm. And then I just need to focus on my training. And you can you can see the progress so much more because there's literally no distractions. Like right. all I did every day, like Keeper said, I'd wake up, yeah. I'd water, I'd prep a section or something, and then I would just ride. And then as soon as I would get tired, I'd take a break, and then I would just ride. And there'd be days I'd be out there riding till three o'clock because I didn't have anything else to do. So I, I think it's good in a lot of ways to be out there. He, no chance Carson knows this, but it's like Rocky in Rocky Four, right? Going to Russia. Yep. Drago. You're, you're just in those cabin in the mm-hmm. mountains, and what do you what do you climbing call hills? Climbing mountains. hills. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah. You know we're talking about Mumphy or no? No, no, no. Oh, cool. My bad. Jeez. My bad. No, it's not your hey, old school race. I can guarantee you. you 
that Rocky has been played in that house that you live in now from the previous <laughs> owner. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure about that. Renegade Racing Fuels, bringing you Carson Mumford on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, please check out renegaderacingfuels.com for more information on that. Uh, what do we got? We got a showdown coming up uh, in uh, in New York, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, weekend off for I, West Coast. Yeah, and I, then uh, I think I, it's a showdown, right? I love then, these showdowns. I think these things are awesome. Yeah, they're so yeah. great. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I'm excited. Like, I think being on such a great team and and having this opportunity, it's really changed my mindset a lot. Last year, I was really stressing about like, oh shoot, there's a lot of factory guys. Hopefully, I make the main. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking at it now, like, okay, there's a lot of factory guys. That's just another way for I, I could prove myself that. I'm one of these guys. I, every single guy out there, if I beat him, it shows that I deserve this ride, you know? So don't bullshit us here. Nobody listens to this show, so so don't bullshit us here. But, <laughs> like, you've ridden some good bikes. Right. You have, yeah. Carson. But how, how does this how does this thing rank? It's definitely the best bike I've ever rode. And I, I'm not sugarcoating it. Yeah. Um, there's so many things I could pinpoint on this bike that um, it's just so, so good. Like, like I said, I literally haven't touched any clickers on the bike, mm-hmm. and that's like I feel like that's unheard of, really. I mean, that's really unheard of in in my program through the years. Like right, right. I'm always kind of tinkering here and there, trying to get that. You know, you always feel like you're two clicks away from greatness, but <laughs> I haven't touched a thing, dude. And anytime I've started to think about something, the they change it already. You know, so it's it's like they're a step ahead of me in a way. And dude, it's just it's so so good. So I'm that's why I like you know, a 10th place off of, you know, jumping in the season late, you know, last year I would have said like, Oh yeah, it's a, that's a great ride for me. Mm-hmm. But this year I'm like, no, I got way more in the tank. It's got to be confident inspiring too. Like knowing you got a badass bike on the starting line and say, I'm going to get a good start. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yep. for sure. It, it helps a lot. It is like, I, I really can't put into words. Like there's a lot of things on this bike that, um, you kind of envision how, how it should work. And it just is exactly like that. Uh, the transmission is just so, so, so good. Like, I can't stress that enough. The yeah. transmission and the chassis is, uh, yeah. I, I seriously can't picture a bike out there that is better than that. Are you a downshift no to first gear guy in corners? Uh, no, but uh, fifth gear whoops. That, wow. That's, uh, Jeez. Yeah, and, and it pulls it out of the corner like it's in first gear, so it's amazing. Holy Have you ever shit. had a bike with taller first and second and that kind of ratios? Have you ever had a bike like that? Like taller, like it winds out quicker. Yeah, like you have. Yeah, like it winds out longer. Yeah, I think I think yeah. the Suzuki was kind of like that. It was real snappy off the bottom. Right. I think uh, you know, every bike's just different, you know, and some just suit some really good. I think the Suzuki was what you're explaining, how it's just uh, real snappy off the bottom. Well, no, I was more talking about the transmission gears. So you like you, where you can use first a long time. Yeah, you can right. lose first a long time because you have a factory transmission with more gears. With more teeth. Oh yeah, I can I can jump a supercross triple in first gear on this thing. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> really? It's really really crazy. Yeah. Uh, to this day, I, as much shit as I tested, I've never got to experience that. Right. Like jumping Why something. Why don't you in go fr- to the high desk and ju- do some laps on his bike? No, dude. Why? I'm out. <laughs> no one will know. Look at I was there with Aiden and him when they were practicing whoops, yeah, and yeah. Aiden was sucking it up. I go right. give me this fucking thing, and yeah. I did the volumen around. Yeah. And I just did yeah. a little bit, and yeah. I'm like, I'm good, dude. I'm out. Let's go. Leave it to those guys. <laughs> Well, can you take on the outdoor track or something? I would love to do that. Oh. Yeah. I'm I mean, old. look, I don't know about anything about Mumford's place, but A-Ray was riding around the jumps, and he's a main event guy. 
and he's riding around the jump. So that's all I need to know about Mumphy's Place. Mumphy's Place isn't like gnar. Mm-hmm. There's some sections like good rhythms, but it's not like you're going to die, right? Right. So it's just those guys are good, and yeah, I don't want to be casing any jumps. I'm all straight. Like I saw what Aiden did, and he <laughs> cartwheeled. I'm all yeah, good. Yeah, poor guy, dude. Poor, poor guy. I was so bummed. Was, every day I was like, dude, just don't crash. Because every day you're going to build on top of the day before. And yeah. Oh. I look over, and he's just full endo. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he did this at, at Bumpy Spice. Yeah. I didn't know where, he, yeah. where Aiden did it. At. It was oh, his okay. first day actually on the whole track because yep. him and Carson were just doing whoops. Yep. And then he got a little bit cocky and, and sloppy with his technique, and then there you go. Yep. It happens. Well, every day, too. He started off, like, real slow, hitting every whoop, and we're like, all right, cool, cool. And then he'd get a little bit more confident, a little bit more confident. we get more and more laps, and then – I think you get real confident by a little off more than you can chew. Remember, he had that huge crash just on the whoop track, too? Oh, yeah. Like, dang it, dude. You're setting yourself back. Every, and then he's like, oh, I'm sore. I'm taking a week off. Come back next week. Brrr, uh, <laughs> you're right, though, Carson. Like, it's building blocks, right? It's just slow building blocks. And when you get hurt, you're back at the bottom. Yeah. 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 It really it sucks is. Because you feel like an idiot sometimes. Like, if there's a section that you're not doing or. Um, someone's hitting the whoops way faster than you or, or this and that. Like, you feel like such a girl. Like, man, why can't I just paint it? Why can't I just suck it up and block it out? And then it seems like sometimes you do, and then you're like, why was I, why did I do that? Like, I could have just said it's a bad day and just rode the next day. But, yep. yeah, sometimes your ego gets the best of you, it seems like. Yep. You know what, you know what I was really bad at, at Supercross? Mm-hmm. I always, like, I knew everybody was watching. I was in this fishbowl, right? Okay, yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. Don't do that because I'll crash and someone will see. So I was always <laughs> paranoid about, oh, like, yeah, yeah. If, if I send it here, I'm going to weed it. So I don't want anyone seeing that. So I was really shitty yeah. at that. You yeah, can't, you can't be no, like that at all. No, you can't do that. That's terrible. Right. right. <laughs> Horrible. I wonder I suck so right. bad. I always think about when you get on a supercross track about how narrow it is compared to what you ride during the week. Or Crazy. Like Crazy. You, you see the tough blocks on the jumps, and now yeah. things are a lot tighter. You know? Well, it seems like all the test tracks too. You're uh, mm-hmm. you're riding that goat trail line. That's just right. like yep. It's it's got low lines pretty much everywhere. Like you're running the corner real low, and then like going off the side of the jump because you're scrubbing this and that. Yeah. And then you show up to the race, and everything's like a square. Like yep. you're up in the corner, you cut down, and then the transitions like you're hitting it where the, it's the steepest. And yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. Like my I hate tough blocks. I'm sure every racer does, but my first year Supercross, I was like dude this is this is nuts i can't even ride around here every every single jump i'm cross rutting and jumping in the tough box <laughs> i was just thinking about this too uh mumf a uh, mumphy yeah. uh cameron mcadoo and joe shimoda geico guys yeah all over at pc now yeah yeah never thought about that till right now what's crazy is yeah. i think i was at his facility when there was geico guys and they were all there at one point oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Geico had 12 dudes. They had to go somewhere. That's a good yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good well, point. Well, everyone goes up there when it rains. Yeah. 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 It's a but, fucking but, but they, national. But you, you charge them, don't you, Mumphy? Uh, it just depends. Like, oh, okay. Some days the track's crappy and this and that. Or, you know, some days, like, like this year that we started charging people because I was hurt and I wasn't riding at all. So it was just wear and tear on our equipment. Sure. And I wasn't really getting any use about it. But yeah. Normally, when I'm riding and I'm going up there anyways, I would love to have people come ride, and the last thing they want to do is pay to ride somewhere super far, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of, it seems like I'm kind of begging people to come ride out there with me a lot of the time. That's why I was so stoked that Aiden was out there riding with me until he got hurt, right. just because I, I had a buddy. Like, yeah. 
I had someone to just someone just, to talk uh, to. Know, yeah, someone <laughs> I knew that to. was going to suffer with me too. Like I felt like I was always just like. Mumphy's like, dude. There. He would send me photos. This dog just came up on the pad. I I don't know where it came from, but he's hanging out. He's a uh, cool dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would feel like I, I picture Mumphy like Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> yeah. Wilson, <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> dude, there was there's nothing up there. Like oh, I know. honestly, at there. night yeah. I'd be scared. Yeah. Because it's dark as shit. Well, it's fenced in, right? Yeah, but I don't. it doesn't stop people, man. No? No. Yeah. Not tweakers. Really? Yeah. Carson, you got tweakers that jump your fence? It's pretty eerie out there. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, I mean, it's it's pretty far out there to where, like, you know no one's coming out there. But you just, you watch these scary movies and you just picture someone coming down that road late yeah. at night. And you're just like, you're almost in a cage at that point. Seems like. <laughs> you're just blocked in. They know where you are. Yeah. You've but, been out there? Like, yeah. I went up there twice. I've out the, there a lot of times for the old owners. And, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I've stayed out there a lot of times, and it's I've never really had anything go on that was okay. like. Obviously, you're always like you know you hear this or that, and you're like, oh, it's probably the wind the Co- next day when you're not thinking about it. But coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You hear those? You would freak out. You wouldn't like it. No, I I know yeah. I wouldn't like it. No way. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it's 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 it's. I love it because I'm in BFE. It's right. quiet and there's no one around. Yeah. That's that's my shit. I love it. Windy though, right? Yeah, it's great. It's fine. It's, it's windy. Yeah, okay. Right. I mean, it's windy everywhere. Some of the best riding too. Yep. Uh, well, cool, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. I I, I hope you crush this thing and keep doing Thank really you. well, man. Uh, I love to see uh, love you. to see you do it. Uh, this is a chance for you, and uh, you're a good dude. So yeah, let's get let's get a little healthier than eighty percent, and uh, yeah, do good things out there, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, and like. I feel like I did better at, at Seattle. I got to show my speed mm-hmm. and and uh, got to lead some laps in the heat race and showed I still got some talent and some yeah. fight in me. So I really don't think it's out of reach for me to build on that. Like I know I, if I just keep doing what I was doing there, that you know things will all work out in the end. So I'm looking forward to these last few rounds and and uh, just enjoying these good times with the team. Cool, man. Thanks again, Carson. Yep. See you guys. Later, see brother. You. Thanks. That's Carson Mumford, everybody. Uh, yeah, Mumphy. Jersey's going to be ruddy. Yeah. It was, dude, yeah. when I walked it after the main, I was, like, blown away Yeah, how gnarly it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, we've got still lots more to talk about on the show. we got we, we got one after dark question. I don't know if you want to take it or not. Uh, la- yes. Later, of course. Uh, but Sam's on three. Question for uh, Kiefer. Sam, go ahead, man. Hey, uh, so I just got a bike for the first time in about 10 years. It's a 2020 CRF 250R. And I actually watched your video um, you did on YouTube a while back when the bike came out, kind of breaking down what the bike was like. But um, my question is based kind of around what I can do to be more comfortable on the bike since I haven't ridden in so long. And if it would be worth, worth it for someone like me who's, kind of just getting back into it to get my suspension adjusted and everything to hopefully help me get more comfortable on it, you know. Uh, did you buy it used? Yeah, I bought it used, so I'm not entirely sure if there's been anything done to the suspension. They right. did put, like, a pro circuit system on it and a few other things that seem mostly cosmetic. So so he- here's what I would do. first thing is I would take your suspension off. I don't know how much you weigh or how tall you are, but just to ensure that it has fresh fluids in it, and we talk about that all, always on the show, is like just make sure your seals, your bushings are all set. But while they're in there doing that, they can see if it's been changed, right? So if it's been revalved, they'll be able to tell that. And then for right. me, if it was revalved for 
that rider, I would at least get your spec in there, give him your weight, your riding ability. So then you know that you're at a baseline for yourself, right? It's really hard right. to get a used bike and have yeah. someone else's valving inside of it, and you're wondering why is it? Yeah, think my... about think about its valve for. Yeah. Who knows, right? God knows who. So just for peace of yeah. mind, at least know where you're at, and if it looks stock, then how much do you weigh? So I am six two, at about 130 pounds. So I'm wow, big, what? So small at the same. Your dick and ribs, literally, dude. Dude. Yes, sir. Wow. Six two one six two. How does that even compute? I don't know. I don't know, man. I eat plenty of food. It just, I don't know. I guess um, it all comes out my ass. But well, uh, you, still, you, so you carry a yeah. lot. You're you're going to be a lot of teeter tottering because you're tall. So yes, even though you are light, that stock stuff is valved heavier than who it's built for, which is you, right? So um, maybe right. some springs and some valving. So it probably wouldn't hurt to at least get that done. And, and Ra- then, Race Tech okay. can do that and use the code to save. Tell them you're a Pulp Show listener. Yeah, so. and then for right. me, that motor is pretty solid. I liked that motor a lot back in the day. had good bottom to mid, and it was a fun bike to ride, fun chassis. So um, I think you can start yourself off with some suspension and then just go ride and have some fun, you know, make sure your sag is set and follow the specs from your tuner. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for the help. All right, thanks, Sam. Enjoy, man. Likewise. All right, Noah's on one. What's up, Noah. Noah. Noah? Did I get it wrong? Nope. Nope. Nope, Noah. What is it? Brandon Ray. Oh, is this Brandon? B-Ray. B-Ray 388 and his sponsor, the Eggman. What's up, B-Ray? How are you, man? Doing all right. How are you? How's yourself? Oh, we're good, man. Just, uh, you know, another Monday night here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're sitting here watching it. I'm like, hey, like, only call in. (laughs) Cool. trying to figure out. What Brandon needs to do in these last three rounds, if there's anything he can do, two rounds, to try and get him in this LCQ challenge. privateer challenge. Oh. Yeah, we, we, have, uh, we have some wild card spots, and I need to figure out how many, because not all the 450 guys can usually make it, at least that's from my experience, and not all made it. Um, but, uh, I mean, just, just wanting to be in is the first step. So I can put you on the list <laughs> of guys, you know, and, uh, and I'll be in touch. I, again, I don't know what the criteria is i, I put i'm putting yoder in just because i i kind of uh, know him a little bit and talked to his team owner and you know just got to know him a little bit so i put him in but um you know what well, yeah uh b ray you've been you've been all right this year you've been doing okay so um you know speed's there for you yeah yeah that's you know the speed's there that's a good thing but just the consistency part of it is uh what i've been struggling on yeah you know and uh just staying off the ground is uh yeah. I'm trying to work on. But yeah, man, you've had dude. some big ones. Ground hurt. Yeah, you've had some big yeah, he's ones. Not, he's not afraid to send it. No, 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 he's not. No, definitely not. Um, uh, enough, How, how's enough. your ankle from that case job at Arena Cross? Yeah. Uh, dude, I, it still hurts. I mean, I, I raced uh, Glendale this weekend, and I had a I shoved the brace because um, I'm wearing Tech 7s right now because uh, I, I had some guy buy me three pairs of them. Yep. So I've been wearing those, and I shoved the brace in my foot, and it was fine. But I overshot a rhythm section, and uh, it hurt. And then uh, today I rode Paula, and I dabbed in the corner, and it hurt. So it's still hurting, but uh, I'm just uh, I'll have a couple. I'll have like a week off right now, and then hopefully it'll be all better by then. Was it a sprain, then, or yeah, what was it? Hurt. Yeah, yeah, I sprained it. Yeah. And then um, I'm pretty sure like uh, it went, like my ankle like when I go like to jump like say like I'm just like jumping like on the ground you know yeah and like when my my toes go downwards or the floor it's that's like when it hurts yeah. so uh, 
I don't know exactly. They just did an X-ray like that same night that I crashed, and uh, they said nothing's broken, but they didn't. But we didn't go. We didn't do no like a uh, cat or a CT scan or anything like that, or MRI or anything. Yeah, MRI. We didn't do no MRI or anything. Was that um? Was that on Instagram? Where did I see that? Was it on it's the Arena been, Cross yeah, show? Arena Cross Instagram? Was it on the Arena Cross show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, but you know, sometimes sprains are gnarlier yeah. than breaks. Oh, like yeah, for takes sure. a while. Hey. Darkside was getting to the bottom of it in Arizona. They had some. They had some time. Did okay. An interview with wow. Darkside. Listen, uh, we all strive to be yeah. like Mr. Side and his, uh, yeah. you know, his, his journalistic skills. Uh, but no, B Ray. B Ray, I appreciate you calling. I'll, I just put you down on my phone uh, on the. Uh, hold on, hold what, on. What? Okay, what? Does B Ray actually listen to the show, or does the sponsor listen to the show? <laughs> we both we both uh, listen to the show, and I want to be the official egg sponsor of the Pulp MX show. We have the number one organic egg in the country. Really? Okay? So yes. So uh, isn't there the something going on with sponsor. egg prices right now? Isn't there something going on with egg prices? Like, are you just crushing it right now? Yeah. Th- hey, ask about it. Derek Kelly, Darby, Darby, uh, the whole Louis Nursery track out there. Everybody's on the number. SoCal SX. SoCal SX. Yeah. Everybody's on eggs. Talk to Alex Martin. Brandon was. <laughs> Everybody's Alex on eggs. He's on. He's on the number one organic egg in the country. You know who yeah. isn't on eggs? Fucking Chipotle. They ain't on fucking eggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Kiefer. Um, one. One more question for Steve with Canada, right? So, for what would be your advice with Brandon doing outdoors on a 450, or? What do you think about him going up to Canada and doing the series? Yeah, up there? I mean, it's fun. Like everyone has a good time. It's less serious. Uh, it's a, you know he'll definitely do well up there. But there's not a lot of money, man. And you're traveling cross country, so you're spending a lot of money. But the American dollar is worth thirty percent more. But I mean, it's tough, man. Yeah, I don't know if I can say like there, there's not a lot of support and stuff like that. But you'll you'll have a blast. You'll meet people. People will take you in. Here's the deal. Okay. Here's my so, deal. Okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I just thought about this. Yep. Okay. If he goes out there and does good. He can sell eggs at the track. You got eggs? Yeah. <laughs> if he does good, right, and they and then you get a ride maybe up in Canada, you kind of you kind of lose your way here in America. I think Brandon's still young enough that he needs to grind it out for a couple of years here. He, he doesn't have a lot of time in the AMA series. You know, he's just starting out. So I feel like what he's doing, he's on the right trajectory. He just needs to keep plugging away and not weed himself up that's right well i like the word grind because he's heading to the grindstone may 1st so get your grind on thank uh, you boys thanks you man what you do appreciate it yeah, thank you very much you later thank you for having I'll, keep, I'll keep you on later. the list thank you brandon ray wants it on, ray. on the uh on the lcq race that's why i wanted to make sure like if a sponsor was like hey let's call pulp Right. You know, because he's get get you some money, or if the kid actually listens to the show. Uh, I, I doubt the kid listens to the show, so I'm, I'm just gonna go with the sponsor. But that's still fine. Yeah. That's still cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to our next caller here. <laughs> oh shit! That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. That's awesome, Mr. Side. Still awesome to this day. Beyond disappointed in the two of you. Can't can't but, you can't do it, man. Honestly, Randy was already look, the start of it, so you can't be as no, depressed. No, I, I heard, but I should have known, knowing Steve with the Red Garter, the Alta, that you cannot trust the man to do what he says. But Kiefer, you disappoint me. Yeah, I know. I get it, man. Like I have nothing for you. Like that's what I said on Twitter. Like the guys, like uh, I would think Kiefer would have done it, and you're right. So I, I don't know what to to say. Like, yes, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm not going to go so far as a piece of shit, but it's 
you know, listen, you, you always talk about being there, beating, you know, not cool listen. guy people, being there for the fans, and you just let everybody down. I feel listen, like this isn't Kiefer, cool guy. Don't get mad at me. Okay, go ahead. Okay. But I'm going to tell the God's honest truth here. Oh, my God. God's honest truth. This is going to be a shit pile right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. No. Kiefer was the first one to be like, hey, man, like, you know, Heather's a little worried about this. Maybe oh, we shouldn't do this. my God. And, you know, like, maybe, are we really doing this? You said, are we really doing this? What? You, you said, are we really going to? What gonna- did you tweet out at 8 a.m.? I'm not ready. Well, no, that that didn't mean like. Oh, now it doesn't no, mean. No, no, no. I meant I didn't packed. I hadn't got my bicycles ready. I hadn't got my dirt bike ready. Like my shit wasn't ready. You know what's fucked, dark? So what is when we got on this show, we were fifty-fifty, and then we now are the 50, sh- 50. now the show has started. We are 50, now 50. it seems seventy-thirty-ish. No, my fault. We are no, no. We are fifty-fifty. You're fucked. I just when dark throws me under the bus about the red garter and everything else. And says, you know, I'm a piece of shit. I just want to stick up and say, like, it was Kiefer who first broached the subject of, like, this isn't a good time. And I, and then I obviously I agree. Dark, let me tell you the but, truth. Now you heard that story. When I came in the door, we both looked at each other. I go, are we doing this? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> and that's how it went down. And that's only reason why I said that is because I saw the tweet. Because I thought he was already, like... And no, the tweet was. I'm not scared. I'm not. I'm. I got nothing. I didn't do any work. I didn't do any work. I didn't got any of the show notes for you. I hadn't laid anything out. Yep. I was just tired. So that that's where that tweet came from. Like that that part of it. So, but I mean, Aiden is. I get Heather's point too, where like Chris isn't going to be there for this big race. This is a big race, right? I don't yeah. even know, but this is a big race. It's a big race. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I get Heather's point too about that. You can't do I'm that, like dude. Surprise. I'm surprised that Heather is unsure because Heather what? seemed more confident than that, I guess. No, 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 no. Heather's fine with everything, but the yeah. racing, the Aiden is, you know, yeah. Aiden is number one, yeah. as we know, in the Keepers family. It goes oh, Aiden, yeah. Aiden, Oreo, Chris. Thank you. It's pretty accurate. Is yes. there anything about, anybody in between Oreo no. and you? No. James, maybe? No, maybe my dad. Okay, and then yeah. Me. Okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, Oreo, my dad, then me. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, Oreo, your dad, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, listen, Dark, and I don't... Dick. You, Dick. Dick. Yeah. We have nothing for you, man. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Oh, okay. You, Steve was speaking. I, I shut up for a minute because Steve was about to say something. But, uh, yeah, I had buddies text me like 30 minutes before the show in a group text, and they're like, we're sick of hearing about this. It's been forever. Who even cares anymore? It's probably not even going to happen. I was like, no, no, they're in. They're in. And Your buddies were right. They were right. They were right. Yep. Listen, yep, listen to your buddies more, Dark. All I'm going to say is this is going to happen, but oh. we are not going to talk about it until I'm at his house. That's that's that's. Well, it's going to be no. I there's going to be no never, hype. We've we've learned our lesson. We hyped it up twice. We failed our listeners. There will be no hype anymore. We will just be a man of action. That's what I, we will be. You're still talking about it. I don't even remember how this all started. It's been so long, right? And Steve swears it's. That I said yes. his job is easy, mm-hmm. and I don't recall saying that because it doesn't sound like something I would say. Because I know how much he works, right? He he has a great work ethic. I think how it started was, I said, "Dude, there is no way you could last a week doing what I do," which he thinks that means the same thing. Like he doesn't do shit around here. That's not the case. All I'm saying is, he I do a lot, 
I ride a lot. There's a lot of things going on. So it'd be very hard for him physically to do a lot of the things that I do. And then when he gets home, he still has a lot of other things still to do. It's not just riding a dirt bike. So that's where it started. And there have been a lot of Glen Helen days this week, Dark, for him. Lots. And yeah, it, I think you guys would both be miserable doing each other's jobs because they don't fit your personalities. But it really doesn't matter because it's never going to fucking happen. Oh, okay, uh, and that's All fine. Right. We yep. have, I mean, yep. it's your belief. And yep. that's fine, Dark. I, I, I understand why you feel that way. Our track record's not good. Yeah, I understand why you feel that way. It makes sense. Yeah. So, um, can you, can you, yeah, well, uh, before yep. before you go, can you please uh, uh, correct uh, Mr. Thomas on the press box aspect of uh, things? I cannot because he's pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, it's pretty much the way it works. Fuck you, um, dark. Yeah, everybody. Yuck. Dude, I mean, you are sort of the, the center of attention to a degree. Um, yeah, everybody kind of <laughs> oh sits around you, and I don't think you do it on purpose. I won't say you do it on purpose, but that definitely everybody, no. the group, no. congregates around you, and then there are the outliers. Um, and I have had friends from my show come hang out and you do kind of almost ignore them a little bit. You have your group. <laughs> and hey, man, what's your name? My, my name's Steve. What am I supposed to do to these guys? Hi, my name's Steve. What's your name? No, why don't you just say, how's it going, man? What's your name? Oh, I'm John. Oh, nice to meet you, John. That's it. That's it. You don't Steve, have to fucking Steve do acts, anything. Steve acts all the time like he's never made But here's the like, thing about point, Steve. He didn't know you. Here's the thing about Steve. People will come to me and say, why is Steve such a dick? He doesn't talk. It's not like he is going out of his way not to talk to you. He's just there to do a job, right? And then that's what he thinks. He's not there to meet people. So I understand that point of view. You know, you meet Steve, great guy, nice guy, does a lot for you, um, usually is a man of his word. But I can see why some people are standoffish from Steve at times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, th- yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy. Like, you're busy until your friends are around, and then you'll socialize. Though, if you're you're more you're clearly more comfortable with people you've associated with for a while than new people. But once new people, even like myself, get you get to know them, you open up more and are more. Isn't that normal though uh, for inviting. everyone? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like that's normal for everybody. First of all, I don't like if I don't know some guy. You think I'm going to be like? Oh my God, dude, Mumford sucks. You know what I mean? Like, not, no, not, like, no. I don't want to say that in front of people that I'm not comfortable with saying or making jokes. And I'm just using Mumford as an example. Everybody calm down. I don't want to, you know, because we make a lot of jokes up there. Look, uh, it, it took so me a long time, Dark, to get naked in front of you, but I did it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my, like, if, if somebody comes up to you Sounds in this weekend that you don't really know and sits down next to you and just tries to say hi you'll say hi but you'll be pretty short but yeah i don't yeah don't sit down next to me I, I don't know you i don't want to sit down don't yeah i'm not having a whole conversation with you i'm busy working that's my attitude but you don't know anybody until you spend some time and get to know them and everybody you know now you had to eventually let in a little bit and mm-hmm. it take, it's not easy with you how did we get here i don't know i don't know oh jt uh, holding yeah, cord in the press box and all that yeah. jt was right though can we you talk about I mean? something more important yeah. before you get off the phone oh goddamn! what is it now what's up with the chick thing uh, uh, we're not going down that road. Uh, F you, yeah, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, what, okay. What about the metal queen? Yeah, what about the metal chick? Yeah, we're, we're hanging out. We're talking. Oh. Okay, so why don't you want to go down the road? What's that? Why don't you want to go down the road? Oh, I just don't want to get into a whole lot of details right now because it's, it's new. 
Oh my god. I'll, I mean, I'll do it in private, but we're not doing it on the air because that shit just gets blown out of. Out of How's it blown? I went out with a girl. We had a good time. We talked about X Y Z. We you took her home. Okay. I, I mean, that's I, all. I mean, Doc, can I bring up what you what, what you said about that girl on the track walk? <laughs> I'd rather you not. Oh yeah, that what you texted me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And how I broke it down? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's talk about that. No, he doesn't want to talk about it, and I don't want to. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about it. But that was pretty ballsy. But does did you know her? No. Okay, just a random. Yeah, random. Okay. Yeah, it was just, that was just in the context of with yeah. my buddies. Right. Did he? Did you yeah, know? Does no. he know what I said about that situation? No, I didn't tell. Oh, him. Okay. But if you guys give a few more context clues, we might have uh, all the pieces to this puzzle. <laughs> so keep it up. <laughs> I just dark is uh, dark. Just say what you listen, said. As, it doesn't matter. As we know, dark like with the with the monster chicks, with the rider He's wives. Metal. He's metal. You know the head nods. Yeah. Dark's focus a lot of times is goes askew when it comes to ladies. Oh yeah. He's he's not all there. He's looking. He's he's checking. He's focused. You know, like right. he's yeah. What, what guy does it like looking at a hot? Chip? It's been a minute. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. And when it's been a minute, you start focusing on things that you normally wouldn't focus on because it's been a minute, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I always can focus on beautiful women. Yeah, but it, it gets amplified when you haven't released mm. any pressure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I think this chick's into me. Right. Right. When I'm when I'm four, five, six days deep, I'm a little foggy. I, I could be noticing sure. more that I shouldn't be known. Uh, hey, man, you beaten off? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think, like, yeah, it's just there's certain times where you come up with great things, and there's certain times where, like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? I got you. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. I am talking to somebody. We're hanging out a little bit, but it hasn't gotten too serious. His, hey, just, Marks, uh, his new yeah. chick, his new chick, like, digs metal. Yeah, like, Lamb of God. I mean, that's, un, that's, that's she's good, right? Lamb of God. She's all of it. She's got know? lamb tattoos and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no tattoos whatsoever. She, oh, none? Uh, you none. will be marrying this chick, I'm sure. How many more dates have you gone out since the first one? Uh, like four, five. Okay. Have you got a, you got a kiss, goodnight, and all that yet? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing past second base? No. Second base only. No, it's it's been pretty slow, um, but there's a reason behind that, which I mentioned to Steve, and he kind of blew it off. But yeah, it's just uh, doesn't want to doesn't want to screw this up. The rash, we get it. He likes to throw. It. <laughs> wow. Sorry, that's wow. awesome. Jesus, Marks. I have this rash on my on my undercarriage area. That's why I just keep my mic off. <laughs> hey, right. hey, sneeze. Marks, your mic was on there. Is there a rash Oops. here? Uh, I'm going to suck the poison out here, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Dark. Well, um, yeah. I'm sorry boy. to let you down, and we have no excuses. Um, and, yeah, I, I get it. So, yeah. You know? How many Darks do you get a day, Dark? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Too many to count. Yeah. I have people texting Most... me going, fuck you, Chris. Now I say dark when I walk around the house. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, literally, not only you guys probably see some of the responses on social, but like just walking through the pits, you'll just you'll be walking by and you'll hear dark. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it, it has taken off for sure. Oh, um, it makes God. me laugh. It's, it's funny. Good. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. All right, man. All nice, right, guys. Nice calling yeah. in. All right. Sorry to hurt you. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, dark side, everybody, calling in with his uh, his weekly. He can't call in and, anymore because he's got the job of Vidal and he can't do the wrap-up show, but continues to call in every Monday night. I'm rich. 
Uh, hey, the 8 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at OGO. Thank you to OGO Power Sports. Use the contact form on pulpamex.com to uh, email. No, wait. There's a code now for OGO. It's oh. pulpamex. Yes, just use the code pulpamex. Yeah. But go to OGO Power Sports. Correct. Not the OGO other stuff. I've done that. And yeah. You will find not what you're looking for. I know. I get emails still. Right. OGO Power Sports, code Pulpamex to save. Uh, there's something new coming from the road down to OGO, too. I'm, I'm excited to, to see it. Well, I've seen it, but I'm excited to see it when it oh, gets launched. I think I know what it is. I think you might do, too. Uh, OGO Power Sports, please check them out. Use the code to save. Thank you to those guys. Also, thank you to the folks at a Cherby's, Cherby's USA, whether it's uh, Adam Seen, Cirillo, Cooper Webb, Barsha, Anderson, many others along the way. A Cherby's has fine tuned their products to offer the highest level of performance and protection. In the industry, bring your bike back to life. Full line of replacement replica plastic kits, hand guards, more. Did you see their uh, their gray plastic this week? Uh-uh. At Cherby's oh, side? yeah. Like the yep. gunmetal, not gunmetal gray, like a, a flaky mm-hmm. gray. Uh, Metallica-looking-ish stuff. A Cherby's USA on uh, social media, www.cherbysusa.com on the web as well. Um, yeah, thanks to the folks at Cherby's. If you want a deal from a Cherby's, email us using the contact form on uh, Pulpamex, and uh, we can help you get the, some deals. Uh, also, I want to thank the folks at uh, Maxima USA, Pulp 20s, code to save with Maxima, and Pro Filter as well. So great, great oil. Uh, Pro Filter, uh, imagine a world where you never had to clean an air filter ever again. You just take the pre-oiled filters, drop them in your bike, throw the old ones away, and go. Profilter.com, oils and oil and air filters for side-by-sides and dirt bikes and street bikes and everything else. So please check out Profilter.com. Pulp 20 code on there, too, as well as Maxima USA. Love the guys at Maxima, Four Stork Oil, um, uh, SC1, Contact Cleaner, MPPL, all of that. Pulp Premium 20, 1040. Say. That's, your, that's your choice? That's a good oil. I don't think Trevor sends me the good oil. What's he send you? Uh, just like, uh, you know, they're, uh, I forget what it's called. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Pulp 20 is code to say with those guys. Uh, all right, Kiefer. So I want to I wanna kind of, Glendale wasn't like super stoke, yeah. super stoking exciting. But Are you talking about Derek Kelly? No. Okay. Um, I like Derek Kelly, but we're, we're doing my we're doing my thing right now. Got okay. It. Got it. Uh, Race Tech rant coming up as well. Uh, tits the motorsport.com tweet at you segment. How many questions have we got that don't involve life swap? Um, ten. Okay. Oh. All right. So we're all we're all right. Yeah, okay. we, we've, we've got enough. Fuck my ass. All right. Four fifty class. Right now, I'm going to read down the uh, the list of Glendale of the. I want you to give me like one or two sentences about each guy's Glendale or season as a whole. Your thoughts? Okay. I just thought it would be kind of fun to do. All right. A little bit like sponsor mentions. I also was supposed to run this by you before the show, and I didn't. It's okay. So I, it's I'm good top. at this. All kind right. Of okay. Thing. Here we go. Just a sentence or two. Got it. Don't. We don't need a fucking paragraph. You know, paragraph on this. Got it. All right. Eli Tomac. Um, unexpected how consistent he was through the three mains. Chase Sexton. Um, and again, season Glendale. Yeah. So for me, also fastest rider that probably should have won Glendale. Justin Barsha. Just like we mentioned on the show with JT. Uh, I would have thought he would have been worse because how much he revs his bike. And underrated in the whoops. Cooper Webb. (sighs) 
Probably the most disappointing ride of the night from a 450 guy. Ken Roxon. It's hard for Ken because he's been such such a good rider all year. And when you say he got fifth, you would think, eh. But for me, that's a great ride. Adam Cincirillo. It's coming back. Really? It's coming back. Okay. Aaron Plessinger. Man, I hate to say this, and I don't want to say it, but I feel like uh, when he lost that race on the last lap, it's kind of been dwindling. Colt Nichols. Having an eighth place is a good ride. I feel like he rode... If you were there and watched him ride, I think he rode better than what the results show. Dean Wilson. The fastest non-factory guy there is right now. Jason Anderson. <sighs> Someone told me, I don't think Jason's having a great year, but I think he's been as fast, if not faster, than when he won his championship. I just think the field's deeper. Kyle Chisholm. Not as good as last year. Justin Hill. The surprise of the 2023-450 year for me. Shane McElrath. <laughs> the surprise of the 450 year for me, but the other direction. The other direction, yeah. <laughs> Benny Bloss. Not a mutant. <laughs> Congrats, Benny. <laughs> Josh Hill. Uh... I don't know. Uh, it's vanilla ice cream. I mean, okay. take it. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down, but you're still going to eat it and have a good time. So it's uh, always fun to watch him. All right, ride. Freddie Norn. <laughs> I thought he'd be better, honestly. Grant Harlan. For as small as he is, he's pretty strong on the bike and rides the whoops decent. Even though on Twitter he acts like he doesn't know how to. Mm -hmm. Cole Seely. Ooh. Still that sm same smooth, buttery style, but I think being away from the sport it's hurt a little bit. It's showing. Yeah. I'm surprised that he is as bad as he – It's I, tough to get in two senses, bad, bad, <laughs> uh, bad is a wrong word, but uh, as rusty. As it's not is. bad. Yeah. I just think, right. yeah, he needs more time and everyone's kind of advanced. Kevin Morantz. I like it. I like that he's aggressive. I like that he throws it in there, and I like that he's not scared to try to – even in Seattle – he was pushing a little bit over the limit to try to be up there. Anthony Rodriguez. Dude, I have nothing. I have no idea. <laughs> Just have no idea. I have no idea. Like, he, he yeah. is better on a 450. I can see that. Okay. Josh Cartwright. I would pick him over Harlan for best privateer, like, tr like privateer mm -hmm. two status. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, break this down for us. Can you do another contingency article, too? While you're on really? It? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Starling, bike problems in Glendale. He said his shock is uh, been like fading or just kind of goes away. Yeah. So seems weird. Says he has he's had that problem a couple times now. So I don't know. Uh, Works Connection Pulp MX20 is the code to save with WorksConnection.com. They sent me a sweet 2023 oil filter cover for a Yamaha. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to putting that on my bike. And uh, PulpMX20 is code to save with WorksConnection.com. We are giving away a pro-launch start device. Do you want to do an email contest or a phone call? What do you want to do, Kiefer? Let's do a phone call. What, what number? Three. Third phone call, 
7857 when it works connection pro launch start device tits get the um uh year make and model please if you can third phone call 702-586-PULP thank you to works connection for giving one away really appreciate uh those guys and they got the the stick skid plates and radiator guards and uh oil filter covers all in stock now for 2023 yz and also just for a little uh fun fact for the yz for Mm -hmm. the works connection uh 22 mount Offset foot peg mounts that mm-hmm. we make. Yeah. Um, or they made, sorry. They will fit 23s as long as you run a 22 foot peg. Okay. So if you're looking for some mounts, those yep. will fit. All right. Good Good to know. Uh, so thank you to the guys at Works Connection. Two tickets to Paula, courtesy of Paula? Courtesy of who? Uh, just Chris Kiefer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Courtesy of Chris Kiefer, we got two tickets for Paula National. It's the opening round of the uh, uh, motocross series. Let's do that in email. Okay. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Just put subject line Paula tickets. Contest at pulpamexshow.com, and we'll send them to you. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll just pick it. Ra- we'll just pick a random emailer. So go ahead and email us, contest at pulpamexshow.com. And uh, thanks to Chris Kiefer for giving us two tickets to Paula and mm. Myron and all the guys. So yeah, Myron. We appreciate it. Uh, and Mumphy, Mumphy Dad, right? Scott. Scott. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, lots to get into. Race Tech, Rand of the Night, Pulp 23 is a code to save Race Tech. I got a couple of them loaded, locked and loaded, and I don't... Marks, did you watch the, the race on the weekend? Not all of it. Did you watch the second, the third the third start? Yes. Did you see Kevin Morantz? Oh, oh, yes, I did. So I like Kevin Morantz. He's a good dude, and I've helped him before, and I will still talk to him, but my race tech round is, come on, Kevin. Come on, man. Like, he doesn't have the start. There's... I watched it ten times today. Mm-hmm. There's... Four guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He does. He's on the inside. There's four guys ahead of him. He doesn't have it. He doesn't even shut off. And he nails Tomac, survives that one, and then weeds himself after that. Almost takes Sexton out. Like seriously. Like I know he got the whole shot in Seattle, and we all loved it. And he got five grand from his sponsor. That's awesome. That's cool. He's a great starter. I can't help but think he was. Trying to be like, look at me in Glendale. Like, I look at me, I'm going to do it again. He, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. It, it could have taken out many guys. It reminded me of Osby's start in Dallas with Davalos oh, years gosh. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, and, he, and it wasn't like he was second and just held it on, but, you know, lost. He didn't have it any chance in hell. Uh, what are you doing? Come on, Morantz. <laughs> like, if I'm Sexton and Webb and Tomac, and you know he gets five grand from his sponsors. Yeah, they should just all put put in fifteen hundred bucks. Hey man, just don't take us out. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> like just please. Here's your here's your five grand. All right. Just here. I looked at my couch cushions, and it would be more than fifteen hundred bucks. I'm aware of that. Okay. I'm just not bad at math. But uh, look, man, I looked at my couch cushions and I found seventeen hundred dollars here. Just take it. Don't do that again. Please don't do that again. Like, dude, it was gnarly. And then he ragdolled himself. I mean, he he was lucky to not get hurt himself. I see both sides. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I like his aggression because he's going. He didn't have for, it, though. He didn't have it. But I don't think he was going for the whole shot. I think he was just trying to get as close as he was up to the front. I think he's a racer. He obviously knows where he's at on the starting line, who's in front of him. So he knows he's not going to get the holy there. It looked there. to me like he was like, oh, I can, I can get this. No. Ugh. I think he was just trying to dive in as hard as he could so he could be up there as much as he could so he can learn the pace. Because if you listen to him talk, he wants to be up there. He I, wants I to learn. It. I get like, it. This was dangerous to me. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. So 
but not every rider makes the right decision. No, they do not. You're right. <laughs> uh, so that do you have a, do you have a race deck rant? I do not. Okay, my next one then is the futures race. Oh, I don't. I don't care about the futures. Okay, I barely watched it this weekend. Really? Yeah, I don't care um, because we've had everybody that's come through the system is riding like in the last ten years before 2022. Rides a full-blown supercross tractor everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they ride full supercross tracks. It's not like back in the day, in the 80s and 90s, there legitimately wasn't any supercross tracks, right? You could argue that the future should have been around in the 80s and the 90s. You know, that would have been more beneficial. Nowadays, if you're anybody, top amateur-wise, you've raced a supercross track. So I don't get the whole get them experience on a supercross track. They go race super – like – these guys have been racing the factory supercross tracks forever. The, the, the real elite guys. Riding, not racing. Well, whatever. Riding. What's the difference? And if you're elite, you've been racing with the factory teams. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get the whole get them experience on a supercross track. I don't really get that. And, and on top of that, they're not like they're full of – like it looks to me like they're struggling a bit for entries on these a little bit too. Like not everyone's so stoked to be there. I know there's different requirements to race, but – doesn't look like it's just open to anybody to, to race, right? It's not. You got to be qualified or picked or whatever. I think so, you could try to sign up, but they have to pick you, right? They could decline it if they yeah, want. Yeah, I think to. you need to get points, you know, different places at Paula on an outdoor track to get on the Supercross track. Don't get me started. Anyways, the point being, it's like Hayden Deegan races pro nationals at the end of the year, gets a top ten at Paula, shows up at A two futures, race. You know, like, what What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You, you race pro already. Rider D raced four or five nationals, won four Supercross Futures, and shows up this weekend at Glendale. Like, to me, Rider D is a pro now. You are a pro. I know they have this thing where you can ride four nationals and then still race Loretta's and all that. I don't really agree with that, but Rider D literally showed how good he was at Supercross. Him and Hymas were on another level, and they battled it out, and... Ryder D won a bunch and hot chance beat him a couple times and whatever. And then he shows up this weekend and it's like, that's not the intent of Supercross Futures. The intent of Supercross Futures is not for you to win four of them, race six of them or whatever he did, and then show up the next year after turning pro. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked to Ryan Villapoto, and I like Ryder D. He's cool. His family's cool. All of that. I talked to Villapoto who was working with him. Villapoto was like, he needs gate drops. He needs gate drops because he hurt his thumb and right. he didn't get gate drops. Well, sorry, man. Just don't show up at the Futures for your – he's racing national. He's not racing any Supercrosses. So it's not like he's getting gate drop at a Supercross. I don't, I don't, now, that, that's just abusing the system to me. I need gate drops. Well, you broke your thumb. Your gate drop will be at Paula in two months. And go to REM if you want a gate drop. You know what I mean? Like you can go places to race. Right. Do you need a gate drop at a Futures when you've already raced the whole season of Futures? And race pro nationals. Like, it's just to me, it's just taking advantage of it. It's just going out in front of people, and whether it's Hayden, whether it's Ryder D, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand the theory behind it. And if you're Ryder D and his camp and Kawasaki and he gets beat by this Julian kid, mm-hmm. that's not good. Like, you know, he shouldn't get beat. He, he He's had way more experience. Right. Plus, he's raced pro nationals. Right. So, now he's been beat, and now there's like, oh, no, he got beat or right. whatever. Yep. If he won, everyone go, well, of course he's supposed to win. He's Ryder D. He's won a bunch of them already. I don't see the upside to him riding, and I don't see the 
that's that's skirting the system of what futures are supposed to be. When Hayden shows up, when Ryder D shows up, it's these teams just being greedy and being like, we want more wins, we want we want to get more experience. Like, I don't like it. It's already being gamed. It feels like the system's being gamed already. So how would you fix it? Listen, you 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 have that rule for Loretta's. Is it uh, four motos? What is, is it? Three points? Is it forty-five points? What is it? Oh, to uh, you're in the before, pros before you can't go yeah, back to forty-five Loretta's. points. Okay. Yeah. If you have forty-five points, you can't do a Supercross futures. Got it. You're done. That's it. Do, you have forty-five. Do points. we even know what their point system is in that? I don't know. From what I heard earlier, you can just keep racing futures forever. Someone was telling me you could do it. If you don't get enough points and you're not turning pro, you could just be a 24-year-old racing Supercross Futures. There is no pointing out. Hmm. They don't want you. They, they never thought about that. Not, don't, don't quote me on that, but I heard, somebody told me that this weekend, that there's no way to get out of Supercross Futures. If you qualify in your, as an amateur, you can race it. Hmm. That's it. doesn't matter how good you do or how much you win or whatever. I think there should be kind of some, some kind of point system. I do... Even though I don't fully agree with what you're saying, I do agree on the fact like Ryder D, Chance, and those guys after they had that full year. Yeah. And they battle it out for the championship yeah, yeah. at wherever it, where it was, Salt right. Lake, that that's it. I, I'm you with move. you. Yeah. Like, I, I, and even Hayden, like, dude, what, you know, like, the guy got a, the guy got a podium two weeks after racing Supercross Futures. Right. So you're ready, man. You're good. I do think, though, that it is a lot different. We just talked about it with Carson. Like, riding a Supercross track versus racing is totally different. No matter how much you go ride. If you've been riding four years on a Supercross track, your local Supercross track, it doesn't mean shit. But the whole day, the whole experience, the crowd, that's all a different experience okay, as well. I, I get you. But what did Forkner do? And what did McAdoo do? And what did Mumford yeah, do? Yeah, you just had to jump in. Right. You just jump in. You got to jump in at some point. Yeah. And these guys were fine. Yeah. They seemed to survive. You know what I mean? I'm not arguing. It's not different. And I'm not even arguing the Supercross Futures is dumb. I get it. Like, it makes sense. Well, for one, I'm kind of pissed because the Supercross Futures tracks have been lame. Glendale was lame. A2 was lame. Whenever these guys show up, the track has to be a little lamer. Really? A2 was lame? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They had a little bump on the triple and... It was an easier track. I've noticed that. So, like, but I get it. I, I'm, I'm Again, I'm not poo-pooing futures. Like, do I think they should be on a full night show? No, I don't. But whatever. In, in the world we live in nowadays, everybody gets a trophy. And, and the Supercross futures reeks to me of everybody getting a trophy. Like, oh, they're not ready. Get them get in there. Get them at night. Give them the whole experience. They're not ready for pro nationals. Let them get 45 points, but still race Loretta's. Yeah. Like, it's just a whole, like, it's just a... Bending over to to make it easy for people, giving everyone a trophy. Yeah. In my eyes, it's kind of like that, what we've been doing in the amateurs versus pros. I mean, Aiden raced the combine last year. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Because it's, I, I don't, it's helping them get along, right? I, I don't have a problem with it, but like highlighting these guys. Yeah. Highlighting it. Like we got the futures coming up at night. Like I, I don't get that. I don't, we're making the, like have, have Supercross futures on Friday. Have it on Saturday morning. But isn't that kind of defeating what they're trying on, to do, though? Have it on Saturday. Well, what are we going to give them everything? Do you want to now give them hundred grand too? Like, do, is there something that they don't have to have right away, or do we just got to give them the whole experience, 
everything. Yeah. Can they race Saturday at 3 o'clock and then make some track changes for the night show or something? Can they race Friday and the track changes for pros can happen on Saturday? Like the blurring of the amateur and the pro thing is kind of what's I think is pretty lame. Like to go race four nationals and get 43 points and then go race Loretta's? Well, what's crazy like, to just, me is actually teams look at these futures races. Or, of course they do. And they're like, I mean, Julian got a ride because of Anaheim. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. how he got yeah. the ride. Because I understand he's better at Supercross than outdoors, yes. is, what, is what I hear. Yeah, we were so, talking about that the other day. But, like, I haven't seen him ride that good ever. Like, I was like, yeah. holy crap, he's yeah. riding really good. Right. I just – we're just giving him more and more and more. It's just everything. You're an amateur. You're, you're basically – Never mind, you know, a kid like Mumford making six figures the whole time he's an amateur. Yeah. I mean, these guys are raking it in. Right. Behind, under the table, yeah, and, yeah. and the travel expenses, and free bikes. Free bikes, and sell, and sell your bikes. Yeah. These guys, there's a whole profitable, massive amateur scene going on, okay? So we, they already have that. They have that. They're getting that. There's no, you know, there's, there's 10 to 20 amateurs that are making six figures a year, and they're crushing it, right? Mm -hmm. So they have that. But now, wait, hold on. That's not enough. Now we're going to give them a combine. We're going to give them rough motos. We're going to do that. Okay. All right, I get it. Hold on. Stop. We're going to give them Supercross Futures, and they're going to race at night, and they're going to be right beside Eli Tomac. We're going to give them that too. And if they're not good enough in the Nationals, they can go back to Loretta's after 45 points. And if you race Futures in one season and win four times – and have a bunch of experience, you can still come back the next year and race. Like, what the? when do we fucking stop giving the amateurs everything the pros got? Where's the gain to, to being a pro and just jumping in and being like, what? well, guess what? I'm, a, I'm 17. I'm 18. I'm now a professional. Let's do this. Let's see how I, that's how I go. You know, let's, let, me, let me make a living racing motorcycles. But now it's just like, fuck, man. We give these guys everything. We, we, make, the, we make the night show worse. We make the tracks worse because the... Do you think the, the tracks are considering that? No, the tracks are easier for the future races, 100%. Hmm. The landings are, you know, all of that. Never even thought about that. No, they really are. It's not a huge difference, but it's enough. And I just, like, where does it stop? We Here. just keep doing it. And The only thing I think of is, like, safety, right? We're, we're just like what we talked about earlier. We're throwing these kids in the 250 class, and then we're spitting them out because they don't got a ride or they get hurt, and they're gone, right? So I think... Besides the rider D and the chance thing, I agree with you on that. But having these futures races at night, giving them all everything that you talk about is good in the fact like it's getting them prepared. So when they do turn pro, maybe that is not going to. I'm with you. Turn it in and spit them out. I'm you with know? you, but can we do it another time? Can we do it? Do we need more? Do we need more bikes on a track that we already know can't handle the bikes? We already know you walk the track at the end of a supercross. It's fucking shot. Do we need another 20 guys doing two more races on that track, on that dirt? No, we don't. We need to do actually less, less riding to keep the dirt, the tracks even better. So another point, like we're tearing up our tracks with the futures. Right. I, I just, I don't, again, I'm not saying cancel it, but there's just a, a time and a place for these kids to get experience and stop treating them like the professionals. And then if they don't cut it, they can come back the next year. Or they can go back to Loretta's. Like, we're just, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is because in other motorsports, they kind of, like, F1, they have F2. They, they, it's on the same day. They do those kind of things. Yeah. To groom them, to get uh, in. Uh, you know, and I, I think the combine's a good idea. I think because the greedy promoters 
of amateur races want to run five laps and a hundred classes. It's hurt the development of our kids yeah. outside of Loretta's. And I think Texas and Loretta's, I think these places are getting better with, with longer motos. You yeah. would know better than I would, but I believe there's more than just Loretta's that does longer motos now, which Correct. is a good thing yes. for sure because we were getting past a little bit and seeing some failure rates of kids. But can we just you know, stop with the mixing of pros and amateurs here and giving these kids everything? There is some gray area, especially when you get to the top elite amateurs where they're like, hey, these guys are as good as the between 10 and 12 of times. Course, of right? course they so are, it's like, yeah. Shit. You Dude, know? they're riding the Cowie track. They're riding the Yamaha track. They're going to Star. They're they're crushing it. You know. Well, you I look mean? at the you know Julian and Ryder and some of these top guys' times versus yeah. the A class times. You right. know, in practice, you're like, well, shit, that guy's thirteenth, twelfth. That's what I'm saying, man. I, and but they were that way right from the start, showing that they didn't need futures. Yeah. You know, so I think what we're they're, we're they're, missing I mean, is the top guys don't need it. Yeah. Okay. The 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 other sure. two thirds do. Sure. Uh, and again. But can we just separate it a little bit? Yeah. You know? Just kind of, look, this rant turned into the whole thing. I didn't want it to turn into the whole thing. You made it turn into the whole thing. Sorry. Uh, Race Tech rant. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Cody's on one. What's up, Cody? Yeah, so, Steve, I agree with you on all that. And uh, something to add on that, uh, Braden Spangle, who raced uh, this one, I think he raced another one this year, he's like 28 years old and uh, was like seven or eight seconds a lap slower than the, the kid who won that. So, yeah, he's like, literally dude, 28. I, he's 27, 28. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, he's you, local you, here. Someone told me you can just keep racing these things forever. It, it, there's so no, I can go race futures? 100%. 100%. Like, like there's no – you have to be picked, right? You right. do have to be picked. Not everyone can show up. Yeah, it's not like an amateur day where you just like, hey, no, I'm a B-class rider and go. Right, but there is – I don't think it's that hard to get your points and what you need. Yeah, I got to look into that. Like, I how mean, do last you... year you had the Rice Paula outdoor track. To get points. Yeah, yeah. The, the original the plan was these promoters are going to build supercross tracks, and somewhere along the line that went sideways. Yeah. And, and they just said, oh, yeah, you were just taking your outdoor points. You're good to go. Right. Which is also asinine. Yeah, because I know Aiden was going to race some futures until he got hurt, but right. I don't know how that was going to work. Right. Yeah. How about arena cross? Make arena cross that way. Send them back to arena cross. Yeah. You know? Hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, anything else? Anyway, yeah. Steve, I, I, I agree. That was it. Uh, anyway, okay. thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, so if Supercross Futures is the way to Supercross, why can't they just do it on Friday and incorporate it into Press Day? Track's already built. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, know, man. Why not? Because they won't be able to handle the crowd. The crowd won't be there. And, well, God, think of the children. Think of the children that won't be in front of the crowds. <laughs> you know, the lights. The I lights the won't crowd. be on. What if the lights are on? <laughs> so, to play devil's advocate a little bit further, would that help the Supercross future from yard sailing like they have the last couple of races because it wouldn't be under so much pressure because of the crowd and everything? You know what? I have to I say, mean, I thought there'd be more yard sales than there are. There really isn't many yard sales in these future races. Just, uh, what, what was the last one? Last Futures one? Uh, Anaheim? Oh, Dallas. Dallas there was in the yeah. whoops. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that was rough. There was kids everywhere for a minute there. Those wolves are big. Yeah. I still thought there'd be more yard sales, though. So, yeah. I don't know. But, well, yeah, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, just, yeah. I mean, you can make the track just a little bit easier on Friday and then just rebuild it for Saturday, and then you'd have less laps because we're already doing, you know, 27 yeah. laps, and the track no. is destroyed on Saturday. 
It's the problem is, is these fucking teams, they screw up the signings of these kids over the years and they pick the wrong ones and they blow through them. And then they're starting to complain. Wow. You know, instead of like being like, Hey man, you pick the kid. You must suck as a talent evaluator. Instead of doing that, they just give the, the teams complain and like they make their own mistakes and then they complain and then the promoters give them what they want. When actually maybe the promoter should be like, Hey man, why'd you pick the bad kid? You know, the kid that wasn't going to make it or the kid who, who blew his money or the right. kid, you know, who was injury prone or. Or whatever, so how, I don't know. How do you feel? Instead of signing them when they're, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say instead of signing them when they're fourteen, sign them when they're like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. make them stay in amateurs for three, four years, make them stay in two fifty class three, yeah. four years, yeah. give them a chance to actually develop, like you talked about a million times, blah blah blah. Yeah, for sure. Nope. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. How do you feel about KTM Juniors challenge? This little pity. I don't feel like they tear out the track. No, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, do you do you don't care about that though? Well, Not so much the track thing, like, just like mean, put him in the show, put him in the night show, and all. No, the you need an intermission. Okay, you need an intermission, like like to go buy soda and whatever, and then if you want to watch the kids run around, cool. Got it. Like yeah, yeah, I got no problem with that because you just need the break. Got it. But these supercross features are tearing up the track. Got it. So, all right, Kyle's on one. What's up, Kyle? Hello. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, I just had a quick question for you. I mean, now the supercross futures, what? You know, for someone who's like, uh, you got to turn down your TV, bro. You got to turn down your TV. Hey, bro, you got to turn down your TV. Hasn't had this factory yeah, back. Okay, all right, bye. <laughs> Chris Kiefer here, by the way. Uh, hey, thanks to the folks at EVS, man. Really want to thank those guys. You know who uses EVS? Chase Sexton did. Oh. RJ Hampshire does. Kyle Chisholm, Axel Hodges, EVS-Sports.com, the original protective gear company. They've been protecting champions and riders for over thirty years, and they don't plan to stop anytime soon. You know what else EVS made? Davy's Donut. Davy's. Oh, the donut? Davy's helmet. That was donut. an EVS deal? I believe so. Mm. EVS-sports.com. The code to save with those guys is Pulp30. Pulp30 saves at EVS-sports.com. And again, Axel Hodges, Pastrana, Chisholm, uh, Hampshire, all those guys using EVS Sports and uh, the original protective gear company. So thank you to those guys for coming on board. Steph's over there now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah did you know that? I found that out here uh-huh. last month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is there. Um, okay, Kiefer, for your testing, Yes. what's been going on? Well, lately, it's been a lot of new bikes, still doing a lot of the factory editions and all those things. That's about that time right now. Mm-hmm. And then, surprisingly enough, what's crazy is uh, lots of confidential stuff that I can't talk about. Oh, my God. I'm just telling you what I've been doing. Quiet um, down. And then it's April already, so next month... We'll have new bikes already to test, 2024s. Really? Believe what, that? What's coming up? KTMs will be here. Really? Yeah. Always KTMs, Husqvarna. I th- am that not company ready for that. Yeah. We'll be right. here in May sometime. Okay. So. And I was gearing up for Life Swap. Yeah. <laughs> Ride-engineering.com. Uh, code is PulpFan20 to save. Chris, you work with Adrian at Ride Engineering there a yep. little bit. And uh, do some good things with them. They all knew with the all new YZ450 chassis. It's only fitting that a ride engineering redesigned their triple clamps around this model. The lower clamp is now less rigid in bumps and chop, while retaining the steering precision you expect from a billet top triple clamp. You tested this? Well, you were about to on Thursday. Oh, that was one of the tests you're getting set up to do. Yeah, uh, three offsets: twenty, twenty-two, and twenty-three and a half. Uh, and uh, Ride recommends either the stock or 23.5 offsets for moto or the 20s for Supercross and Arena Cross. Stock in that bike is 22, by the way. Yep. $649 a set. It's not just your wallet that's lighter as they save half a pound over stock. 
ride. That's engineering.com. Pulpfan20 to save. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Use the code SAVE at ride-engineering.com. Thank you to Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, uh, in motorcyclingstreetjobs.com, EVS, Weisco Piston, WUSA, John and Kristen, mm. right here. Gosh. Hey, that, that Edge wheel set we did was really successful for them. Was it? Yeah, they sold uh, a ton. So that's good. They thank deserve you. it. They're good that, people. Yeah, that picture you. you posted of them that day they're in here, uh-huh. I've never seen so many comments. Oh, John. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not. Kristen yeah. was just getting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so thanks to the folks at W Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF on board, the drop. I've, I, I use the drop. I get it all the time. And uh, and and more. Uh, also, I mean, I kind of want to do the Michelin read to make it up for Randy, but I feel like. I feel like we dropped a lot of Michelin <laughs> in that whole deal. Listen, we got to try to make it right. Okay. Michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thanks to Michelin Silica Technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 range. Tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. Sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, hard versions. And uh, please check them out. Michelin Starcross 6, personally tested by Chris Kiefer. Uh, right. So thank you to those guys. Motorsport.com, tweet at tit segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Motorsport.com, great return policy on anything. I had to return some stuff for my project bike. Couldn't have been any easier. And great prices on aftermarket products or OEM parts. And if you don't shop there uh, online, then please uh, try them out. Uh, tr- trust me, you'll be very, very surprised. A dedicated team of gearheads there holding things down. Uh, our own talent Taylor, motorsport.com gearhead. And, uh, yeah, great great guys down there. Phil Nicoletti, also sponsored by the folks at motorsport.com. Um, so please check them out and uh, love to be associated with them. These questions are submitted to the Ad Pulp MX Show on Twitter. And uh, the guy over there. Um, Good luck to us. Frappy Pete. Frappy. Frappy Pete picks the best ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first one is from Jimmy G. It's for both of you. I'm a 57-year-old vet sea rider that's considering a trip to California to ride dirt bikes. Glen Helen is on my list. Are there any other tracks I should consider? When is the best time of year? Are there any desert parks you recommend for single track? That's all you, Kiefer. Yeah, so best time of year is winter time here in, in California. So anywhere between November and January is a great time. Uh, the tracks are better. The dirt is better. Tracks you could hit up besides Glen Helen would be Cahia. Uh, it's more of a sandier-based, faster, flowier track. Um, there's Paula, but you know it's a little bit jumpy and crowded. But for me, the top two would be probably Cahia and Glen Helen. And then if you want something a little bit more ready and tight, Paris would be a good addition. Paris has the best dirt. Paris? Yeah. The best dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Mm, what? Yeah. What, what has better dirt? Paula. Really? Yeah. Uh, Paula has good dirt. But Paris is great I, for ruts. I have not ever ridden Paula. What? I'm, no, I've never ridden Paula. Really? Yeah. Holy sheesh. Yeah. Uh, maybe I did the Have you been to Kahia? Yes. Okay. Kahia. Kahia vet track is nice. Yeah. From the Thunder from Down Under, uh, what's up with the Moto Media blackout from the Lawrences? Heard on another pod that Jet wasn't allowed to do interviews on press day. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I guess he was telling people he couldn't do interviews. So I don't really know. Why? Um, I don't know. Yeah, he wouldn't interview after the race either. So, huh? Yep. Like no one said anything about Jet. So why would there be any problem? I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah. Seems weird. It, it it definitely does because both Hunter and Jet generally are really accommodating to the media, and they're really great normally. Huh. That's strange. From Black Diamond MX, Kiefer, when doing all the bike tests you do, what's the greatest takeaway from it that you can apply to your own racing or riding? Uh, the best thing I can do to apply it to my own racing and riding is just what a proper setup and feel is like. So when I'm at the track, let's say I'm showing up to race day and um, I have a certain feeling on my own bike, I already kind of know which direction to go. So that is always a positive. The more you understand about what a fork does, a shock does, how your engine is delivered, and what those changes can do really can elevate um, how you can race on race day when the track changes. So that is one advantage that I have. And I think Aiden doesn't really understand how much value there is in that. So having me around and kind of watching what he does and, and being on the same track, you know, racing, which Steve was going to do this weekend, was race and then take care of Aiden. I think having uh, me on the track with him has really helped and just kind of knowing what to do. So for me, it's just being able to have that feeling. And with a lot of these guys, they don't know what that feeling is because they don't know which direction to go. And for me, that's the, that's the most important way. Uh, by the way, uh, troll training for Aiden. How's that going? You got him on the uh, – was that because of hanging out with Alex? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah I kind of just talked to him a little bit about it and then – I've always liked Alex as a person. Yeah. And I'm pretty picky of who Aiden gets to do stuff with. So for me, um, it's worked out great. I think he's in his third full week now. Okay. And what I like is everything's laid out for Aiden. Uh, Alex personally texts Aiden to see how he's feeling. Uh, he texts him and John, I should say, him and John both get a hold of Aiden. And if Aiden has any questions, they're really quick to get back to him. Mm -hmm. And I like that Aiden is doing to the T of what they say. Okay. Do you notice the difference yet or three weeks in? Um, really? We'll find out this weekend. It's yeah. kind of like his first test. He's going to race. Right. Um, but I've been doing 80% of the same stuff he's been doing. So mm -hmm. I've been doing it along with him. And I'm telling it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So um, it sure is, sure is, <laughs> sure is tough. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Well, but one of Aiden's weaknesses was his stamina, right? Yeah. yeah. So Aiden's ride, rides a lot, right? But off the bike training has been sporadic right. um, because either I'm working in, in the back in the office or something and he just kind of does schoolwork and then just right. checks out. Yep. So now he has to be held accountable and they track everything. So, so far it's been awesome. It's easy, f easy to use. He can be on his phone. He knows exactly what he's doing. He goes and does it and it's laid out for him and it's, it's basic. Trolltraining.com, uh, whether you're a young up-and-coming amateur racer like Aiden, a vet rider trying to beat your buddies, or an off-road guy, Alex Martin and John Wrestling at Troll Training will prepare you for the latest, for your best season yet. All about the Troll Train, trolltraining.com. Please check them out. We had Alex in studio. Alex is called in as well. And uh, John Wrestling also very, very smart with this stuff. So please check it out, trolltraining.com. And uh, if you're motivated, like, you know, if you're motivated, you don't need somebody watching over you. Right. It's a great program. So. Yep. All right. Uh, next one is from Mike Fogg. What has happened with drug testing the riders? It was a topic Just of debate. Just did it this weekend. Oh. Yep, this weekend, drug tests. Who got it? Uh, the top three in each class, I believe. Yep. 
Okay. Well, okay. good. Right. Uh, from uh, Corey Mosier, mm. how hot of a prospect is Lopes right now to other teams? He's definitely got some people talking to him. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Like what teams? Factory teams. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> so um, I, I, think, would, I think I think he, he kind of hurt get... himself this weekend, though. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him do motocross too, right? He hasn't done motocross really for years. So mm, that's a big thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, those teams all race motocross. There's right. no supercross only. Two fifty teams, factory teams. You know. Mm. Yeah. When was the last time he raced an outdoor? Do we know? Uh, no, it's in the vault, sir. So it hasn't been great that we remember. No, of, right? no. His best ever, I think, was a tenth overall. Okay. Yeah. All right. From James Britton, uh, how will the Beta SX team stack up against current OEMs? Also, Kiefer, go test the 300 RX. I don't hear anything about the Beta. I don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. Like, I talked to your rider this weekend. I know Dean Wilson talked to him last year. And I talked to your rider this weekend that said he was talking to him pretty seriously. And they said if, they, if he wants to go ride the bike, he's got to go to Europe. Yep. There's nothing here. Correct. Maybe not coming anytime soon, or I don't know. The the team that they do have is off road based, right? Yeah. So the bike is here, you know, not the new bike that yeah. the GP teams are riding. Right. But I would say at least it's farther than two years out. That's yeah. what I would think. They bought a rig, though, right? They bought a Geico truck or something. I mean, I have no idea. I think they did. But I, a- I I feel like I'm kind of plugged into that R and D world, yep. and I would have heard yeah. where or what they've yes. been doing. I feel like it's April, and we would have known. And I have heard nothing, right? You know, yeah. So, so, Triumph's coming in. Ducati's coming in. Lewis said, "Yeah, I heard. I've heard of Ducati. Yeah. So I think that's legit. Yeah, that's a legit thing. No, yeah. they're they're racing MXGP next year, right. or MX two or whatever, but something. So yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. That'd be interesting. That thing looks like, huh? I think it's gonna look all exotic and weird. Yeah. Right? Don't you feel like it'll be oh, like yeah. a, like remember the Aprilia, the yeah. Coppins Road? Yeah. I feel like it's gonna look Cannondale. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Ryan Hargrave, riders and teams all have injury clauses and contracts, but when a rider is hurt because of a mechanical or something out of his hands, does that change how the clause works? Nope. Go fuck yourself. Sorry about that uh, cam coming through the valve cover. So what happened? Well, he's just saying riders have injury clauses, but yeah. if the bike breaks while you're riding and it causes you injury, nothing, yeah. ha- nothing happens. Do we know what happened to Cam's bike? No, I don't. I haven't heard. No. Okay. But I'm saying, like, I, I believe some teams do pay the riders if yeah. the machine breaks, but they're not obligated to, and they don't always do. Most of the time, wouldn't they? Though I don't. Not that I know of. Damn. No. It's a rough world out there. Shit. From Jake, Kiefer, if you are Triumph, what are you looking for when signing a rider? A consistent, experienced vet type. Or a guy who can help build the team and be an ambassador for the brand? If I'm a new brand, period, I'm looking for one of each, right? I'm looking for someone that could uh, help build the brand, notoriety, a good dude, people, some people that like, um, that still can ride decent. And then I'm looking for something that I can groom and, and take along for the ride, you know? So uh, for me, it, it's both sides. It's not just one or the other. So. Now, Triumph's doing a 250-only team in 24 and then a 450 team. So, Bobby Hugh was involved. So, everyone's linking. Evan, Evan Ferry will be there as an amateur for sure. Everybody's looking at Jalik Swole, another kid that Bobby's close with, right, that may not have a ride. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think when you're looking for riders for Triumph to hire, look at Bobby Hewitt 
and his connections and his thoughts, his past guys for, for ideas on where they're going to go. It'd be cool to see like Dean get that kind of test deal. You know, if he was, yeah. if Dean's linked to Bobby somehow, but I was right. thinking about that the other day. I was like, I wonder if Dean would be interested in being an R and D guy or how good is he? I don't even know if he's yeah. any good at yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I think he wants to race another year. Does he? So, yeah. Uh, from Vin Diesel for both of you. How many hours are a set of OEM Husky wheels good for? I just snapped my first spoke at 142 hours, mm. and he checks the torque every single ride. You check the torque every single ride? Jesus. Dude, that's right. impressive. He's got that many hours on that wheel because yeah. those spokes suck. Oh, okay. Like, I'll have a new KTM, and that I'll be missing a spoke within eight hours. Oh, really? And I check my spokes yeah. after every ride. Right. So it's just... It's amazing you got that long. So maybe off-road or something yeah. and last longer. But You know, I had two flats the last two times I rode my, my Blue Crew. Hey, you got something in there. No. Yeah, I had a broken spoke. It's poking in? And it was poking through the duct tape and into the... So th- that means you didn't check your spokes that whole time? That's exactly what that means. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank God I'm going to be with you, Aiden, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but I fixed it now. WUSA hook. Only took two sp- times. Yep. <laughs> fool, right. fool me once. <laughs> Shame yep. on you. Fool me twice. Shame on you. <laughs> Got it fixed. Fuck. <laughs> Most people don't check their spokes before they ride. To be honest, what? Yeah. Not every ride. No. No. I, every ride. Really? Maybe not every moto that you're there. No, but every. But day. like, you go home, wash uh, yeah. your bike, you do some prep, you check your spoke. No. Oh no. Nope. Hell no. Really? No. Nope. No. Check them when they're new. Check them a couple times when they're new, and then like one other time, a few months <laughs> later. When was the last time you checked the spokes? Oh yeah, Marks is a oh, great yeah, example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Super, super good example. <laughs> Probably go home and check them tonight. To be honest. Marks, when's the last time you checked your bike? Uh, Just if it was there. You, you still got it. I think. I think it's still in the garage. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Literally, that's how much you check your spokes. I have a torque wrench, sir. And once they're torqued, they're good. Once they're set. No, that's not how it works. You know better than that. Right? Yeah, but you ride and you it loosens up. Do you at least do the tink tink check? No, I never do that. I use torque only. That's how my dad did it. Yeah, that's how my dad did too. Yeah. Oh, that's quick and easy. Amazing. Hmm. Uh, from Shane Bagley, Kiefer, what bike product, bike slash product was your hardest to test? Uh, hardest to test. Uh, so... Everything that I've tested ECU related is very difficult because it's sometimes it's very tedious and there's not a lot of change. So you really got to pinpoint on the track where things are better or worse. So any time of mapping change, ECU change is pretty hard. Um, I did a bib moose test just recently that was, was kind of tough because <laughs> they all felt really similar. Oh, really? And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, like, yeah. it's tough. And then I went back to a tube, and then it's so much different. So when these guys go to outdoors and they switch to a, a bib in the rear, it affects the, the suspension. So then you have to kind of make your rear shock a little bit different for the bib because it really deadens everything up. So I think oh, just recently those two things were the most difficult for me. All right. Okay. We have a key for after dark, but we'll save that for later. All right. That's old news. I'm surprised right? they trust us doing that. Motorsport.com. Tweet it. Uh, tit segment. Please check out the Motorsport.com website. Go through the banner on Pulpamex to help us out. Great guys. Uh, Mar- uh, tits, you've been using Motorsport. And uh, 
how's been your it's been your experience so far well you set a very uh uh an example of abusing your preferred gearhead (laughs) yeah um yeah so while i have not gone that far it actually has been very helpful so uh motorsport's been great listen my gear my gearhead is there for me he takes care of you exactly yes it's like you and the mountain bikes Mm -hmm. uh all right um do you want to do after dark yeah Oh, uh, we have to. Okay. All right, we gotta give we're going to try to give them the most we can to tonight. Give the people what, what they want. Yeah. So we're going to do Kiefer After Dark next from GrowYourAssOff.com, and uh, we are going to sign off and then come back with that. So before we get uh, into the sign-off part, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, Benny Bloss, thank you for coming on board. Uh, happy birthday to my mom, by the way, too. Happy birthday, today. Debbie. Uh, Debbie's birthday today. And, uh, again, Yamaha LCQ Challenge tickets. Get that. We added Hunter Yoder to the, uh, to the, to the pot. Denver live show Friday night. Kiefer will be there as well. Uh, uh, Weege and JT, of Promise. course. Yep. <laughs> Millville ride day. Ride day at pulpamex.com if you want to be in the entered into the raffle to come in. And uh, what did I, did I give you 10 spots? You did give me 10. How, I we, how used, we looking? I haven't used them yet. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm gonna, when it gets closer, I feel like I'm going to do something. Yeah. But I don't want to do it now. It's too early. Don't you feel like you're going to have 10 industry friends th- that you're going to give them to? Or you're, are you going to give them to the No, randos? I'm just going to – no industry guys. Oh. They get enough free oh. shit. Oh, so you're doing randos. I'm doing random people. Oh, okay. Just normal maybe, – right. maybe some hot chicks. Who knows? Yeah, hot chicks. Big pulp, big pulp uh, listeners for sure. Well, that's going to be some, some guy's listener uh, woman for sure. <laughs> not, a, not a random chick. All right, we're going to uh, be right back with Kiefer After Dark, everybody. Okay! Okay! I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> all right, if you got little ones in the car, turn, turn the radio off. Flip all it that. off. Yeah, flip it all off all that uh, so we, uh, we don't get in trouble. Uh, GrowYourAssOff.com, great company. Fantastic uh, seasoning. Thanks to those guys for uh, helping us out as well for Have this we got segment. anything lately from them? Um, seasonings? I have some. Do you want they some? They still got queso? No. Dang it. There was limited edition. Do you want some seasonings, though? No, I'm oh, straight okay, there. Yeah, I was hoping for queso. Oh, yeah. No, no. They're all sold out of that. Uh, so thanks to those guys as well. So these are questions emailed to Chris Kiefer for uh, relationship advice and, and home life and that kind of things. Uh, I got an email here. Tits, you said you got a, a tweet, right? You got yes, that email? One up on single here. tweet. Okay. And I got an email for you. All right. Here we go. Uh, hey, Chris. First, I want to start off by saying thank you for the content that both of you provide. Even though I no longer have a bike, I enjoy the insight. Got a bike? I don't really know if this is really a key for after dark question or just life advice in general, but I'm trying to turn things around. Yeah. I'll give some backstory. I'm 24 with a stable job that I enjoy. However, I have not had a girlfriend or sexual partner in nearly six years. I had opportunities shortly after my last relationship, but I ultimately blew the chance. It's been three years since I have seriously talked or been interested in someone. Now that I have moved for work, I don't have any close friends to hang out with. Besides not having buddies to go out with like you, I also don't care for drinking. So going to the bar to meet people isn't ideal. I've tried my luck with online dating, but nothing has stuck. I feel like the lack of home life is affecting my overall happiness, and I don't know how to get the train back on track. Once again, I appreciate all that Pulp and Mex and Kiefer Inc. provide. Thank you. Six years. And he doesn't like online dating. Well, he doesn't no, have any tried, friends. He's tried online dating. Nothing is stuck. And he doesn't like drinking and going to the bar. Oh, man. What do I you do? I don't think I'm a very good I'll guy. tell you what you do. I'll go tell ahead. you what you do. Go take it. Okay. You don't have a bike anymore, so he doesn't moto. Right. So you like softball? 
Okay. Join a softball, co-ed softball league. Okay. Right? You're, or at work, maybe they got one. Yeah. Right? Or, or hockey or softball or softball or like some activity. You got to be out there somewhere. You got you to gotta be out there somewhere. You got to just sign up. You got to look like a dork. Look, I started playing hockey when I was in Vegas here. Uh, I don't play it anymore, but I was playing like a pickup game. I felt like a loser the first few times because I walked in. <laughs> My name's Steve. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like everyone kind of knew each other because yeah. they had been playing for a while. But I still didn't really talk to anybody because that's me. Mm-hmm. But I played a few times and got into it. And, you know, just that's what you got to do. Right. You just got it. So if you don't like, I would say like Mr. Side, play with some of those apps. But right. he tried. And then I would say, well. Go to the bar or a lounge, but he you doesn't like do that. that. Right. So now my next thing is softball. So co-ed softball, though. It's not unless, a bad... unless you're into dudes, then dude softball. Right. You got to be out there some type. You just can't be a hermit and expect something to knock on your door. Right. right? Yeah. So you say I haven't had a good experience with dating apps. No shit. Everyone has, but you got to keep doing it. Yeah. Because that's like throwing. 20 lines out into the lake and then just letting them sit until one bites. One's going to bite eventually. So continue on with your online dating or online apps or whatever you have. You have to, you have nothing else. You don't like, you're like me. You don't like to go out. You don't like to drink. You got to do something. So if you don't want to (laughs) go, join a softball league or something with the softball league, nothing's wrong with it. You just laugh. I don't even know. How many people actually do that still? Lots of people do it. Really? Oh, yeah. I got friends right now that play co-ed softball. Okay. Yeah. Not here in town, but in in Canada. Right. Like, yeah. I just don't know how. You make shirts up like Pete's drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a drinking league or something? Yeah. Okay. Like, Heather was going to, um, her and her friends were going to do like a roller roller derby. Marks, go ahead. Marks, chime in. Dog park. Dogs? If you don't have a dog, get one. Go to the dog park. Okay. Just think of the chicks at the do- at the dog park with their with their dogs. Yeah, dude, easy money. <laughs> easy money. But do we easy all money. agree that he needs to stay on these dating apps? Yeah, I think so. Because that's just another line out in the water that you can use. Look, and if, it, if I had a, if if there was a woman like Courtney Marks on those dating apps, mm. I would stay on those things twenty four seven. And there are, there are not. Yep. There's a lot of those. Oh, they are everywhere. Type of Courtney's oh, out there. Oh, there are so no, many. One Courtney's. of a kind. Hi, babe. <laughs> Definitely listening. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. Exactly. Yep. That's all we got for you, yeah, man. I, because... I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. Softball. Co-ed softball. Oh. Tits, do you have any advice? Nope. Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Once again, thank you, thank you for chiming in. Uh, what's, the, what's the tweet? What's the, yeah, what's the tweet? Oh, yes. Uh, so, from uh, Too Fat to Ride, uh, hypothetically speaking... A good friend's wife comes on to you. She suggests that the husband is cool with it as long as there is no kissing. Would you talk to said good friend about it beforehand? What? One more time. Read, yeah. the, read the first part of it. This again. guy's got a good friend. Okay. His wife comes on to him. Right. Before this guy wants to actually uh, go through with anything uh-huh. he wants to check with, with his buddy, like, Hey, is this like for real cool or kind of what's going on type thing? Yeah. Oh, so she, he's saying, she would have said, Hey, my husband's fine with this. She's saying that to him. Hey, it's cool. But he's like, do I actually talk to him about this yes. Yes. beforehand yes. Yes, or you, you take her word for it? Yes. Oh, no, you do not no. take her word for it. Yeah. That's the bad move right there. You got to like get your guy and be like everybody out here in the room. Okay. 
Uh, so far, we all agreed that this is good. And the guy's like, yeah, man, I'm into it. Then it's green light if you want it. Yeah. But for sure, like, especially if it's your BF. But then, you got, then you could cause a divorce if you'd be like, hey, I, I got to check with him. Can I say something? <laughs> no, then Uh-oh. that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If this guy has to ask this question in this scenario, right. like, just leave it alone. Don't even – you're out, bro. Yeah, here's the thing. That's like me and Mark's being best friends, and I don't know enough about him. Like, Courtney would be down. Like, I would already know because he'd be like, dude, yeah, Courtney's down. Like, right, you're going to right. come over tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying, like, you would have an idea. Right? Right. Yeah. No. Don't do it. You know? Like the motocross community. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to be op- like everything, open, honest, lay it out there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then there's no regrets. All right. We got a caller. Okay. We got our caller. Great. I love it. All right, caller. Anal bleaching. Caller, go ahead. You talking about anal bleaching? No. No, not no. tonight. No. What about anal bleaching? Oh, shit. Oh, man. I, there's no ding or nothing. What's up? Let me take it off Bluetooth. Let me take it off Bluetooth. One second. Shit. Y'all picked up. Y'all, there's no ding. Hang on. Hey, hey, Keeper, how you doing, buddy? How are you, man? Here we are. Here we are. Can you hear me better now? Yes, sir. Let's let's do this. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Um, this is riveting. Before I even get into my actual <laughs> problem, I got a 17 CRF 450, but I hate the double fucking exhaust. Is it worth getting the, the single FMF exhaust, or is that a joke? Uh... It shortens the power curve, so it depends where you want the power, but for me, the dual exhaust worked better. It did work better. Yeah. I, I just hate, it's like, I, I'm feeling like I'm adding weight. I'm already fat enough as it is. I don't need to add a bunch of weight. Okay. So it's really not worth it. Okay. No. I'll get the Yoshimura then, right? Cool. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ten four. All right, all right, all right. So long story short, so <laughs> this is Billy from Butts Creek. <laughs> so I met this chick. At a party, like in uh, December, and she's like 60 years old, but a smoking hot 60-year-old. Yep. Well, um, I brought her to a party that my wife was bartending for. My wife, I have a smoking hot wife, and Steve's seen her titties, but I'm not going to say who I am. Um, (laughs) But I also (laughs) fuck with that animal sometimes. Um, (laughs) Anyway... Well, we just started like a text relate a text friendship. Well, Friday night she texts me something about like hot steamy sex, and my wife found my phone when I was in the shower, and like she lost her fucking mind. Yep. And look, I love my wife. I've been with her for twenty years. Yep. I have pictures of her with me at Bud's Creek, and I'm trying to repair this right now. Like I've lost, like I literally lost all trust, like almost instantly. It was like basically she's like. uh, so uh, I deleted the lady's number, and mm-hmm. I deleted it all, and what, what, what would you do? <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> well, there's not much else you can do there, brother. Like, if uh, she caught you texting this chick, or she said what she said, on the, and she said she's going to have her own formulate of the truth what she thinks is happening, no matter what you say. So you have to reassure her, like, hey, you're my, my only one. And uh, I want to be with you, and this chick's gone in my life. So if you don't, you don't believe me, maybe say, "Hey, get with, confront the chick. Maybe yeah. she can yeah. confront the chick." You know? Oh, she already said if she sees her in public, she's gonna fuck her up. <laughs> well, then I mean, obviously she's not. She's she's not gonna bail on you. She wants to fight a chick, so I don't think she's gonna go anywhere, dude. Yeah. No, no. She 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 loves me. We've been together. She's like 
been through cancer and we've had IVF and we've had two daughters and it's been a great run. And she's, dude, I fucked her four times in the last 28 hours. So evidently she, she must be. Like well, she's probably what she's probably doing is overcompensating, making sure you don't bail or you want something different. She's probably making sure you stick around, right? Throwing that pussy out there for I, you. I guess. Look, evidently, I got. I'm doing something right. So, thank you for the reassurance, Hoss. <laughs> uh, no problem, man. Um, that was easy. Hey, hey. At the end of the day, I mean, okay. And and I got one more thing, and I'll let you jump. Kelly Ripa. You know who Kelly Ripa is? Yes, sir. Yeah. Kelly Ripper has wanted titties, like, for a long time, but I think she, she missed that window because she's like, I haven't had titties forever, so I can't buy them now. Hmm. And, and, and do not take this the wrong way because I know you're not poor. Get, if you get a, a, a nice grill, wouldn't that make you feel better as a person <laughs> just like you bought your wife titties? Oh, wow. You know what? I get this a lot, actually. You do? Yeah. So here's the deal. I had braces. I had braces. I'm not hating on you. No, what's funny is, honestly, I don't even think of, like, of course, brush my teeth. I don't, my my breath doesn't stink. But I have been like this for so long. And I, I'm so far removed. You're, you're Kelly Ripa. You are. I'm, Kelly okay, Ripa. if I'm Kel- if, if I'm Kelly Ripa and I have no boobs or whatever you're saying, <laughs> like, if Heather doesn't mind it, and I, I feel like I'm okay. Like I'm good. Yeah. I like, feel like it I almost think it would be. It I almost think bother you. That's what matters, buddy. Well, and it and it, and it doesn't. <laughs> even when people bring it up, like, hey man, I know I got fucking gangly teeth. Like it is what it is. And my dad gave me a choice. What do you want? A dirt bike or do you want braces? And of course, you you see what I chose, right? <laughs> yeah, so course, as yeah. I went along, um, I just never actually did anything about it because I didn't have a lot of money, right? And then never did a lot of things to my teeth besides brush them, floss them, and and. Wash my mouth out. So, 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 do something for yourself. This is like getting a new exhaust for my dirt bike, or getting new graphics. But I guess you, you, man, don't you have to? Don't you have to want your new exhaust, though? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want new teeth at all? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I this honestly like a really dickish move. I'm no, not, no. I, I'm hey, to be honest with you, buddy. I got thick skin. It's okay, man. I get it. I yeah, okay. I know my flaws. It's all right. You can afford it. And look, you, you, your smile would be so much better. I guess the way I was raised, Kiefer, was <laughs> that um, the, when people see you, the smile is the first thing they yeah, see. You know what? And I, you just your, your teeth are just all jacked up. I mean, oh, you yeah. can boy, fix that is, for a lot cheaper now. Yeah. That and you can do it. You know what? You're right. Honestly, like, never really thought. I'm just so busy doing stuff that I don't think about it. I, I, well, more, hey, more power to you. Hey, I, I appreciate you, that. Dude. Okay. All right. I guess. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, man. You got yeah, a smoking hot wife and a badass yeah, son. Hey, look, he I, does. I just was wondering, like, I mean, I, no, I it's okay because I get this. I get this question a lot. Actually, I never get to address it. So this is this is fine. You don't need like new like Jersey Shore teeth or anything. Just but okay. Don't you think it's You're weird though, as as a as if like creeping up That's on an right. older man to get braces? That's right. You think it's weird? Yes. No, not braces. Like right? basically, you yes. shave them all down and just they just put on new ones, kind of like they did to crackhead Hunter Biden. You know, That's they shaved worse. his teeth off. 
and put on new teeth. Yeah, that's all looks weird too. When yeah, you do that. I don't know, man. This guy's in the tank. He got too right. big. Thanks, man. Thank you for the call. Later, brother. Don't, see you. Hey, don't hang up, Steve. Dave. Steve, uh, do not. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, There's a reason why we've done After Dark late. in a while. Yeah, there is a reason. Actually, we'll do After Dark again next time I'm up here, and I have some. That's some next, things that I've experienced with Heather okay. that we can talk about. Wow. So personal experience, I think, will be better stories. We, we may not be able to do it. Why? Uh, we'll talk about it after the show. What? We, we know, maybe, we'll just go. Can okay. we go? Can Good. we go? Yes. Oh uh, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, Benny Bloss, best interview tonight. Hunter Yoder. <laughs> Brandon Ray. <laughs> oh, B-Ray. Okay. Yeah. B-Ray? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, this glass guy about my teeth. That's okay. the best yeah, one. Yeah, that was yeah. the best one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Use the code to save. As always, thanks for the people for growyourassoff.com after dark as well. Use the sponsor. Thanks to the sponsors. Kiefer, thank you. Thank you. Have fun at uh, Hinesperia, Steve. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I don't think Marks is. I think Marks is still mad. I think Marks and Randy are the worst ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Randy the first, and then Marks is trailing, but still upset. Uh, all right. Thanks to Swiss Corps and Moser and Pookie, of course, as well. Uh, tits, thank you. Yep. <laughs> Mark, Mark's. It's uh, two minutes over. Yeah, He's yeah, out. Yeah. Marks, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Great work. Okay. And uh, thanks to Roto as well, <laughs> Swiss and Moser. Thank you, guys. And everybody. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Later. Why, why does he have such, you know, not much knowledge or bad questions or whatever? <laughs> but He's dumb. <laughs> He's just nice a, guy, Steve. Yeah, no, he's just he's just stupid. <laughs> There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.